Welcome to the Alcoholicast. Let's get this show on the road. Listen up, scoop close to your host with the most. Chris Smith as he boasts, we toast as we roast. Any little problem and we'll fix it in post. Playing devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Who can it be sitting next to me? Adney, your baby's daddy. Spitting comedy magically. Scorn, I ain't gonna buckle wanna be. You're gonna be hit with a hook. I'll turn your face into a tragedy. Steve B with the chemistry. Dropping recipes and melodies. Recipe especially using dark humor as his weaponry. Mentally haunting all your dirty thoughts like an entity. No empathy, just credibility. Discussing history. Legacy, ethnicity, destiny, felonies, industry, jealousy, memory, pregnancies, tendencies, therapy, heavily. Alcoholic cast is the remedy. 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 The remedy. Chris Smith and Annie Pereno. What's up, Alkies? This is Alcoholic Cast. We are your hosts. Chris is trying to figure out a way to do a new intro. He doesn't <laughs> understand. He's like, what do I, what do I? Trying hey, new things. Trying new I things. Had, I, that one was all right. That one was all right. That was perfect. Anyways, we, you guys, if you guys didn't interrupt me every single fucking time, <laughs> I might be able to do it. But, yes. you know. Sorry, but that's part that. of the thing. That's why. Anyways, I got Adney and motherfucking this uh-huh. fucking douchebag hey, Stevie ourselves. Dr. Dadney, <laughs> PhD. Dr. Dadney, PhD to my left, to Chris's right. And then you have Stevie August Borghese. Yeah, whatever. And on the guitar, Stevie August Borghese. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came in with some drums, you know. On lead guitar. Got Stephen Borghese over here on lead fucking guitar, dude. <laughs> um, we always roll into the cast. Shout outs. I'm going to give a shout out to just everybody in general because for the past couple weeks, we've had about 100 or so plays after like the entire week. Well, this week we hit 100 in like two, three days. So shout out to all our listeners, whether you're in Croatia, the UK, the States, Corpus Christi, Sacramento, the Belgium, UK, did I already say it? Whatever, Kim Korea. Jong, Kim Jong-un over in Korea. Yeah, you know he's listening Oh, he all definitely day. listens. These guys are hilarious. Dude, I don't this know, will be the one place. <laughs> you're a fucking embarrassment. <laughs> That was like a weird podcast. I don't fucking know. You were like, that first time it seemed like an Indian accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, who you, you know you fucking busy who you guys got for the <laughs> there you the go <laughs> that's, that's it oh, yeah, take a minute dead right no, sh- no I just had to do Team uh, America that's not even the fucking yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was perfect uh, I don't have a shout out because I fucking hate every last one of you people <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! Well, if everybody <laughs> listened to the last episode, everyone should have known. He could just got, you know, broke up. So looks like he might be a little down. Hey, he's not. Hey, cheer up, Buckaroo, because guess what? A rough week turns into a good week, and that good week turns into a better week. Oh my gosh! Namaste. I fucking, how dare you? You want to go home? No, no, I'm going to say. No, I'm stupid. No, I'm stupid. That was so corny. Uh, what about you, Steve? You got a shout out? Yeah, shout out to you, homeboy. Meet me outside. No. <laughs> he said that while he was like looking at his coffee. Am I going to drink it? I definitely want to give a shout out to two people, actually. <clears throat> One, who I just found out listening this morning, uh, a childhood friend who we want on the podcast. She's the journalist that Adney talked oh, about. Oh, right. Aurora. Shout out to her because she listened. She said it's hilarious, and I was like, "You listen?" So <laughs> he's pretty sweet. Shout out to her for saying like everyone hates Des now. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, dude. She's like, "Des sounds like a cunt." And she like she mentioned me saying that. <laughs> yeah, 
That yeah, was the point. she is. <laughs> yeah. Just give her all the bad, just give her all bad shit. You don't say anything good that happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I want to give another shout out to uh, Sarah, who's a, a friend of a friend in Sacramento. She actually came up here with my friend Lauren. Um, I met her. She's one of the coolest chicks ever. I hung out. We drank and everything. But uh, she, was, she took a little while to listen to the podcast, but she listens to it at the gym. She goes, it's... It's hilarious. She listened to the first episode. I was like, oh, at the you gym? listened to the first episode? because we're, we're inspiring. I was like, the first one? Oh, it's kind of shitty. You mm-hmm. That's the worst so place we never put the second one on. Yeah. <laughs> that was so glad the second like, one was so Episode bad. three like, is embarrassing to me. Also, so it was four. Yeah. I was like, four through 11 is, is go to go to those. Just listen to those. I was like, go to listen to our Oscar episode. That'll get you in tune to where, like, we, we <laughs> where start, we're coming we're, at. We're starting to get our feel for this podcast. But I got to get a shout out to her because I was like, you might be... She's, uh, she's very beautiful. I was like, you might be the most attractive listener we have. And she goes, okay, you already said it. I'm grandfathered in, okay? If anybody else comes <laughs> along that are that's prettier than me, I'm grandfathered in. Well, so I'm I, would, I would definitely argue with that she's like, statement. But she's whatever. like, I'm definitely the prettiest. Right, she goes, all right, I'm grandfathered into the pretty, uh, you know, best looking because I thought she's extremely good looking. But uh, so, yeah, shout out to her. I she's, think, she's I really think she's that. I think that our most beautiful and most attractive listener is Joel LaRosa. <laughs> Listen to one episode. I'm maybe. not going to lie. Joel is a pretty attractive dude. We got to give a shout to Joel shout out to for Joel. killing it on the last Joel episode. Joel Rosa, kills. Dude. Killed it. Oh, man. Dude. You fucking. If you guys didn't get to hear the bonus episode last week. I got week. so many people that messaged me, or not not only messaged me, but like told me in person, like, oh, my God, I love the last episode. It was so fucking funny. I mean, it's really sad what happened to you, Adney, <laughs> but, dude, it was so fucking funny, and that is thanks to Joel. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm That gl- big, giant motherfucker always makes a tragedy fun. Yeah. So <laughs> even We knew we couldn't so do it. So I'm really glad he not really glad do it without Joel. Adney told us specifically, hey, I need the big guy here, man. Yeah, it was and like if Joel actually, didn't come, yeah. we, wouldn't, we probably wouldn't have done yeah, it. Yeah, we no. wouldn't have done a bonus episode. Dude, but it was funny. And if we did, it would have been fucking just depressing. Sad. <laughs> Joel's the funniest friend I have. Like, funniest Straight friend Stanhope have. status. He's like, so funny. Uh, you're going to say that right in front of your co-host? Funny. Right in front of your co-host, <laughs> you're going to say that. <laughs> Dude, he's fucking dude. He's hilarious. Oh Pissing no, he killed it, dude. He knocked that smash. So yeah, shout out to shout out to Larosa. Um, that, that, any more? Any more? No, I ain't got okay. no else. But uh, before the Larosa and uh, and Doctor Dadney's update, he is now single, ladies. Um, the we doctor were, is single. as a Boyd. Fucking as a boy. Stevie yeah. stole and ran off with my. Worst adaptation of Last Airbender. And it went off. We two fucking words in. So I'm gonna start. Out. Oh wait, we, we gotta say like, are you done? Are we you re- done? Is that what you're the reason we like reason we even did the worst adaptations because we wanted to go onto our favorite adaptations that we just love, and we thought it'd be fun to talk about. But we never actually got to that because we ran out of time. We went on because Stevie went on that funny ass fucking rant, dude. That was great. I didn't mean to do that. God damn. Please go back and listen to that episode. That part is so fucking funny. But anyways, so I'm just gonna fucking yeah, start it off with well, the you good. Mentioned M Night. He's my boy. I gotta give him a shout out. I got like shout probably ten minutes maybe before Stevie or fucking Adney jacked me. So I'm gonna fucking just go with ten minutes and then you'll hear their fucking stupid adaptation. I'm gonna jack you off because mine's up. definitely gonna be the best. But whatever. <laughs> so. It's a personal opinion, and my personal opinion from an actual book to movie is Goodfellas. 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 And because. Martin Scorsese says he's masterpiece. Because Nicholas Pileggi's masterpiece. Yeah. And because I'm really poor. They can both have a masterpiece. I'll make the description of this fucking movie 15 fucking minutes. I'm going to kick it over to Adney real fast and let Adney (laughs) just do a quick two to four minute summary of Goodfellas if you haven't seen Goodfellas. 
Okay, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's, of course, it's a mafia movie because it's a Scorsese yeah, movie. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> so it takes place in the 70s. Um, the main char- It's narrated by the main character, Henry Hill, who started out as a kid wanting to be a mobster because his whole neighborhood was run by the mobsters. That's all he ever wanted. He gets... Per, he gets put into the mafia. He like grows up and he gets close to two specific mobsters played by Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. And it's just how like they became from like nothing to get all this money. They are part of the greatest heist in American history, the Lufthansa heist. All the shit they go through, all the crazy stories and all the bullshit they go through. And then until they start spiraling out of control because they just didn't know how to control this. And they get into drugs and it's just the best mob movie Ever. Yeah, and it gives, like, it, it, the movie, I think it starts in the 50s, it goes all the way through the 80s when basically Henry, Hill, Henry Hill's reign, uh, they specifically chose Henry Hill's Yeah, like the story. golden years are in the 70s, but it shows, like, when he's a kid, of course, yeah, he is. It's like it the 50s. The thing, they they yeah. specifically chose Henry Hill because Henry Hill, um, I mean, I don't really want to give you the end of it, but um, basically the book was written, uh, it, it was an interview with Henry Hill by Nicholas Pelleggi. And he was uh, originally a newscast reporter, I believe, and then he started interviewing mafia men or people that are just, like, turned against the mafia or anything like that. Yeah, spoiler alert, Henry is a rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Same thing in... I mean, is it really... What's the limitation on spoiler Spoiler alerts. Because, well, I mean, the movie's been out since the fucking 90s. Yeah. Like, if you haven't yeah. seen it by now, 1990. That movie is as old as I am. Yeah, that's true. I'm but, a li- I'm a, I got a year on it. Woo! Coming in... <laughs> I, I love that you chose the adaptation. The The reason that movie is so good, if you just open the fucking book and just read the first line, which is the first line in the movie, it, you're automatically hooked. And it says, ever since I can remember, I I've always to wanted to be a gangster. That right there is the fucking, one of the best opening lines it to any book It was a beautiful time. The wise guys were everywhere. <laughs> one of the best opening lines to any book I've ever read in any movie I've ever seen. Like, what? Fuck yeah. Ever since I remember I wanted to be a gangster. So when I first gangster. met the world. Not Ray Liotta. Not those, not those ghetto-ass when gangsters. I first met real what is Jimmy well, Conway. Ray Liotta. Yeah, Ray Liotta. Okay, Well-dressed so. motherfucking gangsters. Not this bullshit, like, pants sagging, shooting each other. I'm talking, like... Fucking wise guy, you want to be fucking wise, wise guy? guy. Good, no, good. So the reason forget about it. Typewriter. So the book, the book was called Goodfellas because, and he explains it in the movie. It's like you're gonna like this guy. He's a good fella. It's like yeah, we'd always call each other good fellas. You're gonna like this guy. Oh, sorry, my bad. He's a good fella. He's one of us. You know, he's he's our guy. Yeah, the book was wise guy. The movie was good. So Chris, tell us why. Okay, I got like a couple little points on why, and I actually didn't read. The book, and I think that's even a better reason as to why I picked it. Now, some of you might say, that's retarded. You didn't even read the book. How can you say it's a good adaptation from the book to the movie? You're right, but I also have um, watched the movie, and I've seen a lot of Scorsese's films, and these points that I'm going to bring up are going to kind of back my whole kind of theory as to why I didn't really need to read the book. I read summaries of the book and I've read articles with the author when he was talking about Scorsese. So it's not like I'm coming in completely blind. I, I somewhat knew what the fuck was going on anyway. So Scorsese but, usually does very well with adapting books to movies. The only one that he didn't that he changed the names, a lot of names from was Casino. And that's because uh, a lot of those people were still alive, so they changed a lot of names. They changed right. some things around. Oh, Casino's but such a good good fellow. Why is guy a good fellow? Is like decently accurate, at least uh, name. There's so many just quotable fucking lines. Oh, dude, that, that movie, movie is so good. Oh my. So God. I just want to take it from the very first. It's not the first scene, but it's the first steady cam shot. 
And the Steadicam is like one continuous <gasps> the fucking shot. The restaurant scene? And it's when Henry is going into the restaurant. But it gives you like it gives you so much insight to the book just with this one scene. And Henry doesn't say a lot. He's um so something that I'm trying to explain right now is when you're in the book, you're getting everything from like his point of view. So when you're imagining everything, I feel like you're imagining that you're him kind of. Like even when he is narrating and whatnot, I feel like mm-hmm. you're not looking at it from like a third an outside perspective. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like that right there gives you a little bit more insight to what the author is like really trying to get at because the author even came out and he said that when he wrote this scene or not scene but these like a couple sentences in the book or whatever that it wasn't meant to explain anything it was just kind of like filler is pretty much what he said but here's the scene so Henry has got his girl. There's a fat fucking line out in front of the fucking club. The camera's right behind them. They're center and frame. And the camera just follows them the whole time. They're probably, they, it's like, it starts out like a full they get body. Out, yeah, like they get out of the car. Then he hands money to the guy. He's just like, we're parking out here. He's like, yeah, I give him money. He takes care of the car. Takes Follow care me. Of the car. And they go towards the restaurant. And the whole fucking way. So he sees the line. He doesn't go to the fucking line. He goes down to the basement. Boom, he hands this guy a cat. Oh, Larry, how's it doing? Oh, nice to meet you. But it's not like, oh, here's money. You don't see it. It's the nice, wise the guy. Back? Fucking... Yeah, I like going through this way. It's better than waiting in line. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you two. Every time I come here, you two are here. Oh, don't you work? God, this is so fucking funny. <laughs> they go through the fucking kitchen. You see all the chefs. He's saying hi to everybody. Everybody knows Henry. And you could, And then, like, Karen, the girl, she starts talking, and she's just like, and she's like, oh, I didn't think it was anything suspicious. You know, such a young guy with all these connections. You know, everyone liked him. Everyone wanted to be his friend. And this whole scene is oh, it's a like two and a half minute scene. With first yeah, it's the first date big fucking date. He's yeah, like, what's their up, second, bro? It was the second date total, but the first date, he was just so not there because he had business. Basically, like he, he was on a cell phone kind of thing. He didn't give a fuck. He was trying to get out of there immediately. Yeah, if and they had cell phones, he inter- would have been on Yeah, it, she interrupted him. She like came to his spot where he was hanging out with his friends, pulled up, and she says, you're going to basically treat me like shit. You're going to, you know... You, you know, got some nerve yeah, standing they, they, me up. There you go. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so like, just from the who little... Who do you think you are, Frankie Valley? <laughs> some kind of big shot? <laughs> so we already have painted this little tiny scene. So he gets out of the cab. He's already walking downstairs. He's paid a, put a couple of 20s in people's hands. This is what this scene that happened to be two and a half minutes long, this is what the scene was in the book. It was three sentences, and it said... We always sat up close to the stage, and one night, Sammy Davis Jr. sent us, sent us champagne. On crowded nights when people were lined up outside. That was Bobby Vinton. Well, in the book, it's Sammy different. They, they, yeah, changed yeah. Really? Of, they changed a lot of things. Yeah, they things. changed a couple things. Uh, God damn it. Change. Let me finish. You motherfuckers are going to do it He's again. the one that went off. <laughs> hey, no, right, just I said up. one thing. Shut up. Anyways, we always... We always sat up close to the stage, and one night, Sammy Davis Jr. sent us champagne. On crowded nights, when people were lined up outside and couldn't get in, the doorman used to let Henry and our party in through the kitchens, which was filled with Chinese cooks, and we'd go upstairs and sit down immediately. There was nothing like it. And so we've already set the scene. We're getting out of the car. We're going downstairs, and he's going down. It was like a basement type at first. And he's going down, and he's slowly, and then boom, he walks through a kitchen, and there's just, it's a chaos of a kitchen, and they have to, like, avoid people and all this. And she's like, oh, wow, this is overwhelming. Like, why the fuck are we all the way back here? And this is all from her perspective, I'm pretty sure, in the book. Now, in the movie, you're getting, like, the whole entire thing, which I also think is something that portrays to the movie being a little bit better than the book. But anyways... And then he finally gets there, right? And he gets to out of the kitchen and into the actual club or whatever. 
pays another guy. But these are those nice, slick handshakes, pats him on the shoulder, how you doing? He knows all their names. They always have a mini fucking conversation. And then the host or whatever sees who it is. He's like, boop. Table is literally, a server literally picks up a fucking table that they have and is carrying the table, leading <laughs> them to where they're going to be sitting. That's how so fucking awesome. gangster he is. And he's going, and then the table gets sat right in fucking front of the fucking band. He sits down, and the first thing they do, there's a guy, who, who, who happened? Who was it? Did you say it was? In the I'm movie, on? it's Bobby Vinton. And movie, Bobby Vinton looks Bobby at him, Vinton, and he's yeah. in the middle of a singing song, and he does a little tip. Like to his, his and then kind of get some champagne, champagne brought to him. So I mean, that's three fucking sentences in the movie or in the book. Yeah, fucking nailed it. That's within a, a two and a half fucking minute scene. Like that's absolutely. Crazy. I think that's and he gives you the entire perspective, not just from like her little point of view. Like, oh, it was nice, you know. It was really there was nothing like it. Like you got to see the entire scene, not just from her point of view. You got to see what he had to do, what all these fucking chefs like who interacted with him the whole entire way. Everybody knew that he was a good fella. Well, I think like I think it really speaks to the talent of Scorsese that he could take three sentences and make such a hugely impactful scene because you can feel his body language and her body languages. They're both very different. He's super calm. He's like he knows that he looks good. He knows that he's being impressive yeah, and he's showing off. And money. he's just like the way he smiles, like yeah, how's it going? Yeah, like, I like this. This is the best way to do it. Saying hi to all the crazy cooks and yeah. saying hi. And, oh, gotta watch out. Watch oh, out, hey, how's it going? And she here. does, like you said, she seems overwhelmed. Like, even if she doesn't say anything, you see in her body language, she's like, uh, uh, like being dragged upon, like she's being dragged on through, like this guy is just bringing her through this wonderful world she's never experienced, and it's just hitting her all at once. Almost like in the wedding scene, when she goes like, I, by the time I met everyone, I felt like I was drunk. It's like that same kind of thing in this situation as well, because it's like this amazing world that she's experiencing for the first time. It also speaks to Corsese, uh, Scorsese, because if you watch that scene, and them going through the kitchen, that kitchen's very small. The way that he did the scene was he made them he made them go a certain route oh, yeah. to where they like doubled over in the kitchen. They were like going certain routes to make that scene look mm. bigger. Like they were interacting with more people, but in all actuality it was a very small kitchen. So if you rewatch it and if you there's there's some commentary you can listen to on it. Very small kitchen, but the way that he had them move, it made it look Called like blocking. huge That's place. actually another thing that I read was this guy was saying that's exactly what he was saying. The way that Scorsese is able to do his blocking and his, and his directing really added to the fucking passage of the that book. Scene like, even right the there, author yeah. was like, what the fuck? Like, wow. Like, oh, the author yeah. loved I the fucking Pelleggi movie. I think worked with Scorsese he did. on he both, did. with Casino and with this uh, <coughs> guy, or Goodfellas. And then the, I'm going to go with another scene where it's um, Henry and who the fuck does De Niro play again? Jimmy, Jimmy Conway. Sorry, Jimmy and Conway. Jimmy was the, the guy that, like, Jimmy was the guy, you know? He's and like, was, was when I first met the world. Yeah. It's when I first met so Jimmy Conway. So it's where Conway. Hill confronts a longtime friend he's realizing is planning to have him killed. The diner, the diner scene. scene. The diner oh scene. my god, dude, that scene is So in this scene, Scorsese, because he's so fucking gangster, and I don't know if you would have been able to do this with your brain with a book unless you're just really like you you're you're firing on other cylinders. You gotta as well. be really creative. You're not just reading a book. Like you're you're really fucking creative in order to fucking do this. And so what happens is they're sitting in a diner. It's a fucking medium shot. It's two of them in diner seats. One's on the left, one's on the right. There's a diner table in the middle, but there's a window behind them. And you can see right through the fucking window and you can see everything that's happening in the background. And what he does is he follows Ray Liotta's character Henry. Henry Hill. Hill. Yeah. 
and he follows him right to that position. So at first you start on Henry, and then he does this little steady cam shot, and then boom, Henry sits down, and boom, it's him and De Niro right in that shot. And then De Niro is playing it fucking weird, and because Jimmy realizes he might get fucking killed, like this is a really fucking there's weird something so uneasy the whole time you see that scene. Scorsese does is it's a camera trick, and I think it's called vertigo. I didn't actually look up the term. I'm pretty sure it's called like a vertigo or some shit. I don't know why they call it that, but that's what it was called. Yeah, it's a vertigo shot. But what he does is he fucking makes the perspective. He makes them get smaller, and then the background gets bigger. And then he switches the perspective as the conversation's happening and he makes the background stay the same, but then he starts pushing in with the camera and making them just as big as the background. So it's completely disorienting. It's That's why it's called vertigo because when you like a vertigo is like when if you're if you see a height or something like that and like all of a sudden you start seeing that like the like things are like spinning and like you get really dizzy and, dis- and you thing. get disoriented. Yeah, it, it's it's supposed to make a stressful situation because that's why you feel so situation. uneasy. That whole yeah. scene, like if you go just watch that scene, you feel super uneasy and like you don't super really know why. But then you, you just feel the thing. uneasiness yeah. and it's so powerful because you're supposed to feel what Henry's feeling yeah. and he feels super uneasy because he says he goes, "I got there half an hour early and I, and saw that Jimmy was there even before I was." And it was really weird talking to him because I felt like he was wondering if I was going to rat on him or not. And then he talks about how Jimmy asked him to go to do a hit with Anthony, but he had never even asked him to do a hit before. So that was strange. And there's that weird thing like when Robert's you know, staring at him, I was like, do you mind if you go down there and do that? And he does a weird hand motion. Do you remember? He goes like this. He goes, yeah. take care of that. And he kind of waves his hand around to the side, and like the camera kind of moves with it. Yeah, it's like I knew the thing we were really discussing. And it was, was so me. uncomfortable, I and it knew was so I was like, hot. What the fuck? I was dangerous. I knew that I could give Jimmy up and cut myself a deal with the government. That was the passage in the book. That was the passage in the book. So. And Marty just went fucking nuts with it because he's so goddamn talented. He has such an appreciation because he is Italian, but he has such an appreciation for uh, true crime. Like true crime mafia, all the way from the beginning, detail. all the way yeah, to the now. detail that's course little de- just... he's creating detail where you don't think it's even there. It's fucking retarded. And then lastly, and this one will be quick, nice, short, and sweet, is just the cast that this motherfucker was able to pull together is literally the juggernauts of fucking wise guys. Like, think of another fucking wise guys. There's only a couple more that you could even fucking add to it. Yeah, like it's just. The cast of The Sopranos, which is like... Oh, you mean the, the, the actors? That's the actors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Daddy it's a place of cast. Pesci? cast. The same Pesci? Pesci? Dude, Pesci and Ren- De Niro. The that's same, like, like, one of say, the like, many scenes. The show The Sopranos is like, those are one of the best shows of ever. And like almost that entire cast is made up from people who are in Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of... Even fucking Spider got a it's role like, in oh, Sopranos. Funny, yeah. Spider's I'm funny, a- eh? Do it, Danny. You, you fucking spider. He goes, oh, he's like, I'm the funny guy. Wait, how, like, how am I funny? Funny how? Funny, I'm in the middle of fucking week. My clown going to make you fucking... And he like, and that story, like that he story he tells, though, he goes, scene. that whole fucking story that Joe Pesci tells, like, I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of the weeds, lying down. Cops come to me, he's like, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm resting. <laughs> yeah, you're resting? Well, I know I'm resting, I'm resting. <laughs> you know, he starts, he, he pulls me and everything. He's like, okay, what are you going to tell me today? Why is or a tough guy? And he goes, my usual, nothing. Tell you, fuck. <laughs> so he starts beating crazy. He's like, bing, bow, but I start coming around. You know, I see this big prick ahead of me again. And then he goes, he's like, oh, you going to tell me something today, tough guy? All right, I'll tell you something. Go fuck your mother. <laughs> and then he starts, boom, ping, pow, beating. And, and then you saw the paper. My head was like laughing. this. 
Anyways, I'm coming around again, and he goes, what about now? I was like, oh, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I told you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, funny, Tommy. Oh, you're funny, Tommy. You're funny, Tommy. <laughs> what do you yeah, mean? You're funny, Tommy. What, what do you mean I'm funny? You're, you know, you're funny. The way you tell the story, <laughs> it's... No, I no, I no, I don't know. What do you mean? You said it. You Tommy. said I'm funny. Wait, what do you mean I'm funny? F- funny how? Tommy, how come funny? on. You know, it's Tommy. It's the way you're telling. You know, it's the way you're telling the story. It's, he didn't mean anything. Whoa, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? I'm funny. Funny how? Like 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 I'm a clown. Like no, I amuse you. No. I'm like just... I'm here. Like I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean I'm funny? No, Tommy. God. Hey, Tommy. Uh, hey. Oh, you motherfucker. Oh, I almost man, had him. I almost had him. You know, I worry about you, Henry. You might crack under questioning. Oh, man. Oh, man. That scene. Such a good, good so My dialogue good. probably wasn't as accurate no, as Adney's. No, yours wasn't. But, man, Adney can remember. No, there was a little bit left. Scene. There was a little bit left to what uh, Jobashi says. I literally was fucking like watched it earlier to do, like, my research and everything, and I couldn't fucking remember the scene as well as you. And pro- when was the last time you fucking watched it? Like, probably, that like, long ago. Maybe six like, months? Maybe, like, a year ago for me. Yeah, it's I one know. of my favorite movies. God damn, it's so it's in my top ten. It's so good. Yeah. You got some talent over there, boy, dude. It's the reason I have so many fucking true crime fucking novels up there. So that movie right there, I watched that before I watched Godfather, any other mafia movie. That was the so first. I think that was both of our that first mafia movie yeah, we ever watched. First mafia movie, and that fucking got me hooked. I'm like, wait, I'm Italian. <laughs> wait a minute, hold on. All right, and that my- is my good fella. That's your good adaptation. adaptation, motherfuckers. Dude. My whole shit in. Suck it. That was fucking. Yeah. Totally let him do it. <laughs> Cheers yeah, to us. Me, Cheers to me and Stevie for letting Chris talk. We're sober, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to save fucking things that need to be the important things. We can't save them to the end. We have to like do the important shit. Like Chris is gonna waste it. We gotta do- <laughs> that was way better. Chris is corner. I think Stevie wasted. just redid the whole format. <laughs> We're re-switching the format, Chris. We do all the important things early so we don't interrupt Dating each other. Circles, but then we don't. Maybe we should switch it up sometimes. Cause then you don't get me fucking yelling out all M Night Shyamalan's fucking movies. They're all canon. They're canon. <laughs> all right. oh, I freaked the fuck out, dude. All right, Adney, you got, do you want me to go next, or you got yours? I, I do have one. I mean, unless you want to go first, it's up to you. You go ahead. All right. So, um, what's funny is, uh, speaking of Martin Scorsese, <laughs> when I first uh, thought best adaptation. Uh, I actually did want to. I was thinking about bringing up uh, Captain America Three: Civil War because I know what oh, the yeah. because Captain I America hold on the movie that you haven't seen. Yeah, yet, I know. Dad. Let me finish. I was like, because I know what they're gonna do with it and what they're doing so far, and I think it's really interesting and well done. And of course, I have the actual comic, and like I'm like, okay, there's a lot of things changed, but there's still a lot of good stuff in it. But like you said, I haven't actually seen the movie, and I already basically did that last time with the worst adaptation. <laughs> like, no. Then my next thought was, oh, I could do one of the Batman animated movies who did a, who did a perfect adaptation. But I was like, nah, I talked too much about the Batman. <laughs> so I was like, I need to think of something else. And I then, figured he was going to go with the Batman. Yeah, uh, I was re- I was going to do Batman under the Red Hood. But uh, I decided to land on something, one of my top ten favorite movies of all time, also directed by Marty Scorsese, uh, Raging Bull. Oh, dude, that movie is so good. I fucking love. Of course you're gonna fucking choose that. Why did I think you were gonna choose that? All right, so I chose Raging Bull. What the fuck? We for those who don't know who what what Raging Bull is. It's a movie came out in 1980. It's in black and white, but it's a aesthetic choice. It didn't have to be black and white. Um, It's all about the uh, Hall of Fame boxer Jake LaMotta, who was who's considered. Not only one of the greatest middleweights of all time, 
but he's usually recognized as having the greatest chin yeah, in boxing history. Chin, yeah. uh, for example, like uh, people like. Like, you ever heard of the rope-a-dope? The He's rope- also fucking destroyed right now. I'm sorry to interrupt you. He lives next to Stanhope. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that Stanhope story Yeah, dude, it blew my mind when Stanhope told me. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, you live next to Jake LaMotta? I already knew he was like that. 30-second segment real but fast. But he's in his Stan 90s. story was that Doug Stanhope got to go to a Super Bowl party with where Ray Liotta. Jake, Lam- Jake my, my names are everywhere. Jake LaMotta was there, Ray but he LaMotta. had like this trophy <laughs> wife with him. He had this trophy wife with him, <laughs> and they go to the party or whatever, and he's just like not really there or anything like that. And then the wife's like, "Oh yeah, we're doing a play," and he, and Stanhope's like, "Yeah, you and this old guy are doing a fucking play," and she's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do a play. You should come." So the, he goes to the play, and LaMotta's up there, and he's going and he's going. All he, all he going. says throughout the whole play is this line, this joke that he told all the way back in the fifties and shit. He would say all the time. He would say. I fought Sugar Ray so many times, I got diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> and he would Sugar get up Ray. and like kind of <laughs> swing. And then he would do it at random fucking time. So uh, moral of the story is that he's super That's fucked really up. Now, he moral, might have an iron chin and all that good stuff, but he is like... He's he just he's picked, like 100 he years old, brain so shut up. Real, he, he picked up stand-ups. <laughs> he picked, well, yeah, he's doing pretty good he for was fine. Boxer. No, he was fine. Like He helped make this movie. Really? He boxed. Well, this he boxed. 80s, 70s or 80s. Or so how old was I just he, said it came out in 1980. No one was paying attention. I, no, I, I he boxed over 100. How old was he by the time it came out? When that came out? I don't know. Oh, okay. But he was a lot older. Okay. But he still helped with the movie. That's crazy. Well, no, he helped with that movie. He, he fought through the 40s and 50s, okay? So 1980, it's like... Yeah, but Roughly 30 years after he retired, almost, he made this fucking movie. Okay. And he boxed over 100 rounds with Robert De Niro to get him into shape. What? To teach him how to Shit. fight. What? Yeah, I was trying to say this, but you guys wouldn't let me fucking talk. Oh, yeah, now you know how it feels. <laughs> yeah, but I had something interesting to say. Uh, <laughs> not, that's, that's not cool. Dude, that's not cool. I don't make jokes Good like for that. you. Don't I got you nothing. Shut up, that was good. Man. Come on. <laughs> What are you whispering over there, boy? You'll fucking learn when you don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you do that, and he make sure he doesn't get it. No, uh, no but uh, so, so it's about Jake LaMotta and his life, and it's not just like the typical like like the movie The Fighter, which was a, a biopic about Mickey Ward of this feel-good story about this guy who was down and out and came back and became champ and blah, blah, blah. It's not like that. This is a tragic story of a horrible human being. Jake LaMotta was not a good person at all. Yeah, he was a horrible fucking asshole, dude. He was he was incredibly physically abusive to both of his wives. Uh, he cheated on his first one a lot with his second one and everything. And he was so insanely jealous and controlling. And he just – he would flip out and do crazy shit. Like he was just a fucking bad guy for so long. And it's the story of how he did kind of come from nothing, made something of himself, and then threw it all away with his bullshit. Damn. Johnny Menzel did. And, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, so, um, this, it was a book. The book was written, um, it was called Raging Bull. Of course, Jake LaMotta was born in the Bronx and he earned the nickname the Bronx Bull because that's how he fought. Um, and I, I was going to say earlier, like the rope a dope thing, like the rope a dope, like is a famous thing that was uh, a phrase coined by Muhammad Ali. And people were like, oh, you invented this crazy thing. And what he did was in the fight with George Foreman, he leaned against the ropes, covered himself up, and let George punch himself out like on his body, on his arms, until he got tired. He would talk to him, all that stuff, and then finally knocked him out. But before Muhammad Ali did that, um, and that was like 1974 or 5 when Ali did that, 
All the way back in the 40s, Jake LaMotta was playing possum. He had such an incredible chin that he would just let guys tee off on him until they would get tired. Uh, not only did he have a great chin, but he had incredibly brittle hands. So he couldn't throw that many punches to the head. So he focused on the body. And a lot of times to save his hands from punishment, he would just let guys hit him and let them think they were winning and think they would get tired and shit. Then he would pounce on them. And there's like in the beginning of the movie, the first fight scene shows how him doing this led to him like losing a fight because he waited too long. And the guy was saved by the bell and all this stuff. But uh, that's like the story. And I got this. I didn't read the book, but I know about Jake LaMotta's life because I've read so much about him. Is Raging Bull a book, or did someone write yeah. about it? Yeah, no, him? yeah. Jake LaMotta wrote the his, his, his It was basically an autobiography, but he had like a writer helping him. Right. Yeah. He called it Raging Bull. His nickname was the Bronx Bull, and uh, like the Raging Bull was kind of like a second kind of nickname. Mm. And uh, did he give the whole? Did he give his whole accurate? So like I was a yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, he like, told all that no, shit. Oh, that's so he, cool. Because he, he finally did like learn. Oh, book Stevie doesn't know. He kind of learned the error of his ways a little bit and fun, like really. Realized, and what was funny was after the movie premiered, his wife, who's pro, uh, dominantly in the movie Vicky, he watched it and he's like, "Wow, was I really that bad?" And she turned at him and said, "No, you were worse." Damn, <laughs> dude. Oh. And then he's just like, "Oh fuck!" But uh, the movie, of course, is stars Robert De Niro in one of his earlier roles, and he is just fucking cut up looking oh, he good. Looks great. But what's what's really interesting is that this is the first big role for Joe Pesci. This is the first time they even met. That started this long-ass friendship of them being in movies together. His first was... Their first movie together was Raging Bull where they play brothers. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. And and Billy Bats from Goodfellas is in it too. He treats him like shit, dude. I mean, he treats his brother like shit in real life, so that's why he did it in the movie. But man, it's it's They start off with a good... He's like blaming him for fucking his wife. You fucking my wife? Doesn't he like blame him for fucking his wife and shit? Yeah. They start off with a good relationship and then it just turns into shit because while Jake goes down, like Jake has his wife and he fucking hates her and like his brother helps him hook up with Vicky. His brother was his trainer, correct? Yeah. A little like, yeah, kind of. And that was one one of the big things is that Jake wanted to do things on his own. They, they display that really well in the movie like because the mafia wanted to like, hey, let us be your manager. We'll help you get a title shot. But he's like, fuck that. We talk about t- them taking my money. Are we talking about them taking my money? I'm in here busting my ass, not them. Don't you ever bring him around here again. You got it? You hear me? Like yelling at his brother. And that's so, that was something he was so like hard on was I don't want this help. I don't need these people taking my money. I don't want a manager. I'm a free agent. He was like a pioneer for free agency. <laughs> and uh, uh, but he was a he was a serious pioneer fucking goddamned legend. He was an incredible fighter, but he didn't know how to turn it off. He was still that guy. He was still this oh, animal. So the person you see in the ring is the person you see on the outside of the ring too. Like that is it, yeah. Jake it's and it really is hard to turn off if you're a professional fighter and like, this is your job and you spend countless hours in the gym training to fucking render someone unconscious and you go in there and this is how you make money this is how you feed yourself and your family is by being a fucking a bull you know it's it's hard to turn off and he just was not allowed to turn he didn't know how to turn it off because he just he was a bad person had a bad upbringing I can but see it I can see it's it it's fucking sad he got, the, yeah, he got his it. new I wife I see it every fucking day Adney's a fucking reincarnation of Jake no he's still, <laughs> yeah, right. still alive but uh <laughs> Adney sucked his life force out fuck's <laughs> <laughs> on but you that but like, dude god damn Adney that's me he's actually wants some breakfast <laughs> you call me fat <laughs> Adney I just said you want waffles don't want this bro waffles Adney that's it waffles <laughs> fuck you give me some fucking whiskey <laughs> I'm just joking Adney doesn't do that <laughs> <laughs> but like the scene he's talking about is like Jake, as after Jake LaMotta won the middleweight title and he's um, 
He's of course he's gaining hella weight. He always had trouble making weight because he would just eat so much and gain so much weight. And his brother's giving him shit. He's like, they're like trying to fix the TV, and he goes, "Hey, what are you?" He's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Look, I can't see nothing with your stomach in the way now. Why give me dirty looks? It's the <laughs> truth. Look at you. Look at you. Eat like a fucking animal. Like, oh my god, you forgot about all the hard work, all the long years it took to get the title. Look, you forgot about it. Look at you. You're an animal. And then Vicky comes home, and she's like, "Oh, hey, Joey," gives him a kiss, and then. Jake flips out about something like a while ago because while Jake was in training camp, Vicky like went out on the town with the mobsters and Joey caught her and was like, you need to get the fuck home and all this stuff. And he got into a fight with one of the mob guys and beat the shit out of him. And in the, and like this is like fucking a long time later and Jake's like, hey, what happened with uh, you and uh, Salvi at, at uh, Copa that one time? He's like, you mean that one time where I smacked him with the glass and shut him in the car door and everything like that? All that stuff? Yeah, yeah, what happened? What happened? I told you about that. You know, he got drunk, started some shit. You know, he thinks he's a wise guy. You know, yeah. I just slapped him around. It's all forgotten about, supposedly. He's like, I, well, really? Because uh, I heard some things. What do you mean, what'd you hear? I heard some things, Joey. That's all I'm saying. I heard some things. What'd you hear? Huh? What'd you hear, Jake? And he goes, you know, I'm just telling you, you know, I don't, like, when it comes to Vicky, I don't trust nobody. He's like, really? You don't trust anybody? Like, nah, I don't fucking trust nobody. I swear to fucking God on our mother, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. Well, then go ahead and kill people then. You're a big shot. You're going to kill people now? Kill. You know what? Kill Salvi. Kill Tommy Cole. You know what? Kill me. Start here. Do me a fucking favor because you're driving me crazy. And he's like, wait, what, what do you mean you? Yeah, me. Kill me. Start here. He goes, yeah, but what do you mean you? You said you. What do you mean you? He goes, what? What do you mean? What does that mean? Tommy, that you don't even know what that meant. Tommy, that meant something. You could have said anybody, but you said you. You included you with them. You said you and them. What does that mean? He's like, what are you talking? Wow, you really let, this lady really did some job on you. Look at you. You fucking nuts. <laughs> you crazy. You're, You're fucking crazy. Such a good job. And he goes, Joey, I'm gonna ask you something. I like how you're both characters. <laughs> He's like so accurate. <laughs> Dude, Joey's <laughs> in this house right now. I need you. I need to ask you something. You need to be honest with me. Did you fuck my wife? What? You fuck my wife. What? How could you ask me that? Where do you get your balls big enough to ask me that? How? I'm your brother. And he goes, you don't answer my question, Joe. Did you or did you not? He goes, I'm not going to answer it. That's stupid. I'm not going to answer it. I mean, you're supposed to trust me. You don't trust me? He's like, no, I don't trust you. Not when it comes to her. Oh, that's real nice. Real nice, Jake. He's like, you're really smart, Joey. You give me all these answers, but you ain't give me the right answer. I'm gonna ask you again. Did you or did you not? And he goes, and then he just fucking flips. Says, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You know, in case you know, my wife calls, tell her I'm gone because I'm not staying here for one more fucking second with you in this fucking nut house. I'm gone. And he fucking leaves. And then Jake just stands there. And then he goes upstairs and he goes and he goes up to Vicky and starts accusing her of fucking his brother of fucking like what'd you do? He starts slapping her around and fucking hitting her and fucking throwing her. And she tries to hide in the bathroom and he fucking kicks the door down. He's like, "Come here! Why'd you fuck them? Grabbing her by the hair. Why did you fuck them? Why did you like? I didn't do anything." And he's like, "Why did you fuck them?" He goes, "I fucked all of them. What do you want me to say?" He goes, "You fucked all of them." <laughs>
<laughs> this was 1980, so they were legally allowed to beat women in movies then. Yeah, and so that's, these are real scenes. See, I sucked you by in this. Chinatown, Jack didn't. Nicholas beats the shit out of fucking. Hey, Robert, uh, I wish I knew that actress's name. Robert Nero is a method actor, and his method is beating women. And we've seen it in Casino. And <laughs> that's one of the things that Jake was training them to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jake, I don't, I'm not about. About hit now, you know what I mean? Nah, come on. <laughs> what do you mean? Look <laughs> 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 at that voice, dude. The mad, the mad TV guy. I don't, I'm, Jake, I'm a famous actor. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to hit the woman. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to insult the woman. We're famous actor. You don't want to insult the broad. You don't want to insult the fucking broad. Wait, hold was, on. Guess what? I had a fucking rough up. You don't want to fucking insult the broad. Fuck you, Robert. You either want to be in this movie, you don't want to be in this movie. My, in my book, there's abuse. Okay. This fucking abuse. You either hit this woman or you get the fuck out. Movie ain't getting made. I'll talk to Crusades right now. All right, I'll hit her, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'll hit her, that's fine. All right, Robert, you want to be a fucking famous actor or not? <laughs> kind of already is at this Put point. On, these fucking gloves on, But okay? for people who haven't seen these Raging Bull, did he fuck her? No. Oh, okay. This was just Jake's fucking paranoia. So it just, and he goes, it goes, goes finally she goes, I fucked all of them, I sucked this cock too. And he's like, and then he starts storming out of the house and she goes, your fucking brother's cock's bigger than yours too. <laughs> like just one last little jab. He goes to his brother's house and beats the shit of his brother in front of his family. That gives you an idea of how shitty this person is. But uh, the movie is fucking incredible. The fight scenes are so good like they even though they're old they're so well done it's There's a great movie because I, I've, I've watched it multiple times and i want to seem like the ignorant person because if i'm not then we come up as pompous assholes so i gotta play the ignorant part sometimes you know? we are though <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm definitely ignorant i'm not saying that i'm not ignorant I'm i would say that we're pompous things. assholes that's okay? what i was saying there are certain <laughs> things that i am completely retarded on but great movie. Most I just want to real quick, like the fight scenes I want to say because he really did fight Sugar Ray Robinson, the greatest fighter that ever lived. He fought him six times. He was the first man to ever beat Ray. Ray was 40-0, and so, had beaten Jake, and then they had a rematch. Jake was the, the first, first man. The first rematch? Yeah, it was the first rematch. First so rematch. They had, a, they had one fight. Robinson first won. Fight, Robinson won. Yeah, second fight. Jake was the first person to ever drop Ray Robinson. Oh, he knocked, knocked, him him, knocked him down. Knocked him through the ropes with a left hook to the body. Mm. Just thrusted him through there. What's the playboy? Won the decision. It was oh, Rob- won by decision. Yeah, Robinson's first loss. Yeah, and Robinson was like one of the most best, probably top five. He is, right? he, top five? Robinson is the greatest fighter that all time. The greatest. Yeah. Is like it's sorry, better than Ali. Ali. I do check on the fucking better than Ali. I'm sorry, I missed it. No, dude. But there's uh, a plenty better than Ali. Ali is just the most. Ali's, Ali's, Ali is recognized as the greatest heavyweight of all time. There's a okay. difference between being the greatest heavyweight and being and pound and for pound the greatest fighter that ever lived. Conor McGregor of heavyweight fighters. No, just the best shit talker ever. He was so fucking good at shit. And Connor's good at his weight class, so I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Connor's good at 145. Connor should not so, be fighting 170. Anyways, uh, so like, and then, so like, they show they keep they show these fights a lot, and they're fucking perfectly filmed. There's like one, like uh, it's the third fight, and um, it's one where uh, like in the actual fight, uh, it's Jake decided to um, they decided to fight like a couple of weeks after the second fight because a of weeks? you guys gotta understand like this guys fought a lot more often back then, and also. No one else would fight these guys. Ray Robinson was 85 and 0 as an amateur, then went 40 and 0 as a pro at welterweight. He destroyed everyone he ever faced. No one was a challenge for him. He should have got a title shot so early on, but the guys were afraid of him. It wasn't because he was black, it's because they were just so afraid of him. They're like, "No, that guy will destroy me. He's not only is a is he a 
perfect boxer, but he has one-punch knockout power in either hand. I'm not going to face that guy. Everyone was afraid of him, and everyone was afraid of LaMotta, too. He couldn't even fight at middleweight last time. He had to fight at light heavyweight to get fights. They had no one to fight, so they started fighting each other a lot. And in the third fight, uh, Jake LaMotta scores a knockdown, but Robinson still wins. And the way, and that was such a low point for him, and the way Scorsese adapts that is he films the fight, and there's like this strange fog in the in the fight so it's like real foggy you can it's hard to see he like he goes in and out of focus he like there's like this blurriness from like around the ring like i read like he he said later that he put candles all around the ring so you have like that like right above the candle it's like kind of blurry and you could see that so half the screen's blurry and half the screen's kind of clear and it just had this feeling of hell he recreated this hell inside the ring perfectly. Candles. What an OG. I love Scorsese. And I got to do what's so crazy. My, like the last thing I'm going to say about this is actually I can't want to say a lot, but <laughs> the last the last fight scene of the I movie. Go next. The last fight scene <laughs> of the movie is his sixth fight with uh, Ray Robinson, which uh, was in 1951 or two. On Saint Valentine's Day, and they and this and this fight afterwards was is, has still referred to as the Saint Valentine's Day massacre. Oh, I think you talked oh, about this what? before. I mentioned it before. You it was their sixth it. fight. So after five fights, Lamont, what was it? What was it after five fights? I'm about to say that. Sorry, <laughs> literally the last. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Jake Lamada had won just once. Robinson won four times, but their fights were still like entertaining to watch. They had no one else to fight, so they just kept fighting each other. That's so but crazy. But at this Lamont point, kept fighting. Yeah, so. That's why. That's why he had that joke about fought Sugar Ray so many times. I got fucking, and like he had so much respect. They had love and respect for each other. And Robinson would be like, "Oh, Jake, you gotta be in shape to beat Jake." Like all that kind of shit. And like they really, they, they had so much respect for each other inside the ring. And in that sixth fight, at this point, uh, Robinson had won the the welterweight title, defended it before he beat Henry Armstrong, who is considered in the top three of the greatest pound for pound fighters of all time. And he even said, he's like, I was a little bit older, but in my finest day, I would not have stood in there with that kid. That kid's way too good. Wow. He said that about Robinson. Anyways, Robinson's done with welterweight. He decides, ah, I'm out of challengers. I need to make more money. Move up to middleweight. I'm going to fight Jake, who is now the champion, who won it in fucking fascinating fashion. But they decide to fight, and he knew that Robinson had trouble making weight. And so he just danced around a lot, went to the body a lot, and just made Lamotta wear himself out. And what's what's really interesting? Wait, you, you mean oh Jake? Oh sorry, yeah. I, and what's interesting is, in the movie, Scorsese uses actual audio from the fight, the call, like the announcer call. He's like, they fought five times between 1942 <laughs> and 1947, and so far it's been a exhilarating bout. The women are doing that part too. And he goes, <laughs> exactly. He goes, and there's even a commercial. He goes, because there's a scene where you see Joey watching the fight from on the TV, and he goes, perhaps this this. Brought to you by Pass Blue Ribbon. Next time that friendly box in, it says, what you'll have? Getting the answer the whole world gives them. Pass Blue Ribbon. Pabs is representing. And then, uh, and then he oh, goes, oh, now, lady. Don't get uh, too big for your britches now. And he goes, <laughs> go ahead and just keep that mouth shut while then, we, uh, the men do all the work. <laughs> Robinson is way up on points. And then he goes, round number 13, the hard luck number. And then the round starts. And, you, and in the scene, it's incredible because Jake can barely get up. He's like, they have to push him to get up and he's covered in sweat and it's still like it's not as bad as the previous fight with like the fog and everything but it like it gets pro- throughout the fight scene it gets progressively foggier cuz you can you get that sense of you are going into hell now 
You're going back. And you can feel that in his body language. And he comes out, and Robinson is tired too, but he comes out and he just starts laying on him. It's like, I think it's like a jab, right uppercut, double left hook. Like he starts teeing off on Jake. And then you hear the announcer during the fight scene, oh, Robinson's hurting him. Oh, he's hurting him now. Oh, he's hurting him now. Jake LaMotta's hurt. And then at this point, Jake LaMotta has never been knocked down. Over 100 fights, he's never been knocked down. Fuck. Even though he's fighting light heavyweights, which are like 15 pounds heavier than he should be fighting at. This guy has a granite jaw, and Robinson's laying on him with everything he fucking has. This guy is one of the hardest punchers of all time, Robinson, I mean. And he's cracking. Even years later, when he's past his prime, he's still knocking out guys who have never been knocked down with one punch. That's how powerful and accurate Robinson is, and he can't drop Jake. And he's teeing off on him on the ropes, and like in the... In the movie, you could see blood splattered. It started at some point. He opens up enough cuts so blood is splattering the front row of the audience. That actually happened. People in the front row were covered. Seriously? They had a bunch of blood, blood on them. It was gross, dude. That's what? So he bled awesome. like crazy, and he didn't go down. <laughs> oh, he just and, Robin, and they're like this scene, like they they played up for for drama and like Robinson is exhausted. In the actual fight, Robinson is just exhausted, and you can just like, oh, Robinson's punching himself out, and he's like. Lamada is on the ropes, and Robinson's leaning up against him, like with all his body weight. His hands are down. He's just leaning up against Jake. Neither of them can throw a punch. They're too tired. In the last seconds, he just takes a step back, bounces a little bit, then comes up, like flicks with his left, and then a big overhand right to Jake. And then, like they both kind of, they're both kind of like crouching down, and Robinson just throws these uppercuts, these like wild uppercuts, like please go down, just go yeah. down. And the referee finally stops it. It's the first time Lamada was stopped quote-unquote, but he wasn't knocked out. He was still conscious. Wow. And then they called the fight. He's like, oh, Robinson won it. Robinson won it. And uh, But in the in the movie, they have it like, okay, so Robinson gets tired punching him, and he takes a step back, and they're a couple of feet away from each other, and he's just kind of standing there, and he's like, staring at Jake, and then Jake looks up at him, and he's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Come on, come on. Because he can't even do anything else. And Robinson comes in, just going to... And, like, it gets all quiet. And the camera kind of is staring at Ray, like, face on. And the camera lowers, and it's looking up at Ray. And the lights get all dark, and you can't even see Ray's face. It's just a black shadow. And he goes, you can see him go, it's slow motion. There's no sound. All you can hear is a breathing going. And then he starts pacing forward. Bam! Unleashes all these punches, and it's a close-up of just hands moving, hands moving, blood splattering, blood splattering. Jake's gloves trying to hold on to the rope, trying to grab on the ropes to keep himself up. Robinson's face, a grimace of him just ah, trying to punch as much as he can. Teeing off on fucking Robert, Robert De Niro, dude. And his face is just this bloody mask. And they show, like, his eyes are all puffed up, and there's blood squirting fucking everywhere. And he's just out of it. And it finally fucking ends. And the referee stops it, and then, like, after it, like, ro- like they're holding Robinson's hands up because he can't even hold his own hands up. He's so fucking exhausted. He's about to pass out just from expending energy trying to knock Jake out. Fuck. And Robert De Niro, as Jake kind of looks over, and he's just like, Ugh. Like, his eyes are, like, closed. His mouth is open, and his head's up. And he's just, like, can barely move. His corner's trying to bring him to sit down. He's, like, kind of shakes him off, and he walks over to Ray. And he goes, Ray. Hey, Ray. Turns around, huh, famous. Never got me down, Ray. <laughs> you never got me down, Ray. You hear me? And they start bringing him. They start carrying him away. You never got me down. See, still standing. See. 
And like in real life, that didn't happen. But that's like the, like the biggest fabrication it's kind of. So thing. awesome though. It didn't happen. So, he's no, so that's, amazing. That's so exciting. Yeah. What happened? Like was like the like, fifty like, minutes of Scorsese's what, dick. What we talked about before. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> you said there was th- there was three fucking lines in a book, and he added a two minute scene. He takes these little sentences and he adds so much in depth detail, and it drags you in. He does so much effort to these little tiny details. Same with this fight because after that fight, Jake didn't say anything to Ray, but he looked over at him. And Ray said, Jake looked over me after the fight and I could see in his eyes what he was saying to me was, you never got me down, Ray. Damn. That's the way Robinson tells the story. Marty heard that and was like, oh, I'm going to make that happen. Yeah, that's smart. Dude, that's crazy. God damn, Marty's so smart. And, 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 and uh, He's so, like, so oh, that's, that's two. two. That's two so far. That's the rest I'm going to say. That's, that's all I'm going to We could we have a whole while. entire episode of Adney. I have a whole thing about what happens us. after that in the movie. Enlightening us about boxing but, uh, and the whole entire Jake LaMana story. But I just wanted to say that Adney, even though he knows a lot about fucking movies, like, I just wanted to say that we're in like two different lanes to where, like, because I feel like some of the listeners might be like, man, Chris might have a degree, but he sure doesn't know shit about fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> this guy can't even name a movie. Wait, hold on. Why are all our listeners old, Chris? <laughs> Chris Smith doesn't seem like he knows it. Yeah. Hey, Mary. That's funny. Yeah, Marty. <laughs> yeah, Marty. I'm listening to this podcast over here. This guy, Chris Smith. What? Chris Smith, honey. <laughs> Kevin Smith? No, Chris Smith doesn't know shit about film school. He's a film student. Oh, the nice boy from down the street. I know him. The one with the beard. <laughs> you yeah. know all that. Adney, the boy. Dr. Fucking Daddy knows more about movies than he does. You got to hear this. Sherry, get over here. Sherry. So know. my disclaimer is he does... Um, his brain retains shit that mine doesn't, whereas mine retains shit that his doesn't. For instance, like, I don't know, uh, this scene, um, horses get shot, and, like, I don't know. That's never happened to me. I'm I'm so bad at even, like, bringing up a scene. Wait, is that, like, animal movie? Is it a snuff film? It doesn't matter. Oh, the it's scene. a documentary about the farming industry. Okay, guys. And he thinks <laughs> about the entire scene. He's coming at it from, like, a viewer's perspective, whereas I'm over here thinking, like, man, that camera must have weighed, I don't know, about fucking 45 pounds. Uh-huh. And then, like, man, that location, that's pretty rugged. So they probably hiked while there. Spe- probably while you're busy thinking about how a scene hours. was made, you're thinking from the technical standpoint of how something was made, how difficult it was, you're appreciating the art it takes, like the the, the effort it work, takes to yeah. put this together while I'm just busy talking about the emotional impact that it's having on me at the moment and what they're trying to have emotional impact on everyone. And the, but the you, make be- you make movies better for me because you bring me perspectives <laughs> that I didn't fucking see. It's two different perspectives. That's fucking great. But like Adney said about And him. you make movies worse for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, well, really? Yeah, just like when you fucking told us that Leo didn't fight a real bear? What? <laughs> No, how dare you! The biggest it? one was the Deadpool one. The Deadpool one. Where, no, I'm pretty sure that's CGI, dude. We're walking around with, you know, what? Green on his face. <laughs> no. Hulk semen. I will fucking come on you! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. So, anyways, we were Christmas. going on adaptations. Uh, but, but, and adaptations. I went Scorsese. He went Scorsese. You're going Scorsese, right, baby? Yeah, woo, Scorsese, Scorsese. No, I'm not going Scorsese. Oh, Whatever. 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 But, uh, so yeah, so the part. reason that Chris's perspective and Andy's perspective are 
you get two people who love films. The reason we, I, I've said this a million times, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> we all love film. We fucking love movies, man. We don't give a fuck if you guys don't like our movie talk because we went from sex talk every episode to movie talk every episode. What are we going to talk hey, about? Hey, no, movies? sex talk's coming. It's sex coming. Talk's always, oh, sex talk's sex coming. Sex talk will never come in. not be here. The whole sex talk is coming. Because it'll at least get you to sex download. Sex and movies. <gasps> We're going to talk porn. And then you'll have to at least skip <laughs> forward to like, oh, oh, I just two want favorite sex. things. <laughs> sex and movies. <laughs> Yeah, we should have been the sex movie. We cast. talked about how we used to make sex movies on last podcast. Yeah, yeah we did. We yeah. used to make those. All the time. I didn't. Oh, I did not. Hey, man. You I mean, guys did. We can help you out. Some we get to the corner. That's for the corner. Some of us had. That's a for the corner. That's for the corner. Some of us had a different child. Okay, some of us filmed naked children, and some of us did not. Some of us had fun. Some of us didn't. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I gave her. Bring me two, so I don't have to. Now they're they're all different. They're all different. Just go to the oh. mix pack. The one behind Stevie's pack. The reason I believe that Chris, um, before I get into my movie, the reason I believe Chris and Adney have two different perspectives on movies is because Chris went to film school. Adney and I grew up watching movies uh, as a escapism. We, we just His mom worked at a video store as far as I can remember before she moved into other stores. So he always had these movies that were... Uh, she would get them before they would be out on VHS. Well, and there was like there was over. she had like the demo tapes of where it would every now and then it would turn black and white and it would say demo tape. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Oh, it, would wow. clip, it would clip over to black. <laughs> oh and white. wow! <laughs> and so we were poor. We didn't get to go to movies all the time. We went to the dollar movies occasionally. We we go to movies a lot more now. And I would like I'd get in trouble a lot, and I wouldn't be able to leave the house, or else like and the neighbors would tell on me. So I would watch movies a lot. That's why. Wait, hold on. I just I just, I was just listening to something today, and this is gonna be this is just what I do, and I bring in the random fucking bullshit but so Bill there are people the article, Chris. no but there okay. are people that Just are genuinely sure. afraid him to even go to the movies now because of the whole Batman Aurora shooting thing like there are people now that are like man I don't even want to go to them why would I take my family to a movie if that we're all like gonna fucking get shot 12 years ago dude. what <laughs> the fuck I don't want to go to school anymore because of Columbine I don't want to go to school anymore <laughs> was it really 12 years ago no like, no it wasn't that long ago it, it was, was like no. 4 years ago no, but look at Columbine <laughs> that was like in 2013 wasn't it yeah that's that's like Dark Knight Like I'm just playing okay. devil's advocate. I'm just saying. No, no, so I, what, what would what would you say to those people? The people that are like, man, what if I get shot? I would say I don't want to go to high school anymore because of Columbine. <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> so I said. So you're like, fuck college, I'll get shot. Right, no, that was was Columbine a high school? I believe it was a high school, right? I um yeah. no, it was a high school, yeah. But they go to high school, shoot up at elementary school. <laughs> they were bullying me. <laughs> I don't want to go to elementary school anymore. Stevie, you're 26. Yeah, I just don't want to go to elementary schools anymore. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm I not, don't want them to exist. I know I'm not legally allowed at elementary schools, but I'm just saying because of that shooting, I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> sorry, children. <laughs> we all, all right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I am Pennywise. I'm just sorry. What's your <laughs> fucking adaptation, man? Know, Wait, I wanted to say, actually, the reason that you guys have the best perspective on movies, the reason you can go back and forth and it's super cool, and Chris, you said you... You know, the way that Adney sees movies, you love that. And the, Adney, the way that Chris sees movies, you hate it. But no, I'm <laughs> no, I'm I really hate it, Chris. No, I don't. it's Chris. I, I want to bring this up. Chris, it's the Wizard of Oz effect. Chris has gotten to see behind the curtain. Adney's still looking at that big head floating, telling him, Ooh, fucking screaming so at really, him. Not doing that. So really, Chris is like, not at all doing that. <laughs> Namaste. I'm more in line. Namaste. <laughs> I'm pulling Adam. One out. more fucking time. I swear to God, <laughs> one more namaste. At me. Oh, dude. I'm taking this fucking bottle opener, dude. And I'm shoving it down your goddamn throat. He's the fucking wise guy. Now forget about it. That was Boston's fault. Namaste. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'm your namaste. You're about to be 
Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Yama get these hands, but that's Yama's <laughs> fucked. Fuck. Uh, it was a stretch. It was a stretch. Yama <laughs> fucked up. You suck. Yeah, Yama fucked up. Hey, <laughs> better Yama, off the cuff. Yama, Yama be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is that? Forty dollar virgin. Yeah, I'm saying. Um, but yeah, yeah you, I mean, you get to see behind the curtain, Chris. So it's it's different perspective. Um, so the adaptation that I chose, I was gonna go with The Godfather. Of course, Italian movies. We fucking we all love mafia movies because we root so for man. the bad guy. We always root for the bad guy. That's why we like the Joker. That's why the Joker. Is you so held good. did do like a Joker voice for a second. I was like thinking, did he just do a Joker voice? <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as you. Fucking wow, wow, we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking. I was like a well, nerdy we, Jewish kid. Like the the podcast listeners don't know, but when Adney like did see the reason Adney did the Joker voice so well, and you can hear his lips smacking. He was licking the mic. Like yeah. he was like. He also sits there wow, and sucks wow. for his comics dick. You want to know Damn, how I got this? Like, oh, I give him 25 or something. <laughs> I will give all the comics 25 And he said us all down this last week and he goes, do you guys want to know how um, I got to be the one? You <laughs> <laughs> got to be the one, yeah. There's too many Dr. smacks. Dr. You got to cut smacks. Wait, we haven't even got the Dr. Dr. Daddy smacks. one yet. You, hear this? you need to finish your adaptation, you this, homie. You hear this? Or else you about to get We've been building up to his adaptation for yeah, about 30 minutes. You've wasted your entire time. So <laughs> what are we on? What's one the next one? Guys, it's a surprise, man. Chris, I believe you wanted to talk to my adaptation. You ready? My adaptation is the Dark Numbs. The reason my fucking lips were moving so much, Adney, I was giving you a perspective on what Des didn't do, okay? Oh, shots fired! Oh my god! That was fucking brutal. <laughs> oh, it's not your fault. It's not, okay, hey, it's not your fault yeah. that her lips didn't move like this. But, oh my god. She didn't get yeah, 20. Just make light of the last. He said, he make said light eight. of the eight he wasted like, months no, of she my life. Eight. She gives a five. No, she gives five. She gives Chris shit all day long. <laughs> One joke to Adam, he goes, Okay, dude, you're gonna make jokes. You're <laughs> gonna <laughs> make jokes. <laughs> eight months of my life. Chris is, Chris is bringing up childhood memories of like, my parents dropped me off at my aunt's house. They left. And he's like, you're the, you, you know who you are? You're a fucking caricature of a different kind of guy. Oh, Chris, you're hilarious. Your life's hilarious. Chris like, listen, I was dropped off like at my aunt's. She dropped me off at other people's. She's like, dude, oh, they're going on a mission to find you. <laughs> One joke to Adney. He's all getting, podcast got serious. Oh, wait, wait, bro. Podcast got serious. Okay, yeah. everyone shut the fuck up. Why don't you guys let me do my movie? Hey, fuck! Why, 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 why don't you guys let me do my movie? Why are you guys constantly parading me, Chris? Why are you parading me and not letting me do my movie? Oh, oh my god. Chris. It's gonna be a shitty movie, too. I was built up for nothing. I'm gonna be so fucking mad at you, dude. Say your stupid fucking movie. God damn it, dude. Okay, calm down. Honey. He's gonna say something fucking. Oh. Was that movie Chris directed again? Shell Shocked. Uh, yeah, my movie Shell Shocked by Christmas. That, <laughs> that is my movie. Shit, yeah, Okay, it's the best adaptation. He, he wrote it on do, a piece of paper first. Ten minutes, no, baby. Okay. Ninja Turtles, are you going to do? Whatever. No, Bro, okay, directed, so shot, now this, out of it. This writer. Chris Smith. Yeah, Chris Smith. 2013. <laughs> so this, this writer, he has only written five books. Okay, his first book, nobody. Total loser. Nobody gave a fuck about it. Total loser. <laughs> what a fucking loser. <laughs> Um, nobody gave a fuck about his first All right, until what? Until no, what? God, I don't want to know the history. Tell nobody me the goddamn fuck. name of the movie. Nobody gave a fuck about his first book, okay? It's called The Black Sunday. Or Black Sunday. No one gave a fuck. <laughs> and he wrote a little old, he wrote a little old book. Listen, he wrote a little old book called Red Dragon. 
Wow. Oh. And he created a fucking character in his book that is, to this day, known as one of the best villains of all time. The adaptation I'm going to give you is by Thomas Harris. And the book and the movie is called Silence of the Lambs. Uh, I knew that. Oh, the oh shit! Dude, he's putting some dicks! Oh, you ain't shit, bitch! Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, audience. Yeah, yeah, fucking. Always Stevie stoked about his pick. <laughs> you shouldn't have built it up for so long, dude. Like, yeah, bro. You guys, you guys wouldn't built... let me go. Oh, imagine that, Mister. No, I gotta do this thing where I put. Imagine that. Suck my dick. Dragging it on. Dragging it on. Dragons like Daenerys and God. No. Um. So yeah, what the fuck was that, Adney? So. Uh, yeah, my adaptation is Silence of the Lambs. Everybody, you guys like that movie? Tell me you don't fucking love that movie. I'm it's not participating. Not Hurry up. Overrated. Can I say it? Are you serious? Overrated. Anthony Hopkins, horrible Yeah, actor. fucking right. You love that movie. And he's like, Anthony Hopkins is such a good job in that movie. <laughs> and he already knows. It's a great fucking film. Have you seen it, Chris? Have you yeah. ever seen the movie? <laughs> it's... It's oh okay. my god, I was serious, super serious with you guys and stuff. We made jokes. We're having fun. <laughs> Why the fuck are you guys so like dead right it, now? It's fun. It's fun to fuck this with isn't you. It's fun when you guys make fun of me when I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> I want to make the jokes. You guys aren't the fun <laughs> ones, okay? This isn't fair. When it's turned around, I don't like this. <laughs> the tables have turned. No, but seriously. Uh... No, but not seriously. <laughs> I am seriously about my movie. This is a serious moment. Well, you're wasting all your fucking time. I'm about to waste your life. Right now, <laughs> with these fucking hands. <laughs> okay, listen up. God damn. Oh my god. See, if I make you guys laugh, you'll lean out of the mic so I can get my fucking point across. <laughs> so. I don't even have a point. Hey! Okay, the movie was. I, or, so the movie was adapted in uh, 1991, I believe. Uh, <laughs> correct. Thomas Harris. So the book to movie nah, is one of the correct. best adaptations I've ever fucking read. Of, uh, at least in, in my... So, unlike us, you actually read, read the, book the books. That you're... Um, I have all of his books. Bring in the analogy, too. Yeah. Um, that's why I suggested this. <laughs> You've uh, actually read a book, Stevie. Uh, <laughs> I never thought of all the people in the world. So more Stevie wouldn't have read a book. <laughs> it's funny, because I'm, I'm the, probably the biggest moron on the podcast, and you come into my house like, these books are not yours, dude. <laughs> people come over and be like, what the fuck? Five bookshelves? 800 books? Whatever, you I was able yeah. to go. You didn't read these ones. You he's like, yep, you're right. Yeah, whatever. But, but he reason, also has read. The only books. reason people know he has 800 books is because he always tells them he has 800 books. <laughs> I'm very proud of my library, dude. It's, it's a, a good library. I'm the biggest personal library out of everybody, everybody I know. Yeah, no, it's a good library. But, um, I'm not going to hate on your library. So, the film came out. Okay, they, like I, ta- I touched on a couple weeks back, uh, The Exorcist. We talked about bad uh, directors that don't get their due or whatever, bad directors. Um, that movie was, for the longest time, considered the scariest movie in cinema history. And then in 1991, Silence of the Lambs came out. And it was a thriller-esque movie. It's like a gothic horror, sort of like... Uh, just the way the film was made. The, the Academy actually later on said, oh, well, it's not really a horror movie. It's a thriller. They tried to change it up because... It's like, don't try to preach it up, son. <laughs> it, it's a fucking horror movie. And uh, in in the Oscars, in the 64... Fourth um, Academy Awards, 1992, the film won Best Director, Best Actor, Anthony Hopkins, Best Actress, Jodie Foster, and Best Adapted Screenplay by, uh, screenplay by Ted Talley. And uh, it was the first movie to win five fucking awards besides, uh, or sorry, there was three movies total, but there was only one of three. One was uh, 
Uh, <laughs> what, sorry, the movie was called. I, I don't even know the name of it. It's it happened one night. I don't even know what the fuck. Nineteen thirty-four. It won five awards as well. But uh, of course, the one, director one flew over the cuckoo's nest. The director we Jonathan all, Dem. He also pre- uh, directed uh, Philadelphia, which is oh. an amazing oh, the movie. Hilarious. Actually. Where does that Tom Hanks? And the <laughs> guy's fucking layers. Everything he says is a stitch. I got a maturing <laughs> candidate. You know so. He's not one of those directors that's like, oh, he had this one thing. No, no this guy actually kind of knows what he's doing. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. Um, I interrupt you every day. But every time you text me, I cut you off in the middle of your text. But, uh, yeah, the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Who doesn't fucking love that movie, it's dude? So Come good. on. Jack me off, Nicholson, dude. a lot of dude, people what? that have seen that movie, man. Which is very it's, it's a very exciting. That's a book. It's, it's a an movie. old. Yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. It's but a it's, classic. It's a classic. There's also not a lot of people that appreciate cinema like this. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're tuning in because we're funny. They're not gonna actually watch that fucking. Movie. I'm pretty sure Young Nurse. Danny I'm pretty sure Nurse Ratched is considered like one of the greatest villains of all time in cinema. Yeah, she's like on an IMBD so list or fucking evil. That I'm glad. But you speaking that of up, great villains, I'm glad you brought that up because back the to number one villain of all time portrayed on film, Anthony Hopkins is hands. Is it? He's number one. He's number. He's number one. one. And number Stevie, one I have a question. Uh, how? Whatever, Adney. I don't. I don't. I'm gonna continue. How total? How much t- screen time does he get in that film? Well, let me just say he won Best Actor, and he only got 17 fucking minutes in that film. How long 17. was the film? I don't know, Chris. Why are you Three thirds that. It was at least two, two hours. hours. It was, like it was at hour least four and, and a half hours. It was an hour and something. I don't know the exact running time. I cannot time. believe you didn't have the running time. You should have known. You didn't have the running, I, your running you time. You should have known I was going to hit you with the running time. <laughs> running time. <laughs> you know, you know, running time. Four days. days. The movie's four <laughs> days long. Fuck that. It's about 2.15. Quote it. 2.15. Let's look it up. <laughs> What's the seconds, homeboy? Quote Shut it. them seconds down, huh? Uh, 2.15.32. Credit roll. What's the credit roll? No, shit. Shut the fuck up. Robert De Niro's screen time. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did your homework, huh? <laughs> Dude, Whatever. Homework. Silence of the Lambs is 1.58. Just nice. like I thought. 1.58. Anthony Hopkins had 17 minutes on screen. And he got... He 1.58. still looked at as... One of the best films, but at the time, it was the best villain portrayed on cinema or on screen, on the silver screen. So someone has surpassed him. Uh, so they took it Goodfellas back. They... was two twenty six. Oh, okay. So I was literally I told you eleven four days, minutes dude. Two twenty six. Two hundred twenty six hours. I know how long. And I also said Silence of the Lambs was about like what one forty five. I also said that, and it was only one fifty eight. So I'm close as fuck. Fuck you. Go ahead. Yeah, because most movies are put into this little tiny. Uh, fucking from one oh, I, I said numbers the numbers weren't right but they were still numbers so and they were fucking close so fuck you guys <laughs> love it you guys I love the the Italian accent they're so care we're gonna put you in some 1930s movies see <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah fucking you're gonna catch me we're not saying you have a show it's called Suits and Wings this cop is over for here for everyone that doesn't know don't we have even. a show it's called Suits don't and Wings don't even tell them about Suits and Wings they're not and ready for it coming in they're at not- Talking about Jesus okay, now. <laughs> hey, you might have peaked a little oh, bit. I peaked. So, in what we know as Anthony, or whenever you guys think of Hannibal Lecter, anytime, when I read the books, whenever you read something, even after you watch it, if the characters aren't that great, you will put different people in your head. You, will, you build your own characters, use your imagination. I've done that with a lot of other characters, but there's a couple movies, like I've said before, that you can't, when you read the book after, you just cannot put any other character in their place. Tim Curry, you cannot put any other fucking kid. That comes to your head immediately. You could immediately. do William Defoe, I mean. You could, well, you yeah. Could after I, and the world doesn't know. Well, the world now knows. <laughs> <laughs> but 
And then that's another one. I can replace Jodie Foster. She was great. Don't get me wrong. But I can replace her with some hotter, younger redhead. You know what I'm saying? Even though it says brown hair. Yeah, I can replace every girl with redheads. I was just about to say, you could replace all actresses with redheads. Bullshit. I love redheads. three. Why do you Name three actresses that are hot and redheads. Christina Hendricks. Amy Adams. No, Amy Adams. Ellie Kemper. Fucking Deborah Emma Stone. From fucking goddamn... Dude, I'll go off, motherfucker. You want to fucking try me, homeboy? Okay, you right. Hendricks, like he said, what is that so I also far? said Ellie Kimber right, and five. Stone. Okay, you're oh. right. Okay, you're you right. right. You Chris right? Chris is wrong. <laughs> I'll shut the fuck up. You just go got ahead. God, homeboy. We, we know redheads. I'm touching my dick right Apparently, now. Apparently. God damn. You came in hot right there. I was not expecting that. I'm obsessed that. with redheads. All right, my bad. Why do you think you're I'm right. finger banging and fucking getting my dicks like by the coat all day long, dude? Yeah, well, are you going to punch her yet or what? Where's she right now, though? i punch her in the face. No, you got to punch her. Hey, audience, you need to know. I, I punch she she tells me to punch her I hit her but do you she like we need to get her on the podcast to say it <laughs> she basically calls me a pussy because she's like I want to like she's like you don't trying, hit her hard no, enough she's trying to work me up to that I don't like domestic violence Chris Man. you support domestic violence no that's what I'm saying I don't okay. know listen, listen, I'm in the same Chris situation like, I'm not condoning the domestic violence I'm, with right I'm not now. supporting domestic violence <laughs> all I can say is if she asked you to hit her I could see the train of thought <laughs> with her, I would punch oh, her in man. the face okay you need to finish your adaptation because we're going yeah. to sex talk yes so um, so let me say Manhunter Manhunter was the fucking uh, basically the adaptation of Red Dragon and Hannibal Lecter was actually played by Brian Cox and if you fucking or Dr. Hannibal Lecter, no one, no one even knows who the fuck that is. If I asked you at all, who's Hannibal Lecter? So Manhunter was the adaptation of the Red Dragon, the first adaptation of his first book. You wouldn't, you'd be like, who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is Brian Cox? If you looked him up, you will notice he is a famous actor. Yes, but you always think Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins did such a fucking phenomenal job. And like Adney said earlier, seventeen fucking minutes on film. Seventeen minutes, yeah, and an hour fifty-eight. Yes. So there's probably credits for about seven minutes. So you got what, hour forty-seven, hour forty-nine, hour forty-nine, hour hour fifty. It don't matter. And still seventeen minutes. But he seventeen minutes, and it's still today, and it will always remain. Anthony Hopkins is one of that the claim best. is false. Always I remain. Will, I think movies just keep getting better and better. So I think eventually. Well, guess what? well, of course, if we live long enough, but I'll die out, and in my mind, I'm still gonna be like Anthony Hopkins. I'm gonna be ninety years old. Maybe I can see that. Anthony Hopkins. But yeah, I can see that. I can see that. He did such a good job. It's like fucking Jack Nicholson. We I did agree. Not, we did not think that Heath was gonna do that good of a job. And it's all okay. I will say that things get better with time. Uh, most things, it's like, but it's because you, you, of the, people, people like people set the bar. People set the bar. Jack Nicholson set the bar high for the Joker. We love that Joker. Fucking Mark, uh, fucking Mark Hamill set the bar extremely high. No one's been able to fucking touch it with the voice of the Joker. Just like Adney said, his favorite Batman is my favorite Kevin Batman, Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Oh. That's his favorite Batman. And my favorite Joker. My favorite Joker is Matt Hamill's voice. With Matt Hamill, who's that? Mark Hamill. Never heard of Matt oh, Hamill. Oh my god. We know you're bad with names. We're gonna name this episode Chris <laughs> is bad with names. <laughs> Mark Hamill with Heath Ledger, though. Like just merge it in a way. They're two they they two different. That, yeah, but they did yeah. they are way two different people. Mark Hamill's done it with Mark, Mark Hamill's done, done the, the lines. He's the done the lines of Heath Ledger, but the reason why he is because of the way he the way he perceived the Joker as he talks a certain way, he acts a certain way, he looks a certain way because of the way he interpreted it. Mark Hamill has Which a completely is why different that interpretation. Was an so you can't really have like And this is why I wanted to the, talk like, silence like of the if land. he like this, if he This is why I want to talk silence land. Whatever, I really you think to talk. Hamill could come out and do it like he did it? You think he no, could No, he could do it differently. Differently. But you think it would be that as as good like he has the voice, yeah, but 
the acting chops. You, do, you think you'd be able to the do acting it because chops, you know the Joker, no. but I think the majority of people would would go the opposite way. I think Hamill could come out right now and do a Joker and do a great Joker, but people would still. He doesn't be like, have oh, the look of like because yeah, he's a little overweight. Fat, Whatever, makeup, bro. Makeup and fucking fat suits. What's fat up? Suits. There's he muscle suits too. There's yeah. muscle suits too. What's up? You no. want the Joker to be hella buff. <laughs> and old. Whatever, there's slim suits. They make suits of all kinds. Do you want to know how I got these muscles? <laughs> you don't want that. But the only reason I brought up Sons of the Lambs, the only reason I brought up Sons of the Lambs is so I can talk about the bat, Addy. So let's get into the bat. No, um, what's it called? This is a bat cast. <laughs> we still are talking Smith. about Batman. Call up Kevin Smith. Dude. This is... The, the, Dude, the skinny man on Batman. Get Kevin Smith. We put on Bud from Sublime. We're getting Kevin Smith. That's our okay, next so, guest. Well, I just wanted to say. Boom! <laughs> now, for the movies, for Thomas Harris, you got to give it to Thomas Harris for only writing five books. For writing one book that no one knows about and then creating this fucking character that will always be talked about in horror history. Everybody that you talk talk to that knows horror, it's just like Andy yeah, talks comic books. People know the Batman. Nobody's gonna say I don't know who, who this bat. What bat guy? Who's bat guy? Bat guy. Bat guy. <laughs> Nobody knows that. If you say, hey, you know Hannibal Lecter, they're like, don't you give me the chills right now, dude? You give me the chills. You don't talk about Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter is a fucking psychotic sociopath genius. He is a fucking mastermind. He will can. He is. Like, just everything about him, he's so good at everything he's so he does. He's manipulating. He's very compelling. He's very charming. He's uh, articulate. Um, you want to follow him, I even though he's going to eat you. <laughs> yeah, it's... And you're like, he's going to eat like, like, seen... me, but I kind of want to let you eat me because you kind of talked me into you letting you eat me. <laughs> he seems like a leader, like a guy you would want to listen to of, like, I just, whatever you want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll follow you into the depths of hell. Now in well, the, follow me into the kitchen. In, in the book, he is... He is that guy. He's still that same guy. But the way that Anthony Hopkins portrays him, it's way more convincing. It's way more like eerie. His look, like that shadow, the shadow of his eyes, you know what I mean? You get that like one look towards yeah, over his brow. just Anthony Hopkins' eyes. Yeah. And it's the whole shadow above and below. And you're like, holy shit. And then when Jodie Foster's asking him, like, you draw all these from, he's like, it's from memory. Like the guy is a fucking genius but he's like too smart for his own fucking good he's he's like diving into the uh, the psyche of mankind it's like he, he is a sociopath but it's like, it's like i don't give a fuck about everybody because i'm i'm too smart for this world kind of thing it's like there's you always get but these people in his weird that he still enjoys little pleasures which is funny yeah. And like, what's funny is I love like, that he's a culinary guy. He's like, he just loves the taste of food, loves to taste of good wine. He's a classy motherfucker. Loves the taste of brains, dude. He's pretty classy though. Yeah, and that's funny because I'm I'm tying it all together with the Goodfellas because uh, fucking Ray Liotta he ate his brains in the movie. Yeah, Hannibal. he did. <laughs> yeah, Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta played yeah. the cop who got yeah, his fucking he head cut. Whatever, over. not the same guy. Yeah, that was Henry Hill. <laughs> not the same character though. Yeah, exactly. Not the same character. Hey, we'll down. It was not a sequel. <laughs> also, it should have been a sequel, though. When you look at Hannibal Lecter, when you look at the psychotic guy that he is, the, his character arc is so beautiful because of the love that he shares with Jodie Foster's character, Agent Stahl. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I would call it definitely an infatuation. It's a respect and infatuation. It's not a love. It's okay. wow. I'm actually impressed by this person, and I'm interested. Like I'm in the infatuation you turns s- into a respect. We say that in Silence of the Lambs, but have you seen Hannibal? Yeah, I've seen okay. Hannibal. Okay, that. Makes, okay, sorry. <laughs> wait, no, the, wait, hold on. There's two. There's, there's Hannibal the there's movie. Hannibal there's Rising, Hannibal the there's TV show as well. Rising. Are you talking about no, which one? No, that's not canon. Sorry, that's not fucking canon. 
the Hannibal movie, oh, the Hannibal show is not fucking canon. It doesn't follow. Okay. So shove it up your ass. Well, you need to make that clear. Okay. Han- yeah. Just like it, like someone telling Adney, you know, like the show Gotham, the show Gotham. Fucking and Adney about will that fucking, fucking fight. Fucking show. Okay. People do that. Okay. That's Adney not far fetched. People will do that. People and to will those do people, shut your fucking whore mouths. Because you don't know. Fuck you have to address show. everybody. Okay. Okay. Anyways, course, continue. Continue. For the series, yeah, that show is probably good, but like yeah. just the way that. I can't see anybody playing it. Like, if they would have got Hannibal Lecter and, like, did him, like, what's that movie fucking where they have, uh, what's his name, play Tron, where he hasn't, they play <laughs> Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges, they make him hella young looking, like, computer animation. <laughs> they CGI fucking I'd his face. I'd much rather watch the series Hannibal with Anthony Hopkins skinny and CGI'd. Yeah, I'm just right. saying. Dude, I can watch Jeff Bridges if he's literally... That's Jeff Bridges, though. That's just Jeff Bridges. That's fucking Chris Jeff Bridges, Bridges is toss you off this just, no, I'll watch anything with Jeff Bridges. Yeah, in. Jeff Bridges is awesome. He's I love a, that motherfucker. Because he's the dude in real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so the way that he <clears throat> plays the character, and eventually, yeah, his character arc is he kind of like in infatuation. He just has such a respect for Agent Stalling that he never wants to hurt her. He chops off his own fucking hand. This guy who eats the lymph notes from humans. Like lymph nodes, which is sweetbreads, we get those from animal life. Those are his electrolytes. <laughs> but um, so this guy who is completely fucking evil, and yet he is, he fucks with her at the same time. He is her psychiatrist in a way. That's what it sounds the lambs is. He he give he's like okay, I will give you this, but I want something back in return. I want you to explain your fucking childhood because he was a psychiatrist at one time, and he would eat his patients. <laughs> but um, I just love that character. How did this guy write one fucking book? I can never, I would never be able to create a character like that, ever. I can never get in that. How psychotic is Thomas Harris for him to create a character this interesting, this fucking memorable, to where it changes the fucking history of horror? Like, this book stands the test of time no matter what. I fucking love this book. I love that fucking character. So you got to give it to a guy who's, it's his second book, and he wrote something that changed the world. At least through a literary base, and then of course Anthony Hopkins pushed it to that next fucking level. So that's why I chose Silence of the Lambs as my one of my favorite adaptations. Hope, oh, hope you guys like that. What Silence of the Lambs? I can see hella people on the podcast. <laughs> fucking assholes, not even know Anthony Hopkins. I think we're gonna be good. Shit. So. Chris. So we're gonna go to Chris's corner, but we're gonna rename it. Play the song. Play, play us in, god piss, damn it. Piss, if you break another fucking guitar string. Uh, okay, so pee. first of all, the first thing. No, hurry up and go pee so me and Adney can sit here and talk shit about you. Hurry up and go pee! Get the fuck away from me. God. So the whole reason. So it's such it a is, piece of shit. It's 9 13. Me and Adney both have to get up at 5 a.m. tomorrow. And we were Adney supposed. Oh my god. And we were supposed to start the podcast at 5 o'clock. Chris was late. Chris was here at 6, though. I will say, though, I was late. For the first fucking time, I was fucking late today. But Stevie is always fucking late. And we recorded a solid 10 minutes before we even started recording about me and Adney saying how bad Stevie is at making his time. And it's all going to be edited out. And you know what he's not going to edit out? This part. Because he's going to cut all the shit that we were talking about before. But this motherfucker always waiting. Being like an on time. Every single podcast is supposed to start. At his his restaurant, be there on time. You need to make that time. Any other reservation this motherfucker makes with you, you can be 15 minutes late. No problem. 
What's funny is I want to keep whatever shit talking you guys did prior. I hella want to keep it in because it's so funny. <laughs> you know, like I get, you I, get, I, get, I get here. I'm like, hey guys, how's it going? You're like, we I always haven't even dude. said anything. We always fucking too much because you were fucking talking. You were talking the whole time, motherfucker. I didn't have a chance to say anything. I was gonna say is we always plan to start like five thirty six, but it never starts, and it always starts around fucking eight. Because yeah, because I always in the waiting gym around eight. On some bullshit. Steve. I'm like, Daddy's boxing at the You're gym. Like, Where is he at? Why always waiting on waiting Stevie, on dude. It's always waiting watching on Raging Steve. Bull at the boxing gym. He's Addy, always doing something he could have done beforehand. And he makes us all what you because, <laughs> because he doesn't have to say. I don't know what Adani is saying. He doesn't have to wake up at 5 a.m. I will break like your guitar. So he doesn't right. give a shit. Hey, what do you guys say? Hell, hush. Hey, cause you close. Why don't you turn a little closer, Okay, huh? he has too much power already. He could just play the guitar and it shuts us the fuck up. Well, you have editing power, but you're just too lazy to edit over me. <laughs> oh, well, in this case, Chris oh, is doing daddy. No, you just went too I'm, far. I'm, you, woo, woo, woo. Sorry, I apologize. I'm, I'm just apologize. kidding. Whatever. Hurry the fuck up. What are we going on to next, anyways? Ooh. The dating Chris is dating corner. Which we're going to refer to as Daddy's Dating Corner. Because I think I this know, is... Let's just not name it. It's just called The Dating Corner. At this point, it's Chris's sex corner. Because me and my girl, Rachel, are getting so... Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy with the person I'm with. My name's Chris Smith. Yeah, I am happy. Yeah, and What's I'm, wrong with that, Addy? Yeah, think. what the fuck? <laughs> I want you to be sad it's and miserable. It's fun to make fun of you. Whatever, bro. There was a couple weeks ago where you were happy. And I was, I was like, never okay, happy. No, he was happy because you were miserable. <laughs> 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 I never... Yeah, you are right. I was happy. Then you started getting laid. And then I started getting sad. Okay. I've never been happy. I've just been less pissed off. All right. Ooh, so, he's ahead. like the Hulk. Oh, I'm never great. I'm always I'm happy. Always. Always, that's my secret. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm always. always <laughs> I'm always happy no matter what. Even if I'm sad, that's why. Like I know I'm gonna have like a. Cancer. All right, let's go over to Chris's dating corner. Get grow. to your thing, Chris. So, me and my girl having Rachel. a great time. Rachel, who's having famous? a great time. I have a hard time sleeping with her. Not. Oh, by the way, fuck you, Rachel. Saying I wouldn't talk shit about Des. I did. Yeah, well, we're almost there, and you still haven't really talked shit about I've talked those. a lot. Wait, that was a, we did a whole podcast. <laughs> were you not there? <laughs> oh, I thought, Chris thought that was about Rachel. Ah! <laughs> False. No, I'm just joking. That's what you're saying. You're right. My bad. You did have a whole podcast, man. We forgot. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> no, Chris was so excited because he's like, man, I always, he's like, that's why people like our podcast because we're so serious about the shit we do. Like, I'll say, I'll eat, I eat ass all the time. We're we're honest about who we we're are. We're honest. So you even say your problems on here and then Adney wasn't saying his dating problems. Exactly. And, like, and it made Adney's me like, mad. Pull up the mics. I'm saying some shit. Chris is like, oh my. He was like, I'm so excited. It was like so good. Fat kid in a candy store. And then Joe beautiful. come up. Danny come over. I got something to say. Yeah. Yeah, but that's how you that's how we have to That's co- why I said Adney coerce it out of him. Troops around. Got yeah. troops around to let them all know. Listen close, okay? Dadney's the one. That's what that's what he said to the fucking troops. Oh yeah, your description, I liked it. Oh, but tell your thing. What description? The description Don't worry of about the it. podcast. You didn't see the description of the pod, the latest episode? Chris doesn't care for the oh, podcast. Oh, I, I gotta show him. I gotta read no, it. I, I, I no, read it. Don't, no, don't fucking waste podcast it. time talking about uh, the podcast. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So, God, me Chris, and Rachel. I wish Chris you know, to the Rachel, Me and Rachel have been fucking around for about, this is, this is like, week nine, ten now. Several days. We're getting deep. It's been that long? 
We're we're on two months. It's I'm been on, some time. I'm on week eleven with Dakota. Week twelve with Dakota week 11, because uh, she. We hung oh, out you're twelve weeks old. First night of the podcast. I was like, "Well, how'd you remember the date?" And she goes, "Well, you came. We hung out the first night of the podcast." Because I'm a creep. No, the date. I was like, I'm gonna have a date with this chick. And that was. That, that was is true. Day. He did say that. Right on. Dakota's been gone for ten days, and like it's weird. This is the second podcast. Well, it's the third podcast because this is the same podcast. With the, we did we one. We boy. did one with Joel. We usually it's the normals, but we did we one with three Joel. Names, so there, there it's a different a, podcast. This okay? is the third one. This is the alcoholic cast. That was. Anyways, man, she's <laughs> gone. Alcohol-cast. It's weird. It's weird. Usually she's here and like we'll take breaks and then I'll be able to like ask her random shit and all that good stuff. But. Girl's perspective. Yeah. Even though she's basically a dude with a vagina. And it's all, yeah. She's she always has something dude. dumb to say. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Dakota. Anyways, uh, this thing. No girl's dumb who gives 25 or I found Good a girl. Point. <laughs> Good fucking point. Like, I found listen, a... She is a bitch, but she does get 25. Nah, <laughs> we are officially girls. So the last podcast, I mean, <laughs> we are officially guys. girls. I'm fucking out. Should have let the sound be the joke. Anyways, the last I podcast, I came on and said that I was like, oh, like, like, am I bro. single? Am I not single? All this, all that. Well, I. I don't want to say like we're boyfriend and girlfriend yet, but I definitely don't want to have sex with anybody else unless she's there. Hence, <laughs> hence, <laughs> hence the conversation. <laughs> hence the conversation I'm getting into. Daddy's <laughs> choking on chips right now. And it's only because she even brought it up to me. Because if oh, she hadn't brought yeah. it up to me, then this won't even be a thing. Come she, over, come over. I'm busy right now. I'm about brought, to fuck uh, another chick. She so likes wanna... chicks. She likes chicks. That's what she brought up to me. That's She's so like, no, cool. I like chicks. And I was like, what do you mean you like chicks? She's like, no, like, I want you to be railing another chick out. While the chick is eating me out, and me and you are kind of making eye contact, like, yeah, this you is awesome. You and I, or you and her? No, me and her. Oh, okay, you pointed at me, because I was excited. <laughs> I was like, would I get to be there? He honestly answered that question. He's like, no, me and her. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be able to be there. Hey, because Rachel, it was an hey, awesome Rachel, experience. see you next week. We're going to be ordering some prostitutes together. This we'll girl the is amazing, <laughs> man. This girl is amazing. So before, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to like be a, in a relationship and all that stuff. And that's why I proposed the whole, like, oh... The dating corner is a rotating thing because sometimes someone's going to be in a relationship. Sometimes someone's not. There are certain things that you can't really start exposing in a relationship. And that's where I'm at right now. So that's why I think it's starting to get serious. I still haven't put a claim on it and I still don't want to put a claim on it. I don't really know what it is. But I must admit that it is getting serious and it's something that I don't want to be like, oh, no, this is too serious. I'm out. I don't want to bail on it. I'm about it. And so I guess I'm saying that I, I, I don't want you, to have a relationship, want, no, but the, I'm completely content with being exclusive with her. Yeah. That's cool. And I so you want the corner to be not Chris's corner, but the alki, the alcoholic house corner. Yeah, kind of like corner. the whole thing. Yeah. We're going to bring yeah. you to the dating corner. Who's getting what and what's getting who and, who, you know, who's going to the fucking... But anyways, you know, back to us. The clinic because this week. she fucking just like blasted my brain with like oh okay yeah no that's cool like me and you can like somewhat be exclusive or whatever and like uh we haven't really even had that talk but this is just the 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 vibe that i'm getting from her is yeah me and you can be exclusive as in like i'm not gonna fuck any other dick but we need to fuck all these bitches that's the impression that she's given to me like like a bro that just sounds she's, like teamwork. She's almost oh giving God. me the impression of a bro. Like, Dude. okay, now we're a tag team, and we're about to destroy every single female that we see. No wonder you, <laughs> no wonder you met Rachel, because before you met her, you said, chop that dick off and hit me up, homeboy. So maybe, 
I'm thinking she was like, my dick's gone now. I have the perspective of a male. Um, I can find me a nice guy. False. I, I adopted my child who loves False. apple juice. Negative. I fucked that <laughs> vagina. <laughs> so much. I would know if it was... A penis vagina? A shim? Correct. Because you, you felt the difference before, right? Well, I have felt a regular vagina, and I can at least tell you that hers feels like a normal vagina, and it's not... I, okay, you're right. So what you're saying no. is the surgery was really good, and you can't even tell? Maybe. Man, What's that that's fucked up. Name? Now, now that you guys bring now that up, I kind of want to fuck what you did, Stevie. No, no, it's a great point. No, I really think it's a valid fucking point. Does it's it not, feel the same? It's so it's not, not valid. No, wait. Joke. Does it feel the same, though? How Probably. do you know? How do you know if yes, you haven't it done it? feels the same, so I hear. I mean, How do you whatever. know if you <laughs> haven't done it? There's no way it gets as wet. There's no fucking way it gets as no, wet. No, you have to lube it. I know you have to lube it. But I've, I've heard, I've been told that no. There's no fucking way it feels the same. I bet you it like feels no, like I asked, pubes. I, I asked somebody um, that's what, how, done how like it, a transgender. Like, no, no. That's no. what we need to bring on. Someone who's done a transgender. I Let know me someone. be like a whatever. We'll have to do some transgender. I'll, I ain't scared. I know someone. I know someone that has had one, and I oh. will talk about that later. I want to talk about the lesbian wedding that I was at, and I know someone that got that dick chopped off. So we continue with your shit, and then we'll talk about this a little. I don't, even, I'm not, I don't give a shit anymore. I want no. I want no. I want to hear yours. So the reason that you said this is awesome with Rachel. I will after it Why is Rachel so fucking awesome? What did she throw at you that made you change? Like, holy shit, this girl might be my daddy. So first might be of all, one. She you know always cooks my for daddy. Me. She always cooks for me. Addie's giving that look like, God, I fucking hate you guys. She always cooks for me. <laughs> Joel was here to be laughing. She listens Joel, to me when I'm talking about my <laughs> bullshit. She cares. She cares. That's a really big point. Like, she's, she nails everything. And that's why I was so, like, timid to even, like, really get into this conversation and everything. Like, yeah, because, you know, we don't. Because, no, well, just... she listens to the podcast as well, so I don't want to, like... Pump her up too Say much. Say a bunch of nice stuff because I'm used to saying bad stuff. <laughs> well, if you pump her up too much and then I feel like there's going to be a point where she's then like, Then she okay. won't And now I'm going right. to start being bitchy. She, I, I think her behavior will change because she I got to know so many that you can still catch fish because if she doesn't know you can still catch fish, she won't act right. Unfortunately, as fucking sexist or whatever as it might sound, it's, it's the truth. Cool. You, have yeah, to truth always, you have to always keep this little, um, like, uh, what is it, like a finesse or like a, like a, like a shadow around you. That you're Hemingway right now, my friend. I think it was Hemingway. Uh, the man in the sea. You got, you got the big fish. You got that very important fish. You're dragging it in right now. She's important. But eventually when he comes ashore, that fish is gone. I, I don't know where that's going, but uh, yeah, the it's it's well, just. Well, wait, you, you fucked me up fish. with that. So no. wait, he's saying I... you're gonna lose Rachel. Is what? No, that's exactly what I got. That's, that's exactly, exactly what I got. That's exactly what I got. That's not what I was saying. You chose the wrong that. one. I was. I chose the wrong. I chose the wrong thing. Jesus. Anyways, <laughs> so on top of other fucking things that I've already said, she also wants to have sex with me with another fucking girl. She totally wants to have a threesome, and I keep asking her like, "Oh, another guy." Is that a possibility? Is that because what you I want? just want to know? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I don't want it. I just need. No, that's to, what I'm saying. I, I want. You I want know. to know if that's what she wants because I want to also fulfill her because something that she has let me know is that recently 
she has just been fulfilling my needs. I cannot have you looking at your phone right now. No, no, I was turning on, I was turning on airplane mode. I was turning. Because on, I need look at you guys right airplane now. Airplane mode, so both Chris. Of you guys, okay. I feel bad. So I can't have her sitting here fulfilling my needs when I'm not fulfilling her needs. There's certain needs that she's gonna want, like toys. So I cut toys out of her toy. So you want to make sure she's satisfied. But with I want else. her to also do the same thing to me because I don't want to feel like this is a, a one-sided thing and I'm fucking Hitler over here saying you can't do this, you can't yeah. do this, you can't do this. Totalitarianism. Oh, okay. So my if friend. I take away your toys, then you need to take away something from me. That could be something as simple as okay, you can't jack off every day. You can't say that I can't jack off because that's completely ridiculous. I am going to jack off, but ridiculous. you can dick you You can contain me Pun to like okay <laughs> can you at least do it like every other day because i can do something like that or every two days or something if, if i'm in something that's committed and i know that you're putting in the effort as well as i'm putting in the effort if you're not putting in the effort and i don't have anything that to to show me that you are putting in the effort then why am i going to go a day or two days to not doing it yeah. so as long as you're putting in the effort, I'm down to put in the effort. And she hasn't really given me anything. And she makes me... She, not she makes me, but she... she I, I felt that I was being one-sided. So I told her this past week, I was like, you need to tell me what I need to do because I am sitting here. And she even voiced that to me. She was like, well, you're sitting here telling me this, that, and I haven't really told you shit. And you're like, you know what? You're right. That's exactly what I thought. You know what? You're right. Tell me. And so she likes anal. <laughs> the only thing that Whoa. I didn't like about anal, okay, the feeling was cool. Wait, what was the argument again that she didn't have a penis? Was that was? Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, I. See, that's what I'm really <laughs> so getting. She likes at. anal. Like, she wants another woman. <laughs> so she wants anal. She wants another woman, which is so crazy. It's like, well, you want anal and me to fuck you at the same time. I feel like you want a dildo, and she's like, yeah, I could do the dildo thing, but you don't like the dildos, so. The whole dildo thing, like, she she would, but she won't because she knows that I don't like dildos. Yeah, so she's trying to find another figure, vein yeah. to still get off with me, but without dildos. And that's going to be apparently a So threesome. she wants you to stick your dick in her ass, but you don't want to do that. No, false. I will. But willing to do something isn't the same as wanting, wanting to do something. I don't want to, no. You Unfortunately, I don't want to. But I will. <laughs> I because I want to fulfill her. In my so mind, I will do it. Man, when you say but you I don't want damn, to. I'd, like, that's not something. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather fulfill, fuck man, your vagina. I'd rather fuck your vagina. I'd rather eat your pussy. I'd rather do a couple other things. And then if those things might not work, then yeah. that It's kind of like, okay, I will. It's not that I hate it. But yeah, it is different. Well, and you, it doesn't I, feel as good as putting in her vagina. And it doesn't feel as good. But that's me being selfish. And that's exactly what I'm trying to get at is I'm, I don't want to be selfish with Rachel. With everybody else, I was totally willing to be selfish with and all that. But I need to open up my horizon. I need to not be as selfish with Rachel. So if anal is something that I need to do, I need to get okay with it. And what I'm asking you guys is how do I get okay with it? Because there will be times where she's riled up. She's fingering her vagina, you know, she's she's got her pussy fucking ready to go, I'm fucking her in the ass, and then my dick will pop out of her ass, and, you know, for 30 seconds, slip. it smells <laughs> like, it smells like a fart, it's like, oh, it smells like a fart, okay, well, farts aren't sexually attractive to me, so I can't I accidentally slip not? out, I can't accidentally slip out and, and have that smell, because I get, it, 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 it's, it, it all goes south, this so I, it, good, can't, last it can't slip out. So this will help you. I'm yeah. not saying slip out as I'm coming. I'm saying it's just like we're fucking. I'm fucking her hard, and then my dick slips out, and then I, I put it back in. And I know. Okay, this this will help you. Okay, you get a flashlight. Okay, <clears throat> you get a you get a cape. 
cape and a flashlight. Okay, you get a mask. Uh, dark. Make sure. <laughs> listen, listen. Make sure it's all black. Okay, this will keep you exciting. This will keep something that you like to do with something she likes to do. Um, Wait, you, you fuck her from behind. Shh. You fuck her from behind. Okay, right before you're about to fucking come, you shine the flashlight at the ceiling in front of her. And then you take your dick out. And then you say, to the Batcave! And then you shove it in her ass really quick. That might help you, you know, get used to the fucking someone in the Yeah, because that's like super Okay, oh, you're joking now. Like, can I get some real wait, advice wait, wait, wait. now? I'm, this is serious. I got, I got a real this fucking piece of advice. It's not some stupid joke. Jesus. I think it's a piece of ass advice. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Such a lame joke. I'm so glad you laughed, Chris. Addy's so Sorry, irritated. Yeah, I laughed. Eat your fucking Cheetos, Fucking Addy. get over it, you little bitch. Really? Go. That's that's the that's <laughs> it, man. Dude, no, it's, I, it's like, come on, man. I've never put it in a girl's ass, but I want to because it's humiliating for them. You haven't even <laughs> done the anal yet. I've done a, I've done anal to two girls. I think I said that in the, even the first podcast that I stuck it in two girls' butts, and they were like, they they said, oh, I'd love it in the ass. And I'm like, sweet, I've never done it in the ass. I'm I'm excited. Something new, new orifice. I'll okay, but okay, it's new and all that good stuff. So we've all done anal now. Not really. I'm saying I stuck it in there for like it was like a thirty seconds, a minute. Oh no, I'm done I anal. Don't. So if you done, I, I, <laughs> done anal. I don't. So think, do you prefer? I don't give a fuck about your that's opinion fine. anymore. Okay, suck it. Never mind. Do you prefer the <laughs> pussy or the asshole? Oh, vagina all the vagina way. Vagina all day. But, so, but but okay, calm down for a second. Just let me say a few things. Just because it's your favorite thing, like, doesn't mean you always get that thing. You can have the second favorite, the third favorite thing. Like, do you prefer blowjobs or sex? Sex. Yeah, but you still like a blowjob now and then, don't you? Hey, guess what, Chris? Some restaurants aren't going to have Pepsi, motherfuckers. Just straight Coke. So what are you going to do, huh? Go to a different restaurant? You ain't. And like you said, you don't want to be selfish and you just want to get... I don't. You really do need to just... And it doesn't doesn't have to be anal every time. Just got to man up. You just no, gotta get it done. You. This is not about you. And I understand, like you're not into it. Like a lot of the time, when I like when I I did anal, like I fucked a girl in the ass because I thought, oh, this is gonna, this is kinky, this is gonna be fun, <laughs> this is a different thing. This is like it's a psychological thing, and that's why that's why she likes it because it's mostly psychological for her. She because it's kinky for her. She's like, oh, this is different. This is like a forbidden thing, and I'm fingering myself while this is happening. While I got Chris's that big giant dick stuff. in my ass, and it's great. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment, Annie. I appreciate it. I'm, but I, anyways, I've stood next to you at the urinal. Okay? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Anyways, moral of the story is I need to go out of my comfort zone to please her because I feel like she has had to go out of her comfort zone or grow or whatever in order. She's to had please to make me. changes, make compromises for you. Exactly. It's only. You, she's going towards the middle area. It's only fair that you go towards that middle area. Yeah, so that's what I'm getting at. Even though uh, I might be like, eh, you know, it's like not in your butthole. It's okay. I'm, <laughs> I just got to, you know, man up. And it's not that it's bad. It's not bad. I enjoy it. I just, I enjoy the vagina more. You know, there's a little bit of warmth in there and all that. Yeah, it's but not, it's not actually, not, you're not oh, saying you're grossed out it's by not her. Just there's the anal, though. Both. It's like need she needs, have, I mean, she needs to be dominated as well. Not like, mm, like a little mm, bit dominated, like but like, like we that. start to cross the line is how dominated I have to get. So there's points where I have to dominate her so much that she's saying, ow, ow, it hurts. But I'm like, Wait, do you does want it me hurt or so? Yeah, do you have a safe hurt? word? I mean, have you we st- do have a safe word. Oh, can you tell us? Can you tell us what it is? Or 
Is that, no? No, you can't tell? It's nothing special. It's I came. (laughs) 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 It takes long to pull the safe word out. It's like strawberry or something like that. You fucking... We didn't make it. We didn't do... I mean, we haven't... Okay, also, we haven't really, like... You should make it add me. over the safe word. It was kind of rape. Whenever the safe rape, I know that's it. That's safe word. I can't even remember what it was now because, like, she's never said it, you know? So, obviously, I'm not doing it It's got to be something memorable, like shenanigans. Or marshmallow or something. I think that's what... Was, I'm surprised that you haven't used the safe word so as you know, because I would expect you to like, you know, pineapple, pineapple, stop. Like, it's bad. It's hurt me. Yeah. Bad okay. Touch. Bad I'm, touch. I'm bad officially touch. a bitch now. It's a bad My touch. bad. No, but okay. So yeah. because I'm not great at like dominating or or dirty talking, I'm I'm the bitch. That's cool. Yeah. So she can wait, just dominate like, me. Like, do- but that like, won't get her off. Yeah, so, so you gotta like, be, I have to. But by dominating, bitch. like. What is she like? Does she has she told you exactly what she wants, or she just hinted at it? Uh, she's told me scenarios, so she's like played out scenarios fantasies that she likes? for me and whatnot. But it's always to be dominating, you know, grab her wrist, like just a physical, it, yeah, like overpower she, her. Exactly. Give me that as an example. That is an example, but you don't have to just go off of that. Like it doesn't have to be a fucking screenplay. You know what I mean? You don't have to be like, okay, well, this. <laughs> you don't well, have to hit all the same in, beats. <laughs> minutes in, okay, you're gonna do. Uh, we're, we're gonna introduce my character to you, okay? And then uh, sixty minutes in, there's room for improv. A lot of room for improv. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. Is the mark. That's the point of no return right there. <laughs> <laughs> so she, okay, so she does. She wants you to overpower her, basically. And you've tried. Like, how does that go when you do? Like, all right. Like I was saying, so there are times where I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what she's craving, and she's getting there, and I'm doing everything that I need to be doing. But then there's times where she will be like, oh no, it's too hard. It's too hard. And I'm like, no, it's not. And then I'll get <laughs> more <laughs> aggressive, and I'll like really grab her wrists or whatever. And she said that there's been a couple times where she's I've scared her, but at the same time, she's like never it, used you? the word. She's never used marshmallow or strawberry. I can't remember what the. That's, but I would remember. That's because she doesn't remember the word either. Yeah, see, that's also <laughs> a thing. She might not remember it either. You're thinking of, of Burt Kreischer when you say marshmallow. It's, the, it's his fucking. It's his bear story. Yeah, the bear you story. You marshmallow? It's like yeah. when the bear's attacking you. <laughs> the bear loves marshmallows, which yeah. is funny. Okay. Um. Okay, so she does. She wants you to overpower her. But then sometimes but, after, after in the after sex, she'll be like, "Oh, like there were times where you were scary, and there was times where like, oh, you were doing this too much, or you were doing this too much." So I guess it's good that she gives me pointers. Yeah, like, that she is was good. telling me that I grab her thighs too hard, and that like it's gra- sexy to grab her thighs, but I guess I'm doing it too what, aggressive. What, what was the good things that she said you did? That I was restraining her, but I... I the restraining said, is good. The restraining was good, but then it was like like the... She's I guess, got a little too tough. The grabbing of her wrist. So not the actual restraint, but the pressure that I, I was think applying. I got one. Her. Okay, so uh, like I, I was seeing a girl for a while, and she loved the overpowering thing. She loved for me to over... Because like, she's like, I want to feel how strong you are, and I want to feel like I'm kind of helpless, no, but not in a crazy way. <laughs> so what I would do is like a lot of the time is I would like grab... Like, I, like, I'd wait till we're getting like all like hot and heavy, and you know, like you just got that heavy breathing while you're making out, and just it's wet. I'm hard. We're doing things. Which I need foreshadowed earlier with the Scorsese story. <laughs> heavy breathing. It's in the, just in the hell. Rim. <laughs> <laughs> heavy breathing in the bucket. For her. <laughs> and then <laughs> and I would always I would always grab her wrists, and then like I would hold them like okay, like we're making out. So like her hands are like usually like they're moving all around my body, grabbing all the stuff, and I'll just grab her. By like her for by kind of the middle of her forearm and fucking squeeze kind of hard like I'm stronger than you, <laughs> and then fucking like 
push her, pull them up like hard. Like, and even if she's like sitting on the bed and I'm standing, I'll stand. So I'm standing. So automatically I'm towering over her kind of, it's like, that's a that's power play. That a power that's a power play. play of you're sitting down. I'm standing up above you and I have your forearms and I'm holding them above your hand of above your head. And then like put them together, like cross them and then put them behind her head. You know what I mean? Like shout out to LBJ with the uh, domination standing like, above him. Uh, like this. Kind of like, right? Yeah. Kind of like the way a cop would. Right. Yeah, and I've done that before. You like this. For those who can't then, see. And mm-hmm. then like, and then what you want to do is you want to like wrap one of your arms like around like this, so you're like like this. So Adney's like, it's like, almost a clinch. Like hugging. Adney's Stevie like right now. showing it on me. Stevie, stand, <laughs> stand up. Pull down your pants. It's almost. It's almost. <laughs> then you. Ha- then it's like a clinch. So you're holding you're with one arm. I would like usually use my left, and I would hold both of her wrists with my left hand behind her head, right. and like clinch her, so I'm having my arm strength with it too, and then pin her down on the bed, and she's kind of like moving around like this, and then she'll start biting my neck a little bit. I'm like, this is hot, and then I would unbuckle my belt, whip my belt out, and then wrap it around her wrists, mm. and then that way her shit's tied together. So all you got to do is hold one wrist, and you're good. Right. So you can only do you know, now you only have to do it one handed, which and is if, a lot weaker than you know. Well, I mean, your your both hands are weaker than my one, but still. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. But, um, well, I guess the thing is, you said that, I think you said before, like, Rachel's kind of strong, though. She is definitely. But uh, anyways, what, does she have, like, a, um, do you think you'd be. She's a... definitely kind of strong. And it's more than kind of strong. Like, she likes to, like, try to wrestle me sometimes. Just, like, uh-huh. straight up, it we're going to wrestle. Do you have, <laughs> do you have sex? Do you ever tell her, like. Well, you hurt me during that time. <laughs> Do you have, like, like um, she doesn't hurt me, but I must say, she did get me in a rear naked one time because I was, like, ooh, on the phone. Rear and she, naked naked, dude? She just what? slowly naked, came rear, up naked, behind naked, me naked, and just, boop, got her, her arm in there. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, not yeah. even, like, taking her. And then the next thing I know, I was but like, she oh, clocked shit. you a couple of right hands and got the arm in <laughs> oh, the shit, bam. I'm, I'm tapping out right now. She's so proud of that moment, too. She's like, I got you. I was like, I was talking to Stevie. Rematch, bitch. Stevie was calling me about the yeah the situation. With I think it was about the situation or was before that. I can't, I can't <laughs> okay, remember exactly. So but. good at this. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> it, it's re- what really helps too is like after you have like her wrist tied together with your belt, if you have something to like hook him on, like so, like like a, that her bed frame. Does she have like a bed frame? Uh, it's like a. Uh, I don't think we could really hook it onto her bed frame. It's more like like a headboard. It's not really like there's not like mm. real posts ah, damn. on there. Um, I was thinking maybe like going to Home Depot and like getting like the little hooks that you like you know with planters on and stuff and then I that could... those will not hold at all like with like judging by like you saying that she's actually pretty strong she got you in a rear naked oh uh, she's just fucking she would she out. would she Hulk her way out of that and beat your ass so here's what I'm gonna say is like there's a couple I have two ideas what you can do uh you can either go to Home Depot like you said but instead you get those straps you do when you like when you're strapping a bed to a car when you're moving like strap on strap on like the, no the they straps used the bikes they used like, to, like motorcycle no no not that, that, that it's like that's like they're like this they're like this wide fabric like you know, material, and it has the clink, 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 right. metal yeah, thing. Yeah, they use those for, for um, dirt bikes. They t- yes. Oh, yeah, they do, yeah, they do. You sure to hold them down. strap on. I know oh, what it well, is. Well, you said strap on. I was thinking dildo <laughs> yeah, with the uh, thing. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's, I'm pretty sure. Strap anyways, on, tie down. On. Sorry. Wait, excuse oh, me. Anyways, <laughs> it's called a tie down. Yeah, tie down. But anyway, the girl that, the girl that I was just, 
<laughs> You're right. That's what, that's that's what we're talking about. about sex. Sex. Like a weirdo. Fuck. My bad. Shop my bad. Well, dude, not. That's funny. Someone's Home Depot. Home Depot. Get a strap. It's a tie down. It's a tie down. My bad. This is what happens on the alcohol cast. Get some PC pipes. Little tipsy. What are your straps? Oh, aisle eight near the garden. They're near the garden. You'll see him. No, but I was gonna say is the girl that I was just talking about. She's the one who like you know you go to Home Depot and get those straps. I was like, what? Damn, what's up? But yeah, you can get those straps, and then that way you can put them underneath the mattress yeah, and then strap her fucking or do her whole body fuck it Man. do it do it big or or what you can do is you can uh you know how like the bed has legs little legs yeah you can hook something up under the leg before you even have sex so you it's a little bit of prep work this is some you know we're not gonna have sex for a minute she's in the bathroom or something or whatever you go to the room you put something on oh, i got it, i got it hold on let me show you I got some ups. Hold on. No, you don't. He's about to come out with some Susie's fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's for, like, for blah, me, blah, blah. For me, what I did is I bought it. It's expensive. It's going to cost you, you a little bit more money. It's going to cost you a little bit more money. I don't fuck but around I, with Susie's. But I bought fuck a four, I bought a four post hour. bed. Check because it, oh, of that you, just, you just went and, and got I a got, bed frame. And I got ties. My, my <laughs> fucking my ties for my suits. Yeah, that's kind of it's kind of hot. Like if you actually use a tie, it's kind of ties cool, would but, work, but that means but they're not you strong have to enough. be at my house. And you have to, and you're worried yeah. about your tie. We're never well, you can use your at my ties. house. Sure we're always house. at her house. Uh, we're okay. never at my house. My house isn't like never an option because she has a kid and whatnot. Like yeah. okay, so I'm and I live with you. a bunch of fucking dudes, so I'm not gonna bring her. Like what bring the, the fuck? kid over to hang out with the dudes. Yeah. Okay, so like so these ropes for for the listeners, it's basically okay. So you got a metal ring, and attached to this metal ring are four sets of ropes. Each with like a looping th- device on the end of it, so it's really easy to hog tie somebody. And I've used these a couple of times on a couple of different girls. It's a lot of fun to fuck. Let me Hog-tie. see. Them. Check it out. So like, see, you can. So you your... can get like the ankles. So, like, and give, me the your, give me your wrist. Give me your wrist. See that? But it'd be boom, just like that. You're tied, homeboy. How quick that was. <laughs> <laughs> And then you do this, and then like so you but take. It's so short. It's like okay, so but it's here's, also here's, here's not my, that for those big. listeners it's, at home. It's, look, it's for hog tying. That's why I'm saying is, but what you can do is. So I gotta get her like a pig. No, you don't have to do. <laughs> she, I I actually think that she would dig it. Dig being hog tied. I think she would. Too. She would, t- but uh, don't do that first off. Wait, that's like second or third time. What I'm saying for this time is, because I'm gonna let you borrow these. Um, Ooh. you put, you Ooh. Go, Ooh. Clean, clean them up. Go, <laughs> yeah, clean them up. <laughs> I, mean, I, I clean Love them on a regular Brady. basis. Love so please. Foreshadowing for next week's sexy time corner. <laughs> <laughs> next dating corner is going to be lit. But, uh, go take, take, like, take two of these straps, right? Two of these straps. And so that way you have like a little bit extra strength and tie them to one, only one leg of the bed under the bed. So put them under there, loop them under. So now it's all tight. And then when you guys start having sex, fucking clinch that bitch like I showed you a second ago. Throw that bitch on the bed. Get on her. Fucking pin all your weight on her on, like, the top half of her body so she can't move. Then grab this rope off the fucking floor, the other end, the other loops, and tie that bitch's wrist. So now she's locked up to the bed. Yeah, but she's got those legs. and Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But look, you're on top and you slowly slide down. And what you do is you fucking lock on those thighs, dude, as hard as you can. (laughs) And she's going to start and you start biting and nibbling and doing, like, little sexy kisses. She'll get into it. She's not going to try and knee you in the face to kill you. (laughs) This isn't a rape. I'm not telling you to rape this girl because this is a girl you're seeing and she actually likes this stuff. At this point, she's gonna get into it and she's gonna just wrap those legs around your head and then you can go to town on her dude if she likes eat her out for though. a while and then when you're like she's like getting there dude then you stick it in you just whenever you want when oh, you the want best thing that's I another power play yeah. that's another power play is I'm gonna fuck you and turn you over flip you over but you anyway I want put her I love putting on her side like put her on her side and straddle one leg 
Oh, yeah. Right? And then the other leg kind of bend it up and out of the way. That's you can the get move in right deep, there. Dude. It's hard. And, and then you get up. those gyrating naked And you'll fuck up her ovaries and she might actually, <laughs> she might actually, doing step, the booty like, bop. So she'll most likely say, like, that really hurt. After a while, it started to hurt my ovaries. It felt like you were fucking up my organs. <laughs> so she might dig it, though, because she wants that. <laughs> deep down she wants that so deep down she does want a little bit of pain which is weird I'm, I'm just it's something new to me it's a good hurt what, what, and I've had a lot of that's sex. what all the girls like, have told me is to it's a good like hurt a slut, but I've been it. around and I'm just this is something that's new to me this entire experience with this new girl Every, she is just completely opening my mind sexually. That's so awesome. Thanks, Rachel. Some stuff is like you, completely amazing, and then other stuff I have to pocket. slowly build myself to and work my way there. I so. had to do the same thing with uh, Dakota making me hit her in but the face. Like I, I'm into some freaky stuff, but hitting, I, I'm. I'll um, be honest. Wouldn't take a lot of convincing for me to do that. Really? <laughs> I'm just I'd kidding. be afraid I'm that I, I didn't mean to do that. I'd, I'd be afraid that I'm gonna I'd knock her out without them asking. So yeah, they're they keep asking. being That's like how I flirt, dude. harder, harder, and then eventually I'm gonna be like, okay, bitch, harder. <laughs> you should look up some stories about uh, Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton, man. Though their stories, sexual wise, or just don't waste to, your time. They used to, <laughs> they used to, no, like they used to cut each other. I love Billy Bob. Dude. I, I, I dig Billy here, Bob. Dude. Are you guys hot? I mean, I got my sweater on my podcast sweater. So it's I'm hot all because right. we're talking about sex and tying shit up and domination. <laughs> and he's like, damn, dude, I'm getting a little hot. I'm gonna take off my shirt. Ooh, and I was like, cool. Yeah, well, get a little hot. And bothered. he's really single too. And he's like, God, I'm damn, about to, I'm about to text that girl. I was just talking about right now. Check it out. Podcasters, I'll let you know how this goes by the end of the podcast. <laughs> Me texting this girl. But um, with the so there's a reason. Just like Adney talked about the love, there's a chemical reason that uh, pain it 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 causes endorphins to flow in your head, like it flows through your body, and it fucking it makes the orgasm more intense. Pain, uh, being choked because you're losing oxygen to the brain. Depending on the person, right? I mean, well, no, 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 this is in. Well, I mean, some people don't get turned on by pain. It could be like you know they get they're hurt. I don't like I don't like this. It turns me off. But yes, if people that like the it, no matter what pain, uh, dreaming, everything causes everything's like an endorphin. Uh, that runs to your brain with everything. Right. Love, it's chem- it's all right. chemicals. But some people really do like getting dominated and like like the pain of it. And then the, it, it's even more intense. It intensifies the orgasm, it intensifies the pleasure because your adrenaline's flowing a lot more. You're in danger. Like it's, it's, I mean, of course it's a play, but the fact of being in danger that they like that, it makes it so much better than normal sex. Once you cross over that line and start getting into aggression, start getting into like fucking hurting each other, scratching, biting, tying each other up and getting aggressive, uh, getting very aggressive. Normal sex is not fun. Sure. It's like, sure. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I get off, but I will, I won't, rem- I will not remember if a girl does something just, that's normal. But like when Dakota put that belt around her neck, you bet your fucking ass. When I was What's wrong her, with normal sex, man? What is I, wrong I, with I normal sex? I'm gonna say right now. I'm gonna dis- I'm gonna dis- I'm disagreeing with Stevie right now because I've said before. Like sometimes a quickie is like the my favorite thing. It's like oh we want to go do something. I want to have sex though. All right, let's do a quickie. You want a quickie? Yeah. Like it's and then, almost because like, you can still so you can still come and everything. And it's to it's do funner. Something Just, like big and. And and dominating or, or big and 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 you want to do something big, yeah. Sometimes it's no, just no, too I feel <laughs> pressure to do oh, it. Whereas okay. sometimes I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, sometimes puts in all this wanna... effort and all this work, all this time and sometimes like one... sometimes we are having a great fucking moment and you don't need to be dominated mm-hmm. and yet there's no no way that you're really gonna get there unless you are dominated. 
Okay. And that's just something that I guess I kind of have to come to terms with. And if I'm going to want that nice leisure sex as well as the crazy sex, then I'm just going like. to have to like, I like to have. I like to be able to choose. Like, oh, you know what? Let's have nice calm sex. Oh, let's have a quickie. Let's have fun, like just slow, romantic, kind of cuddle sex. Oh, now let's do some fun shit. Let's okay, do that, some crazy that, stuff. Which I guess that's why it's so new to me because I'm not used to how just sexually – what what's the term? Like not active. Sexually advanced? Open? Advanced, I guess it is. Open? Some people would, or sexually open. I would say more sexually open minded. Sexually open minded. That open-minded. is open minded. I would say relationships are. It's when you're in a relationship. That's when you do the okay. Let's cuddle sex. Let's have a quickie. Things like that. Yeah. Good but point. But when good point. you are making an impression on someone, when it's a you know when it's a one night stand. When you're or single, when, out fucking on yeah, Tinder. Or when you're it's talking. Gotta be freaky like, every time. Yeah. <laughs> when when you tell someone what you're into and they come over for the first time, you better lay the, you better lay all your cards down, homeboy. You can be like, you know, I just want to cuddle and have sex tonight because bitches. No, don't. dude. Right. They will go right. on your Tinder. That makes sense. Your, or they will I mean, go on Facebook and blow you up about you. Of course. Just of course. Spot, but like dude. like what's up? We're at like seven weeks now. I can't so, cuddle you know, fucking girl unless I have emotional anyone else. You know, seven weeks of fucking one girl. Like it's the same thing with you and Dakota, kinda. You know, like. We You're not thinking I mean, about banging other people, so at the same time, yeah, I, I do. At it's a monogamous, have... open relationship. And, and yeah, don't, don't kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I saw that on Tinder today. Some girl posted that. She's like the guy I went. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> but don't get me wrong. Like, um, we have our normal sex is still me hitting her. It's just not. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we is get hitting her. <laughs> sometimes we get. Well, sometimes we get aggressive. Like sometimes we get even more aggressive, but. Like if she's blowing me, for instance, like she, dude, she she makes me come super quick with with the mouth. She knows what I like now, but like in the middle of her blowing me, I'll like I have my hand in her hair and I'll pull her fucking head off of my dick and I'll fucking start choking her and I'll say like, "You're my little fucking slut, aren't you? Or you want that fucking cum, don't you?" Like it's it's me dominating. Right? Yeah, you I'll, like. Oh, that, dude, like, I gotta say, I'll, like I'll smack yeah. her in the face and then I'll fucking shove her mouth back onto my dick and she starts going even crazier. That's awesome, dude. That sounds so. so awesome. I do that. I do that. That always happens, no matter what. If we're getting out and then. Also, when I'm eating her out, uh, it's it's super intense for like we discussed the whole you know squirting technique and right. all that stuff, and she she can't scream because she has a roommate. So even in the pillow, it's difficult like putting her face in the pillow. She wants to scream, so she tells me to just fuck her because she like the mouth thing makes her like go fucking crazy. So she's like, just fuck me because. I want to, I want to be loud, and if you eat me out, I'm gonna fucking scream, and this is the people are gonna hear. So that's why she. Oh well, let them hear. That's what I'm saying. How go how? But luckily for me now, Adney's at work. No one's here. I can bring her over here, and it can be as loud as possible. Right. But that's where the domination com- thing comes in as well, because even when she tells me to fuck her, I pull her hands up and I say, "I'll fuck you when I'm good and ready." Or like you know you'll get uh, I'll fuck you when I want to fuck you or something like that. Like I already have up. this fantasy that I want to fucking play out. She's got this little balcony, you know. She can easily just leave it open on a night because I mean at the same time. Wait, but wait, this fantasy. Hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. At the same time that she wants to have this fantasy, she's also gonna know that it's coming. You know, like yeah. it's not because it's one of those fantasies where it's like, oh, I'm asleep and I wanna, I'm gonna sneak in there now. I'm gonna use these fucking hog ties. I <laughs> do it. She wants you know? to sneak. She wants. She's into that, like sneaking into her bedroom. Kind of sneaking, but she's gonna know, and I yeah, think it's course. because she knows. Like I don't. That's think why. That's it's why it's not if... scary. It's like because she knows that it's. She knows who it's who's doing this. Exactly. So there's that. It's a sense of safety, but also a sense of danger. Exactly. And that's what that's what's gonna get. It's like she wants the danger, but, but she still needs some kind of so safety blanket. Like, now I, I just want to do it now. Like I want to go all suited up. Not exactly suited up, but like at least like a vest. You know, some slacks. I'm just scared of relieving. 
leaving her door open or in her have a briefcase and act all just like so official and bust out this briefcase that just has a million fucking sex toys in it. I mean, that's the one. (laughs) I'm afraid of her leaving her back door because I don't want you to show up and then be another bald guy with a beard going, hold on, give me a second, bro. (laughs) I'm in there next. Addy, let me borrow these. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fan of of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say earlier about the dominating thing is uh, there was another girl who one of the girls I hogtied who she loved being choked and she liked to fuck in like strange places and like we'd go to like a park or somewhere in public and like fuck and like she'd want me to choke her a couple of times like she almost passed out she said and I was like really you did she's like yeah but it was really hot yeah because like, I'm, right. yeah, so I'm, I'm not done yet I'm not fucking done yet let me finish this real quick is like I was texting her the other night and we're just like you know started talking she's about she's like I can't wait till you strangle me <laughs> she's like yeah like I really need to fuck you all this kind of stuff and I was like alright and she, was, she actually told me that I was the best she ever had and I was like you're just being nice yeah cause you just want the D so you're complimenting me oh uh, there you go not but, uh, the dick the daddy you just want daddy <laughs> you want right? the, da- the you, PhD. you want the PH to give you the D <laughs> like, but um uh, what she was gonna say is that we were like dirty talking all stuff like oh we're doing this doing that and like thinking of like shit like that like dirty talking and like dominating kind of stuff and then I said I was gonna call her a slut or something like that and totally killed the mood ended it right she's like oh, wait hold really? on I don't like that oh. don't call me a slut I was like oh well night's ruined Yo, whatever cunt and she's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I like. like that's more like it so Coda she was like can I call you daddy and it's it doesn't I mean it doesn't bother me I'm down for that but I told her it turns me on when I fucking undermine her, when I call her slut, when I say she's my little whore. <laughs> and she goes, you can do it. It's funny because we're both uh, pleasers. We both, like, we want, I like, I love to please. Man, she like, needs I, that dirty talk. Rachel needs yeah. that. I'm just, I like I, that it's back not and forth. there. For, it's not, like, ugh. Two pleasers dirty is cool because you're both sucks. Willing. I wouldn't even say we're both pleasers. No, no, I'm saying Dakota and I because it's cool because it's back and forth. Like, I know because you, said that, you, you like, say that every podcast. What do I like? Yeah. So, but I want to do sidebar, sidebar. Okay. Craziest places you guys ever fucked. Ah. <sighs> Mine's gonna have to be in like a goodwill. Oh, I got it! I just got in oh. a goodwill. Oh, I just remember mine. But anyways, Wait, go- on whose will? Yeah, Your give us, give us no. no, like in <laughs> a goodwill. Give us more details um, on that story. I got excited because I thought of mine, but I want to hear yours. Real quick. So well, I had community. Or or no, around. we fucked. I had community service, and so did this other girl. I had never met this girl before. So I'm in the back doing community service at Goodwill, like a good fucking well store. So yeah. you, you got it, dude. Fold your shorts. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm doing. But I'm in the back room. I'm not like on the floor. I'm not like a cashier. I'm not moving shit on the floor. I'm in the fucking back with all the bags of fucking clothes and shit Short, that are fucking gross. Shit, yeah. So fucking gross. That's, that's that community service. Yeah, rubber gloves on. I'd rather from the girl <laughs> be digging like digging up weeds and all that fucking shit than yeah, do that weed, shit dude. again. Man. That shit was so fucking gay. Anyways, so I'm doing that, and then she was too. We were both doing the same thing. We got there at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, I had some coffees. I had a couple coffees because I wanted to make a good impression. I don't know why. Because it was community <laughs> service. I was 17, you know? Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You're a criminal. I'm a criminal. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, you know? So I gave one to, like, the boss or whatever, and then I had another one. And I was like, you know, here, you want a coffee? And she's like, yeah, I'll take coffee. And then, boom. She fucked you for a coffee? Dude, Starbucks Kind of one, dude. It wasn't Starbucks. Starbucks. Strong, nah, it was, like, Maverick. Oh, like, damn, this girl was, this girl was like, cheap date. Cheap date, boy. Cheap date. What a good kid. Dude, not a $10 coffee. <laughs> no. Fucking $1.50. And so and we're back there, and too. just throughout the day, we're just talking, talking, talking. Now, I had known her from before. Now, we didn't come there together or anything, and we didn't get there by doing the same hood rat shit. We wound up just being there, and we happened to... Oh, hey, I was going to say, you? we were acquaintances. Not like actually newer, newer, but we were acquaintances. Okay. Was this in Urington? 
Yeah. I was going to say past criminal events. <laughs> and hey, so, from Juvie, remember Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you want some of this ass? Hey, everybody, I remember you from Juvie. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. And so finally, we get our lunch break because there's not a lot of staff. So it's like you take lunch, you take lunch. You know, they do it in cycles or whatever. And in the lunch room, well, for some reason, in the cafeteria, it's not even a cafeteria, it's just another room. <laughs> In the shack, you know, it's another room, and they're like, okay, there's a little mini fridge, uh, like one of those little, like, pop-up oven things, you know, like the pop-up barbecues that's, like, super tiny, that runs on propane, it's, like, oh, it's okay, super okay. small, and they're like, okay, so, and then, then, like, a microwave and whatnot, but also, we're cameras, so, that we're constantly recording, so then they knew if someone they know would steal. Yeah, like, we're being watched right now. Exactly. <laughs> and it wasn't just in like our area. It was all <laughs> over the place. And so we're watching the cameras, and we're like, the manager's right there, man. We start making out. I don't know why. But just, I, I just went in for the kill. I don't know. We were talking for like this whole entire four or five hours beforehand. We were being flirty. The tension was fucking there. Ooh, we could feel it. So mm. I went for the kill mm. at lunch because mm. we were alone. We were the only ones on our fucking lunch break. Everyone else is have some, having to work. So I went in for the kill. Boom. So I'm making out, making out. And then like <laughs> 10 minutes Sorry. into it, she's like, let's fuck. And I was like, what? For real? Like, I was so stoked. Like, that does not happen. She was, like, my legitimate first slut because she was a slut. <laughs> my first now, slut. Now, I didn't really even know that she was I would slut, argue so that the virginity story, that was a slut, but whatever. Oh, she yeah. De- Definitely. Yeah. That was her first slut. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> your, your first, first time was your first, first, she was first slut. Like, we're just totally mine was a slut. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And as we're making out and she, like, starts feeling my dick, she just keeps looking at the video screen. The recordings that it's getting, not like the video cameras, but the recording and the screen. And she's looking at it and she's like, yeah, this is fucking hot because they could come back here at any fucking to come here and fuck me right now. And she just starts pulling me over by my belt, pulling me over. And then she just like plops her hands right down on the counter and she's staring at the monitor where she can look at That's all the fucking oh, hot. And she's like, you need to fuck me. Watching no, the monitor. No, no. It's like, hey, Bob, she's, hey, Bob. She, she was, was like, like, fuck me right <laughs> fucking now. Man, that's hot. And I just pulled on her drawers, Nah, dude. man, let him go. <laughs> exactly. That's what she's, she wants to watch herself have sex. That's super hot, dude. Because there was a camera in there as well as I'm gonna set up a camera and a monitor in my room. It's gonna be the And so we're fucking railing out and I'm like looking and I was like, American Psycho Part 2. Totally On camera. And she's just watching the whole time, and I think the whole reason that I even got to fuck her was because of, of the fucking cameras Damn. there. Without the cameras, I don't think it. I think we might would have made out. I would got a number, took her, like met up with her a couple days, got her drunk, and then two more Maverick coffees, <laughs> and, and you were right in. You know, oh high school drug, parties were gave her some fucking Jello shots, with exactly. stuff in it, like Bill Cosby. And then like, but hey, no, it was shit fucking happens. sporadic. We were both sober as fucking shit. That was That's fucking pretty crazy. hard. My, well, I, would I think I know what it is. Well, I have a couple. I fucked in a movie theater once. It was pretty sweet. That's pretty tight. But a different one. I don't. It's not. It's not fucking this. I'm gonna since I am since I love anti religion. Um, we yeah. This is a cool one. This is a good one. We fucking this girl named Ava and I. She doesn't listen. Ah, oh, names. Ha! It's she you this time. She, no, not no, me. Not this said. guy. That's why I just said she doesn't listen. She doesn't fucking know. This was years ago. But this girl Ava, she blew me in a Mormon church. Uh, which was sweet. The door was open. She blew me on the stairs. I didn't come, but it was it was sweet. But I want to tell this story instead. This one's cool because it has a backstory to it. So this is an actual story. Wait, was the church at least like in session? 
No, it wasn't in session. Uh, That'd okay. be cool. What are you guys doing in the back? <laughs> See, that would have been cool. Mind your fucking business, dude. <laughs> yeah, look, look fucking straight, all right? I'll come to you. Your house bother you while you're getting blown. <laughs> um, but this one's sort of a redemption story a little bit. So I just became single um, after fucking, after being married for, uh, being with my ex for four years and married for two. Uh, how um, lucky. I was rusty as fuck. Like, yeah, anyways, we, we talked about this. Being rusty, it sucked. Um, and I was I was dragged out basically to a bar, and I got called actually, like, hey, come out. Uh, it was two friends that said, we're with some strippers right now. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And I'm at this part where I'm like, ah, fuck everybody. I don't give a fuck. I want to get laid out, but I'm not, I'm not going to be like, I'm not suave yet. I don't know what the fuck to say. I get, in, I get picked up. I'm in the car. I'm sitting on laps because there's so much stuff in the back. So I'm sitting on my friend's lap with another friend next to me, two strippers in the front seat. And they're all talking and shit. And they're like, we want ice cream. We want ice cream. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then the guys are like, we don't have any money. Buy them ice cream. I was like, I'm not buying these fucking bitches ice cream. Seriously, how like, are you going to ask your boy to buy these strippers ice cream? Exactly. My, I told fuck you this. Fuck you, right? dude. Pissed. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not, buying, uh. I'm not buying anybody fucking ice cream. I don't give a fuck. I, I made it downtown. You guys just picked me up from where you already were. I'm not buying ice cream. And they're just constantly, constantly saying, buy, buy his ice cream. I'm like, no, fuck that. You like bitches talking to you or yeah. just saying it? Saying your... it, but they were also talking to me because the guys were talking to me. And I'm like, listen, I should have said, you bitches make more fucking money than me, than me in a month than I do in a fucking year. I'm not buying anybody fucking anything. I know they're strippers. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't so buy a five solid. Basically, <laughs> these two girls, and then we, we start, we like park the car and we start walking to my two friends' house and the girls just leave. And I asked them, why'd they leave? They're like, oh, they didn't like you. No, okay. of course not. Fine, they didn't like me. Oh, I went, I went buying them fucking ice cream. <laughs> Finally, rolls around Good. to uh, yeah. us hanging out uh, two more times with the girls, and they start to they start to get to know me, but like in a nonchalant way, they're just there or whatever, you know, kind of friends. Then it comes to a fucking barbecue. We start barbecue. Everyone's like, oh, Stevie, you want a barbecue for us? You know, because I'm the chef, or because I'm a chef. And I was like, sweet, yeah. So I grabbed a bunch of food, had them all pay for it, and then I fucking made a barbecue. I taught... I, Hit up Adney for some tzatziki sauce. I went and bought some lamb, everything oh, like yeah. that. Made some fucking, <laughs> basically I made some Greek tacos for everybody. Right. And then I grilled a bunch of shit and everything. And they're like, oh, let's go down to the pool area. Sweet. Strippers are here. There's a bunch of girls. There's a bunch of guys. And I'm like, all right, sweet. Let's go down to the fucking pool area. We all get in the fucking, we all get in the hot tub. We all get in the pool. We're fucking partying and shit. And the stripper that was so adamant about not liking me. She starts throwing me a little bit. Was this in like, Sac? No, this was here in Reno. Highlands? No, this was uh, mo- the montage downtown. I wanted to like paint a recently. picture for myself. This is recent. This is right after. I just said right after my divorce. When have I been in Sacramento? I apologize. <laughs> um, what's it called? Listen to my story, guys. No. <laughs> That's uh, my fault. But That's she starts fault. flirting with me and shit, and I'm like, sweet. And we're in the pool that we're at. There's a literal fucking, uh, like a game room right here at the pool. <laughs> it's like there's a pool table in there. It's all pitch black, and the doors aren't supposed to be unlocked. And you, we didn't think nothing of it. And it's funny because my boss had his engagement party there. And I'm like, this place is hella nice. And then we went and partied. I'm like, yeah, I've been here. And then uh, the girl's, you know, the girl's flirting me. She's grabbing on me. Everyone's going back to the par- going back to the house. And I'm left with my other stripper friend, which is a good friend of mine. She's a cool stripper. And uh, with her little boy toy she brought down. because She's, a, she's a, seriously a female who got her dick chopped off. She is the biggest slut I know, but she's hella cool, super down to earth. And she's just strapping. But she's transgender. Uh, no. No, he no. was making a stupid metaphor. He didn't clarify. Oh. <laughs> she, she didn't have a dick, but it's like she has a men's mind. Oh. Man, like, oh, I'll fuck you whatever I want. Kind of like, she, has, she has a good slut mentality. I'm just saying, you like, to our listeners, maybe to Adney. Adney got the fucking no, joke. It flew right over like, my fucking head. Got <laughs> I got excited. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that guy. Up. 
Yeah. No, um, <laughs> exactly. Hit me up. Yeah. But what's it called? So we start. We're us four making out in the. Okay, calm down. <laughs> Chris just met a, uh, made a jack off motion, <laughs> and I jizzed we need all to, over. We need to get some cameras. <laughs> we need to get some cameras in here. But the girl, there. Uh, we're all making out, all four of us, and the two couple, the other two couple, walk into the game room. I'm like, what the fuck? The door's unlocked. That's awesome. And she goes, you want to go in there? I was like, yes, I fucking do. <laughs> so we fucking sneak in there, and we're all looking up, make sure nobody in the apartments is watching, because the pool's down here. It's like on the middle floor. Or it's in the, the middle of the building, basically. It's outside, but there's people above you, and there's people below you. People below you can't see you, obviously. So we like, look up, look around. No one can see us. We sneak in there, and we hear them on the corner getting down, fucking making all this shit. We start getting down on the couch, and then she tells me, I'm on my period. And I'm like, only thing period stops is a sentence, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> um, so I, I fucking make it out with her. I'm figuring her, she was like, uh, I, I, I don't give a fuck if she's spotting or anything. I'm like, your clit doesn't bleed. That's all that fucking matters. <laughs> and so, you're oh, it's a good light one today. I start, dude. Like, no. so, this is the end of your period. That's not a big deal. Yeah. This isn't the second day, yeah. bloody good mess. I'm experiencing period blood. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm sure you are. I, I am, actually. <laughs> I don't mind period. It doesn't bother me. Oh just icing gosh. on the cake, homeboy. I know. I, know. <laughs> I don't mind that. Cherry juice. stupid shit like that. But, so I'm like, I, we're, I start fucking fingering her and shit. And they're, like, you can hear them making out. They're a little loud. But I start pulling. Because I'm pulling out no stops. Because this is, or is it pulling out all stops or pulling out no stops? All pulling stops. stops. Pulling out all the stops. Pulling because I'm like, okay, so this is a stripper. This playing one, every like trump me. card you yeah. got. Every, is, every all the Hillary tricks. Lie, yeah, every trump using card. every tool in the toolbox and whatever other <laughs> metaphor y'all motherfuckers out there think about. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is a stripper that didn't like me. She has stripper friends, and I'm I'm single. I need to pull out the squirting technique. There's no way I'm not. I'm I need to do all my stuff. Without that technique, you suck. I don't at all. How do you know? Bet. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I was just I talking shit because every fucking story oh, yeah, that's, that's is about you. You're a fucking one trick pony, is what Chris One is trick pony. <laughs> Thank you. Not a one trick pony. You got a right hook, but where's your left? <laughs> you <ain't got> nothing. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> no, I make fun of myself, but I, you, you ask girls that I fucked recently oh, that have before I was fucking around. Hey, I'm not. I was just saying. saying. It's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. You don't I really believe it. that, dude. We're just fucking with you. <laughs> God. So I start fucking eating her out, like getting fucking down. You could hear it. The whole place is quiet, so you could just do that. Like, hella fucking fat. That taste of copper in your mouth? You yeah, it tastes it. like fucking coins. <laughs> Some old You're ass like, oh, pennies. Pennies, yeah. Dude, and she's like fucking moaning. You can just hear it getting wetter and wetter and wetter. And you can hear them say over there, Amanda's like, what the fuck are you guys doing over there? Because it's just getting wetter and wetter and wetter. You can fucking hear it. Finally, she fucking comes. I start, I try to fuck her, but I fuck her for like a minute. And she goes, oh, it's starting to hurt. And I think she just came already. She was already ready to go. But uh, then... Like you could, see the moonlight is shining in on the place. We were getting down so hard, like that her legs started kicking apart the couches. So we were on two couches, but her feet, since we were stretching her, out her feet, it started pushing the couch the opposite way. And Ew. once we were done doing it, we got up to leave, and I look on the ground, and there's a huge dark puddle on the ground. Mm. And I'm like, oh, is that cum? And then I look closer, and it's a puddle of cum and blood. All on the couch. <laughs> oh, dude, you guys are on both fucked. On the couch and on the floor, but luckily it's an oleum. It can be swept. It can be. It can be mopped. Don't up. matter. CSI comes through. Looks like they melted a bunch of candy canes and shit. Those <laughs> <laughs> are fucking red candles. But you know what? I, I'm like, she looked down. I'm like, oh my god, that's crazy. And then all you hear is like the other people. The, it's a quiet. And then he hears. 
I start dragging the couch over the cum. <laughs> <laughs> I drag the couch over the cum. It's not gonna hurt it. That's like guy thing to do, dude. It's still know, just as bad. It's fine though. And then we just we left, and that was. But it. it's not fine. So it's like, not, I'm not gonna lie. Really, if they wanted to, they could have get you. They could got you. They could have get you. Like, I meant they could have got you. They could have got you. Got then you her, got got. got. Then you got got. got her, not me. Well, you would have got got. You would have got got. You don't think you would have got got? You don't think there's no free cum in there? Nothing. My name. She would have got got. She would have got got. But no. Great story. I appreciate the story. But you said okay. It's it's like the craziest places. But that was a public place. It's in a, it's in apartments. I was it's hoping not, for like the convenience the store. If you were to say, if, we were, if we, you would have just done, theater would no, been if you would have just done the craziest place, just the crazy place, I think the blowjob in the Mormon church was the one. Okay, my bad, but it's just, it wasn't a finish, so it's like she blew me for like mm. five minutes in the in the Mormon church, Still and then counts. we just hey, left. I you, didn't finish. You even did the cop out of it. I didn't mess finish. around, so I think that qualifies. Okay, and I also but didn't finish in my story, so it's all good. I got one where I did finish. So you win. Uh, oh, that would have been a better punchline if I would have saved it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is when. By the way, I'm not 21 at this point. We were all like around 1920 at this time, and uh, Stevie was living up here, but he came down to visit, and he came with our boy that we've talked about before, Adam, and his cousin. His cousin had a little truck too, so we're Ray? all piled up. Yeah, Ray. We're all. Oh my <laughs> god! This is the greatest story. <laughs> Holy shit! I forgot. <laughs> oh my god, this story involves jail time. <laughs> oh, oh, you buried the lead. Ah! I'm just kidding, he just gave Dude. it away. Oh my god, this is so good. Uh, fucking spoiler alert, Stevie. <laughs> Anyways, we're fucking driving. Like, not no. foreshadowing, Stevie. That's straight spoiler. That, that's a straight spoiler. <laughs> I'm about to spoil your life right now. <laughs> anyway, so it's the four of us guys, and we're piling into this little two-seater truck, driving around partying. Anyways, I'm talking to this girl at this time, right? Just recently started having sex with her, and it's getting kind of, you know, like doing it more and more. I'm like, hey, we're all out drinking and all doing this stuff, so come up. So we go pick her up, and now she's with us. We're all drinking, but we can't fit anywhere. So me and her and laying down in the bed of the truck with a blanket just talking. We're going from place to place. We end up fucking downtown Sacramento fucking obliterated drunk after going to a party we're all fucking wasted and ray is meanwhile wasted driving like a oh, fucking maniac man, i'm dude. sure we ray is so fucking too, crazy <laughs> we did go to strip club that night I we were drinking that. in the parking lot before we went into the strip club wasted adney's <laughs> Dancing in the ship. Oh yeah, and he gets in the ship like. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I had him. I had him. I keep. I remember. I had him play Jungle Love by More Stay in the Time, and then I was doing the dance. I was doing the dance. The dance. And like the DJ. Oh my god! Dude, dude, the DJ noticed. The DJ sighed. Was all. This is dude's motherfucker. He's doing the dance from the movie. Look at him. I was all yeah. Oh, dude, that was a great time, but... Oh, man. Oh, my God. It's after that, so, like, we're all fucking wasted. We picked this girl up. I'm starting to get... Like, she's getting drunk, too. We're in the bed of this truck. He's driving down... We're not, we don't know where we're going, because we're not old enough to go to bars. He's driving around, like, swerving, fucking hitting fucking red lights, passing them by. Me and this girl, we're a little horny. Damn. We start fucking like not as you're driving. Almost no foreplay, Dude. barely any. I bit, I play with her boobs and like bit her nipples a little so you bit. Just kiss, play with the play with her vagina. Like there. all right, your vagina's ready. I'm not gonna wait any longer. Put on the like fucking exact no, opposite of Stevie. Fuck Stevie. I am a doctor. He, so, see, because the doctor knew what they needed. I so Stevie was there. He'd have nursed it up and went down there and tried to, ooh, let me lick it up a little bit. <laughs> it turns me on. Chris, Chris turns me on. there was no squirting technique that happened tonight. This was, there was no room. <laughs> This was a straight up like we're gonna get in the cuddle fuck position, right? <laughs> the cuddle fuck. And then so like fucking 
boop, slip it in. She's like bent forward. I was all, and I was like pushing her back so she bent forward a little bit so I can get it in deeper. And we start fucking the blankets over us. So I'm like holding the blanket down with one hand and then grabbing onto her and just fucking. As you're in the back of the truck, right? Uh, in the bed of the truck. And, and I'll tell you driving. What's going, while I'll he's tell you. driving like oh, a no, fucking no, lunatic. No, awesome. no, meanwhile, <laughs> while Adney's getting down on the back of the truck, right? Well, you can't see it yet. So no, what's up? No, no, see, this is what's happening. So he's on the blanket. He's talking about what's inside the truck. This is what's inside the truck. Adney's in the back getting down. I'm in the front seat trying to I'm sitting between a- Adam and Ray. So and Adam three and Ray dudes are in the front fighting each uh, other, screaming. Adam's are. screaming at Ray like, "You're fucking drunk. You oh need to slow God. down. You need to stop." And Ray's like, basically, "You don't think I'm crazy? <laughs> you, 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 you think I'm too drunk to not? Fu- you think I'm too drunk to not taste this chicken?" Like he was like, oh, "So pissed off, dude." Like, so pissed off that Adam's like, "Dude, because Ray is the driver. Like he is hell of a driver. He's a mechanic. He's, he's that guy that's like, I'm the best driver. He is. He's fucking great." He's always the but driver, dude. he was so fucking plastered, and he was like, "Fuck you! Don't think uh, you don't think I could drive right now?" And so while he's doing that, we fucking rage just hitting it. We fucking come over a fucking uh, a railroad fucking thing. Boosh! Hit the road thing, and he's still fucking doesn't even feel like it's his motion. Does he goes right? Well, with it. My motion is more intense than this truck's motion. <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm so, bam! <laughs> so then, and then fucking we pulled on race, whips it into a fucking alleyway, and fucking beelines it for a goddamn giant trash can. Those giant green. The trash green cans. ones? Yes. Like you, you're going for, for it, and Adam's like Ray. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking Ray just fucking <laughs> fucking gets right out of the way just in time. Boom! We fucking like skid out. We I felt like, that one though. We like turn. <laughs> we skid out out of the fucking uh out of the. Alleyway, we fucking start hitting. Are you down still the fucking doing the slide? Still fucking the slide. Doesn't stop. Woo! And then, and then we're downtown Sacramento, and Ray just fucking pulls over, and then he gets out of the car and starts arguing with Adam. Oh, and he's still up. fucking. No, I, did the blanket come off? It was at after this point we, or no? no it, it kept tracking, but I was holding on to it. Wow, you're a warrior, cause I, eventually <laughs> I would just let it go. Like, no, you got the heart of a lion. So then we pull over, right? And I'm trying to fucking like calm down. I'm trying to counsel fucking Adam and Ray. Meanwhile, Adney's still fucking. And then go ahead, Adney. What happened from there? Okay, so at this point, I'm like, I can hear things, but I'm like, ah, I finished. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, that was awesome. Then we're like laying there. And then she was like, oh my God, wait, what the fuck is going on? This is so crazy. And I was like, I I don't know. They're stupid. I'm like pulling my pants back up. Out of nowhere, whoop, 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 whoop. As you're standing up, no, no we're still laying naked. in the bed. Fucking car, dude. The cop just rolls up, lights flashing. But Adam and Ray are in us. the middle of the street right now. We're, yeah, we're all on the sidewalk <laughs> screaming. You're, at you're not in the street, street. not in the no, middle no. of the street. The car is parked on the side oh, of the road, okay. and the they're on the sidewalk. Oh, but okay. me and this girl are in the bed of the truck still. Still naked. I see, dude, I see, I see those fucking lights, dude, and I hear the fucking the siren when they fuck. Hey, they always fuck with it all. Uh, dude, I would have, I would have been. Like, we get it, dude. We get it. It's our beatboxing in the car. You, oh, yeah. you did the dumb move and hid, huh? You went like, oh, we wipe it. No, no. I was like, no. I swear to, and I was like, we are super fucked. And I was like, pull. I was like, I was like, oh shit, and like I. I was like, I get, I was like, I, to I was wearing, I was wearing clothes, dude. <laughs> I was wearing a condom, but I didn't want, I didn't, I was like, I don't know what to do with it, so I just put my pants on over it. <laughs> and I was like, buckle and shit. And then like, hey, no littering over here. And you could hear him, you could hear him say, what's going on with the back of that truck? Uh, and I was like, Ugh. and I look over at the girl, and she is fucking. This girl has never really part, never partied before she met me. Right? Oh, you're the she, bad influence in her life. I was really bad. And I was like, and she was so fucking terrified. But the sex was so good, she couldn't say no to me. So, 
Cobb's like, Cobb's like, what's that in your hand, son? He goes, it's a condom. He goes, he's got a weapon. Brown <laughs> <laughs> kid's got a weapon. Hispanic weapon. Cobb, Cobb Stop guy. resisting. Cough back up. I don't know. What, I don't know Maybe what that. Like, <laughs> seriously, uh, that was. I was hella drunk, so I don't really know what happened with them. Like him, them talking to Adam and Ray. But what I know, what he told us, like, get you know, get, get the fuck out of the truck. And we come out of the truck, and we're just like sitting there. They sit us down on the curb, and we're both so young. Are you naked or what? They, they, no, we, no, we had clothes no, on. He's a sex offender. No, we, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. It's not, not true, true, listeners. Not true. <laughs> they didn't know. <laughs> Eddie's not on watchdog. Not on watchdog. They didn't know that we fucked. They probably suspected it, but they, we had all our clothes on at this point. Oh, just, nice, nice. So they were like, oh, there's just kids laying down with a blanket. They thought they were slick. They gave us like a fucking like a verbal warning, and they had to call her parents to come get her. Which and I was like, ooh, that doesn't look ooh, good. Deal breaker. Whoa. That doesn't look good for old dad Yeah, the dad gonna... But yeah, we all like, uh, yeah, jail time happened for not me. Yeah. So, so good story. Yeah. So now, <laughs> now well, you like come the, into play, the Steve. Yeah, like, tell the rest of the thing. No, come into play. Okay, yeah, so, I'm saying, the parents rolled up and Ad, they were like, what's going on here? And Ad is like, we weren't fucking in the back of the truck. Who no, I want to know where it was going right from um, yeah, tell when the... Adam oh, yeah. and Ray got out of the car. So they got out of the truck and then we fucked. Fucking, they're screaming at each other. We're trying to talk to the. There's a, Adam has a bottle of vodka and it pop off in his hand. So are you out there as well, like yeah, screaming at Ray? To, trying to counsel. So are you trying to calm down Ray? Are you I'm trying, trying to, to calm down, down both. both of them? You can't, dude. They're they're brothers. They're no, Adney. you shouldn't. You should have just went back with Adney and started double teaming that bitch because there's nothing you're doing. <laughs> Dadney does not share. <laughs> They are, they are, at, Ray and Adam are Dadney and I, like they are, well, as, they're, they're pretty close. Oh, no, shots same. fired! They are, <laughs> they are, editing that up, um, they are pretty close to each other, but they're just, uh, they're, they jokes, get way Chris. more aggressive, they get way more aggressive than Adney and I ever would do each other, well, at least me and Adney. <laughs> yeah, there's way more like, fuck you, in that, in that relationship know, of, yeah. we're gonna get way crazier at each other. Yeah, which, can't do that. Can't okay, do so that. they're heated. They're, they're getting at it. They nuts. are fucking For like five, about ten minutes. To start not even, fighting. Not even that. It's like thirty-five seconds solid. Oh, uh, the cops already saw you, oh, niggas. Oh, knows what's going I, on. I apologize. I apologize. You got you people then. Yeah. I said what? niggas. I dropped niggas in that clip. People oh, might get mad. The fact that you called so much attention to it, this is what's gonna make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is weird. bad. Go ahead. Papa Smith. Happy. Happy. Sorry. Get it right. So. They're sitting there. Adam has the bottle of alcohol in his fucking hand. Saws the cop roll up, throws it in the gutter. The cop does not see the alcohol. Wow. Now they grab, they grab, I don't know if you should tell the rest of the story because it looks kind of bad, but whatever. Um, Well, they grab Ray. Ray has legal papers on him. Like, he, he is allowed to have weed on him. He has less than his legal amount. The cop grabs it, grabs his pipe, uh, starts harassing Ray, basically, out of everybody. Sits us down, starts talking to us, but starts harassing Ray, grabs yep, his weed and everything. Weed, yeah. And then... Writes down a report. They take him to jail, but then in the report, it didn't say anything about weed. What? Uh, yeah. So what's it say? Like resisting arrest, obstruction drunk, of justice, yeah, driving drunk, drunk and disorderly. DUI, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you got a DUI? DUI? Yeah, I got a DUI. Oh. But the thing is, is they didn't mention the weed on there, and Ray even told like the, told the whole you know the lawyers everything the like, people at court. What the fuck? I had weed on me. Like it is my legal right to have this. I have paper, prescriptions, everything. 
And they were like, oh, sorry, the cop didn't put it on there. Yeah, if it's and not so on the reports, bullshit. then it doesn't matter. So that's fucked up. Well, I mean, that can, like, that is literally an entire podcast discussion. We can go off on the whole entire justice system. We can bring up the, the make the it a murder, drugs. That's a whole podcast. The OJ thing. Oh, like, there's, the justice system is completely broken. That's beside the fact okay, of the so matter. The that's story, a bummer. Yeah. So that's whatever. A bummer. That's the story that happened. But uh, that's, the Adney story trumps all of ours. That's way sweet. Adney's the craziest place. place. I, sorry, I, I, so, my bad. The craziest place would be, yes, the Mormon church. But I just thought my story, it, it was a more of a story, the story that I told. I see. My bad. I, that's what I wanted to say. Hey, hey, no apologies. You said it was impromptu. You brought up the stories. We brought up the stories. Nailed it. Blah, blah, blah. But something did happen with Adney that I think needs to be addressed. Because all of our listeners know Adney as the guy who's in a relationship. What's Adney's girlfriend's name? Wait. Adney? No, no, I was doing that for the listeners because uh, I'm sure everybody, every listener was just like, oh, it's probably Des. Yeah, I know that girl. <laughs> so, something happened. What's well, up? They, yeah. And this is after the Dr. Dadney of course, update. Of course, yeah, this is all... Like, everybody that listened to the episode called... What kind of slut gives fives with Joel LaRosa? Shout out to Joel Money LaRosa. Special guest get Joel LaRosa. Money. Who funniest, killed, he killed it. But uh, if you listen to that episode, if you're an avid listener, you know the story about why we broke up and all that bullshit. Um, but why I broke up with her specifically. Juicier. But okay, so um, little <laughs> hey Chris, we got another little update. Okay, real quick, real quick, I gotta say so um. Wow. Hear me too. Oh, God, yelling. <laughs> I know that's funny because we always yell. <laughs> Do you not get it? I just shut up. You're all. You look at me like, come the fuck on, dude. You know that's the bullshit. <laughs> anyway, oh, so um, so I gotta say when we did the bonus episode when I was all talking about why I decided to end it with her. Right. Not just for the last thing she did, but for all the bullshit she's put me through. It was more about like the whole entire. It was an accumulative effect, and it was right. like. That's the that's the worst thing you've done, and not again, dude. No, I told but, I told her in the beginning of the relationship, I was like, look, listen, I was, I was like, I was like, you need to fucking listen to me, like, cause I'm not gonna give you a too much. I'm gonna give you some leeway, but I tell you, if you really fuck up, if like if something's fucking serious, okay, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pardon you. I'm not gonna forget something, okay? No second chances, no half measures. You fuck up, and it's over. Told her that. That's why I had his and nickname's she... 9-11, because he never forgets. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, that doesn't make any sense. That makes perfect sense. Makes Daddy. such <laughs> barely any sense. Never forget. Whenever people are 9-11, that shit retarded. Oh my god, I'm sorry. As long as I'm <laughs> Chris loves that joke. As as I laughing, did. I did love that one. It was so <laughs> Okay, uh, so while we were doing that uh, bonus episode... Her mom actually texted me. I need to go with this. Um, her mom texted, but her like I don't know. I know what you're thinking. Picture. I know what you're thinking. Like, oh, did you? Because her mom giving you a bunch of shit for breaking your daughter's heart. No, that's what I thought. She was actually okay with it. What? She actually kind of took my side. What? She's like, look, I understand why you made the decision that you've made. It makes sense to me. Um, I know that my daughter has, you know, her problems. She has stuff to work out. I want you to know she's really hurting right now. She's really paying for her mistake. And I really hope that maybe one day you can forgive her and you guys can move forward. I really loved having you around. You're a great person, blah, blah. Everyone loves you. And I was like, look, I love your whole family. I love you. And I loved your, I love, like, there's nothing I could say bad about any of you. I love, I never really knew that kind of family dynamic. And that was the first time I got to experience it. And I loved, I loved, I was like, I loved, I was like, I loved every fucking minute of it. It's just amazing, dude. I've been in that environment as well. Sorry not to interrupt you or anything, but that environment is so 
overwhelming. It feels good. In a good way. Me yes. too. With Ricky and Eddie, way. they're, they're, oh, they're yeah, family inviting me over for yeah. Christmas. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing anything for Christmas. The, both Hispanic families. Yeah, they, they <laughs> demanded me, no, you're coming over for, even their sister, the one that took our pictures, she's like, no, you're coming over for Christmas. No, fuck that. And I get there, Menudo, they served me everything. And then no, they, they, they did the, the elephant, the elephant game or whatever, which is like, um, where, they, where you get gifts, but then people can steal it from you or give it. It's yeah, I remember that game. But uh, they were like, no, here's a present for you. You're going to be in this. Like, dude, it was... They gave you one so you could play? Yeah. That's yeah. fun, dude. Dude, it was like... They it's were, inclusive. They told me every year, you come here. You're part of the family. They always tell me that. No, it's amazing. That's that's like, that's like, uh, and that's, and like, so her mom was being really... I was like, told all to her mom. She's like, oh, yeah, I totally love you, dude. Like, oh, she's being really amazing and nice. Like, I understand what you did. I'm not mad at you. I want you to know that. You know, I just... I you know. Good luck with everything, that kind of thing. Like a really, just a really, just a really heartfelt goodbye, mostly. And then I find out that her sister is still going to come here and pick up two of the puppies. Like she said, oh, I want these two puppies. She picked two out. I was like, yeah, we're gonna, I'll save those for you. Don't worry about it. And then I broke up with Des. I was like, okay, so those puppies need new homes. Right. And then she texted me, her sister, and was like, no, bitch, hey, I, I still s- want those. Puppies. I still want, yeah, like. Look, motherfucker. Respect. I know that happened, but I'm still getting those puppies. Those are mine. I'm perfectly fucking fine, dude. And so I don't have any animosity towards you. Respect. Yeah, you didn't do that wrong, like, and all that stuff. But uh, so there's that. I just want to say that. So all that stuff had happened. Then the other day. Okay. So it's not a genetic problem. Let me start this off. So I get a call from Adney. I'm driving to go pick up strings. Remember when I, Chris complained earlier in the podcast? We were hella late last episode oh, yeah. because of this actual episode. Well, yeah. No, um, but yes, I was late. Stop be- saying that. I know it's funny. It's just funny. Punch you in the face. Okay, so we were late this episode <laughs> because of my strings, my guitar strings. I had to go buy new guitar strings for the podcast. You broke them. I broke. Multiple now, in the times. middle of my fucking business, <laughs> I pull up to Guitar Center and I get a call from Adney. And this is what he said, dude. And then he I was all, I was all, hey, where are you? He's all, no, I'm. Just, I was all, are you at home? He's like, no, why? What's up? He thought something was super wrong. I was all, you'll never guess what happened to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that's how and I know the story. And he goes, wait, what? I was like, all right. So this is what happened. Okay, so I leave work. I, I get when off. When you get off, oh, I get sorry. off at two thirty, right? <laughs> two thirty in the afternoon. And so I, you know, I have to go get changed, and I go, I go to the parking structure. I parked on the seventh floor of this parking structure, right? That's like the top, essentially. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's like damn near. Like yeah, yeah, there's tens, there's ten, but that's really high up, seventh floor. So for anything, that's, that's high. <laughs> Anyways, so I take the elevator up. I get out of the elevator. I have headphones in because I'm listening to music, and I'm like looking. I look up. I see my car. I look down at my phone. I keep walking. I feel a fucking hand on my shoulder, and my first thought is, "Oh, this is someone who's gonna try and fucking ask me or try and take change from me." Because I've had, I've never told her in the pocket store, but I've had a guy try and mug me like he started off by asking do you have a cigarette and i said no and then he tried to get money from me i remember that so i've had that happen before so when a fucking hand touched my shoulder like that i fucking just turned around like what the fuck like i thought i I was gonna get into a fight i thought i was yeah loaded your your hook was loaded yeah dude and i it was funny because i turned i I had to turn right so i was standing (laughs) south i was like like, what with the fucking left boom touched the temples real fast so um (laughs) and then like i saw i look it was dez Oh, she what? she was in the parking structure waiting for me. Like she found my car. Yeah, that's the real question. How many levels did she walk through to find? And how? Car? No, well, I mean, okay. She, had, she through, drove through. She drove looking through. For my but car. how long was she there for? Is the real question. Yeah, because well, she knows what time. Sometimes he gets off later. That's the problem. Is she knows when you were off, so she was probably only there for about an hour before. 
I think it was a lot less than I that, I was probably. hoping that she was, like, a super psycho and that, like, she was there at, like, 12 o'clock. But she was probably there at, like, 2, maybe 1.30, 1 Probably o'clock. 2. I think 2, yeah. 2.30. She knows he gets off. But anyways, continue. Anyways, okay, so it's Dez. And you're about to hit her with a left And I was hook. like, what the? And I saw, <laughs> I see who it is. And, like, she's kind of teary-eyed. And she's, like, all done up and everything, trying to look really cute. Of course. Oh, goes. oh, she, she does. Good. She does that before, uh, but every other time we've gotten a fight, she's like done herself up super like crazy. Like, I dealt with that. Everyone deals with that. It's like I see what you're doing. I fell for it before. I'm not gonna lie. I think I'm not fucking that, smart, yeah. dude. I have a fucking <laughs> podcast. <dude. laughs> I have a PhD in podcast. Fucking guy. We have three guys there. I'm the fucking smart. The wicked. I'm smartest. the fucking wicked smart. Anyways, I see. Smart, I was like, dude. and I look at. I was like, and I was like, what the? I start walking away. And I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? I like, oh my god, and I start, and she's like talking, but I can't hear her. So I take off my headphones and everything, put it in my pocket, and when I go to my car, and I open the door, and then I turn to her. So I'm still standing up, but I have the door of my car separating me from her. Like a barrier. Yeah, so she can't like touch me or anything like that. And. <laughs> Because uh, like you know, because that's because that's a manipulative no, play. If somebody can like when they touch you and yeah. everything, you can get someone to do what you want by if you when you ever you ask if you ask somebody something if you nod your head and and touch them like on their shoulder or the arm, they'll be easily they'll more easily persuaded. That's so yeah. crazy to say that because that reminds me of fucking Todd. Todd, the guy that wanted me to fucking do it. That's so crazy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm you not trying to. Make comfortable. It's like, hey, listen. That's like, listen. crazy. Yeah, you're establishing an emotional point. connection. Yeah, it's such a, a connection. great yeah, point. A connection. But um, so like, had the door right there. And I was just like, what the fuck? And then she was like, why haven't you been talking to me? I was like, look, I said what I had to say. I'm not trying to think. I was like, I was like, we got into a bunch of, we got into a like, whenever we last time, a couple times we fought. I would have to point out the shit she was doing wrong, and then she finally, after months, figured out one thing I did wrong, which is that. I would get, I would kind of flip out sometimes, and I would raise my voice at her and cuss, and she hated that. She said it makes me feel like such a piece of shit, like I'm not a full person. And then I, oh, maybe is, that you are a piece of shit. And, and, I, was, Chris and I was like, well, yeah, I'm only flipping out because you're driving me fucking crazy with all your bullshit. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, I get it, so I'm not trying not to do that anymore. And so I was trying really hard not to do that. And then during this whole thing, I brought it up. I was like, look, I'm trying. I was like, all I'm gonna do is yell at you and cuss at you. I know how that makes you feel. That's why I've been trying to avoid this right now. Okay, you need to calm down and get step away from me because I know I'm just gonna blow up on you. I'm not calm enough right now. This is still too fresh. It's a fresh yeah, wound. Exactly. And then she goes, I don't care if you – just yell at me, please. I just want you to have some kind of contact with me back. And I was like, you want me to fucking yell? I will yell. And he stood up, got out of his seat. And I heard him and in he my restaurant. I'm like, the calm mic, down, Andy. Like calm a great down, fucking podcast host. Somebody who goes away from the mic when they're fucking young. What a concept. <laughs> what a concept. Why, why, Chris, Chris, why'd you look at me when you said I was staring at you. Why'd you look at me? So hard. And not, we I'm all do it. Hey, but that was great. Anyways, great heat vision. Anyway, so I yell outside of the mic. She brings Joe's it up. Joe's good at it. Out there, Chris. Out We got neighbors. Dicks. Anyway, so I'm like... I was, like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? you really going to do this? She's like, oh, I don't even know like what's going on. I was like, you really going to sit there and act like you don't know? Like, you fucked up, dude. You really fucked up. Now this is what happens. Like, you're, you, this is all you. You made your fucking she's bed. like, you're just going to, but you fucking, like, like, I don't even know what, because like, of this. And then she was trying to, like, tell her bullshit side of that whole story. I was like, I know this is all bullshit. I know the fucking real story. And then, like, I brought it up with what she did. Well, this is what you fucking did. Are you Listen serious? To the podcast, Des. <laughs> and she goes, and she goes, I don't even remember doing that. And I was all, oh, no, don't lie to me. 
Don't bring up that. Don't do that bullshit. You don't remember. And even if you don't remember, that doesn't fucking matter. Just because you were drunk doesn't mean you're a different person. Yeah, you say you don't remember. That completely means I win that conversation. So if you automatically shut the fuck win. up, automatically won. Then we have problems. Don't because look, put this on me, you wouldn't. me, <laughs> Because you, if you didn't have these kind of thoughts in your head, if you weren't that kind of person at your core, you wouldn't have just done that when you were drunk. All the drunk does is lowers your inhibition so stuff that you want to do you're more likely to do it so you wanted to be this stupid fucking idiot that did this that was you wanted to be a fucking traitor and fucking betray my trust like that you wanted to be that bad person so you went and did it and i brought all this up to her and she's like oh that's not true that's not true i'd never ever anything with him ever it was never like i was like a i don't fucking believe you. i don't believe Two, you and i was like i was like, not b i mean b is even if I did believe you, it's like that's not the fucking point. It doesn't matter if you did before. You did it now. And even if not with him, if you never even if you never cheated on me, I don't know how many times you talked to other guys like this. Like th- I was lucky enough that you got caught by my cousin. Which is a form of cheating. All you girls out there trying to justify, oh, I was just talking to him. It depends. And I, and that's giving you a stretch. The fact that I even say it depends on what you're saying is already giving you the advantage and putting me at a disadvantage. A disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. Like, because if you are talking to another guy and he's your friend, and it's established that I'm not going to have a problem with it. It can even be a guy that's a new friend. Now, if you're trying to bring a new friend into this fucking equation, it's going to be really fucking hard. So the whole point that it I'm is. trying to make is that when it's a guy, it's already dipped it's you down. Different. No, and, 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 but the girls down. will do the exact same thing to us and then be like, oh, well, you're being shallow. It's just a guy. Yeah, like, it's and just they, a guy, me, you know, me, he's my friend. Let me fucking say this is that, like I said before, there was a girl that I was friends with. She was like a work friend. I wasn't like particular, like super close with her. She was just a friend. And then, uh, she would comment on some of the stuff I posted on Facebook and stuff, just joking around. And Des says, I don't like that. And I was like, so I told, I told her. I told the girls, like, look, it's making Des uncomfortable. So she, we stopped, we weren't talking that much oh. at all like on Facebook. She wasn't commenting on anything. And then she said, like, one thing one day. And Des was, like, flipped out and said, I want you to delete her. And I was like, look. I love. That's I was weird. Like, and I, listen, I was like, look, I love you. We're in a relationship. <laughs> it's going to make you feel comfortable. It's going to make you trust me more. It's better for the relationship if I delete this person from Facebook, that's no that's not a contest to me. It's either a friend I'm not particularly close to or the woman I'm with. That's an easy decision to make yeah, for me. I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to say you. Yeah, you delete her. So I can, so I'm like I've done, I've established that and yet you're going to be here and start just texting a fucking guy that you've had sex once before. He's already have sex. It was the guy that he was talking to her before you were before with Before she her. met me. And then, like, she was, you know, all about me. But, She's like, the reason they met, which we established before. Like, but okay, anyway, but any other fu- guy... Wait, hold on. I, and I understand you're trying to make a point. But I think that there's a point there, too, that... Yeah, okay. I understand I the whole, like, <laughs> we have to be friends and all that. And I have guy friends. Yeah, that's fine. If it's not the dude you were literally fucking before we... That's the thing, like, right when we got together, she completely, like, deleted him from her life until we fought. And then it was like, oh. That is. That's shady as fuck. That is. That's the And here's the thing is she, and she doesn't really, she didn't realize that she, I told her this while we're arguing in a fucking parking structure and my voice is echoing through 10 floors of parking (laughs) places. I'm like, look. People are like, I was like, you're a fucking, you are a fucking piece of shit because 
you did this thing because and like the only reason we've been fighting like she's like oh we're, it's, it's just like we're not working out she said that because she's fucking drunk and coked out and a dumb whore so like you're saying that but you realize the reason why i've been going through rough times is because of your actions like it's so simple and like i remember her saying it's like well, i guess like we just both have things we need to work on it's like no we both don't have things <laughs> And there's like something I want to say, but I never got a chance to say it. But it's like, okay, so this the, that little discussion that we had before was, this is like the little metaphor I'm going to have for it is, what, let's say I own a boxing gym, right? And I train you two as my fighters, right? Yeah. All right. We have some training days, right? And we're like, all right, guys, great fucking work. Um, just a few things. All right. So, um, Stevie, real quick, man. Uh, a lot of the times when you throw your combinations, you'll freeze. And you'll look at the guy and admire your work and be like, yeah, I just landed that. And you don't even think about defense after you land a good combination. You're going to get countered. You're going to get hurt. So all you need, you really need to work on just that of after you throw that combo, move. All right? Work on that. Yeah. Got it. Chris, a few things. First off, whatever, do you know lower your fucking it? chin. <laughs> stop breathing with your mouth. You keep drop every time you throw a punch. You drop your hands afterwards, and you kick your feet all. Your heels are close together. You're way off balance. You're clumsy. You're ridiculous. You're squaring yourself up. You don't have any standing because you're holding your breath when you punch, and then you're breathing with your mouth open. You're gonna crack your jaw open, dude. Seriously, keep your fucking hands up too. You're doing you're doing a lot of things wrong, and you're getting all caught up in your mistakes. You're you're getting too close. You're, you're running at your opponent. You're getting off balance. You're smothering your own punches. You need to work on all the basics, all of it, okay? All right? Okay. Guys good? I'll see you tomorrow. And then <laughs> then you would go up to Stevie and say, all right, man, looks like we both got some things to work on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. I'm almost perfect. <laughs> you really suck yeah. at this. Dude, you killed it with that metaphor until you went, I'm almost perfect. Like, if you listen to the podcast, <laughs> if you listen to the last podcast, you know that Dadney is the one. <laughs> Dadney is the one. We should have named it Dadney's the one. <laughs> but anyway, so we're I'm, Daddy's we're, the one on this, this episode. This argument that. goes on for a while. I'm trying to explain to her like why. Like, no, you deserve this. <laughs> and she goes, But I never did anything with she kept saying that. Like, I've never done anything like that ever before. And I was like, playing it simple i don't believe you you're not getting this through your head i have no trust you burned that bridge along uh, fucking immediately i have no trust for you this is the final straw this isn't the first thing you've done that's bad you've done too many things this is the last straw this is it i'm done and she goes why is it so easy for you to just stop loving me i was like you, i might hate that fucking I was like, question you think this is easy you think this is easy for me even right now today like i still feel bad about this this still sucks. When I think about what she did, it still really fucking upsets me. It makes me mad. I want to fucking kill somebody, but it's like there's, it's like it's something I'm just trying to get over right now. This isn't an easy decision, really. But the fact is, you've done too many fucked up things. If you were anyone else, I told her, I was like, if you were anyone else, I would have broken up with you a dozen times already, a dozen fucking times. It would have been over. But because of the way I feel about you, I kept fucking going. This is this is this is your fucking bed. You need to fucking lie in it now. And she's like, but I'm, I swear I'm getting better. I swear I'm being better. Like, I'm going, I know, like, the drinking was a problem. I'm going to, like, these fucking groups. I'm going to handle them. I'm not drinking. I'm quitting drinking. I'm really looking for a job really hard this time. And I was all, that's great and everything. That's great. If you want to do that, that's fine. For Drink, yourself. The drinking yeah. wasn't the problem. It's who you are as a person, okay? I know who you are. I know what you want. I know the person you want to be. You want to be that little fucking hood rat who's going to do a bunch of drugs and drink and fuck any guy she wants. She wants. Like, that's what you really want. You're not ready for a commitment. 
You're not ready to be with someone. You aren't because you can't control yourself. You're a fucking kid. You're a child. I'm sick of taking care of you. I'm sick of being your fucking babysitter, okay? I'm not your fucking dad. All right. I want to. I told her we had a long talk a long I am time Dabney, ago. but I'm not your dad. We had a long talk a long time ago. We were in fucking talk. We had this really romantic, beautiful night. We're sitting in a fucking hot tub, and I was just telling her like, we need to be a team. That's what I really want from you. Dude, I want so you. I'm gonna support. I've been supporting you. I'm gonna support you as much as I can. But I want you to do it back together. We can get all these things that you want that you've told me you want the fucking house, the career, the money, all that stuff. I can't br- give you these things. I have to earn them with your help. You help me, I help you. That's what a fucking team is. And we talked about this. And before. I brought this up again. I was like, we're supposed to we're supposed to be a fucking team, and we never were. It was me carrying you this whole time. That's all it ever was, was me carrying you. And it was just too fuck and on top of that, all the fucked up stuff you've done, I am fucking done. I'm done with all of it. And if you want she's like, I'm trying to be a better person though. I'm gonna be a better person for you. I wanna earn, I wanna deserve She's like, I wanna deserve you. I was like, Yeah, but you've said that before. You said before you wanted to be a good enough person for me, you wanted to deserve me. And you didn't. You didn't do shit about it. She's like, and if you really want to be a better person, that's great. I'm really, I'm happy for you. But you need to do that for yourself, not for me. Exactly. When you need to do it for yourself exactly. to be a better person for you. Exactly. Because we, I, I mean, wait, hold on, hold on. Just give a little round. Right. <laughs> Stop fucking applauding shit. I no, say. man. I'm like, I think I'm you have a lot of great fucking points myself, right I there. applaud the shit you say. I rewind the shit you say. You have a lot of great points. You have a lot of pent up anger because you, unfortunately, are one of those guys that you'll... You'll give them a taste. Okay, this is. I gotta no. I'm gonna let you go. 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 this because it can get really testy. But what I have gotten is, you'll express your opinion as soon as it's hot. Well, let's just say first that Chris and Addy weren't as weren't really close before this podcast started. They didn't really know each other as well. Yeah, before this episode. But, no, <laughs> before the podcast at all. And. Chris even told me, like, man, I feel like I'm getting, like, Addy's one of my best friends now. I have gotten close, and I've gotten to see a side of Adney that nobody, I feel like nobody gets to see. I get to see this guy that that is, you know, in the shadows. He's the bat. <laughs> That's in the shadows that nobody really gets to see. And I, he's like, I'm lucky that I that I get, you know, and Chris at first was kind of iffy. He was like, one foot in, one foot out. Like, can I say this to Adney? Can I, can I be honest with him? Can I tell him this? But now he's like... Dude, him and Adney hang out more than I hang out. They're watching fights. <laughs> yeah, together, because everything. Stevie sucks and Adney's awesome. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> By awesome, he means we have like a similar schedule. So we <laughs> can't what I'm trying to say is I think that... Oh, okay, so I love you. Bring and it on, play a pimp. I think that you initially will vocalize it. And then if they don't catch it initially, you'll kind of breeze by it. And you, cause you, cause you've already vocalized your opinion to them, and the fact that they haven't retained it is the biggest factor. And I think that's what happened with Des, is that slowly but surely, you kept vocalizing these little things, and she just didn't, it didn't, for some reason, it didn't get to her until finally, you were at this point where it was ready to explode. Whereas I think there are plenty of females out there that. You give enough hints. You're not one of these guys that are out there that is a shady guy and doing things behind their back and all this other stuff. No, like, if you're down, then you're fucking yeah, down. That's the thing. That's one of the things I did was when we first started dating. Before we got official, I gave her the passcode to my phone and was like, look, this is – like I think I said I think I said this on the podcast before, but it was just a gesture of, look, I want you to trust me 100%. I want you to know I'm not seeing anyone else. There's no one else. You're the only girl. Like guys are always like, Wait, I'm only talking to you. How long did that take? Can you at least was, was it just a couple weeks? 
Just a couple weeks. Because I'm at seven weeks. I could do that now. I feel completely there now, but I would be I would be completely down to do that. But how long did it take? Did it take seven weeks? Or did it no, take it took. Like it was less time because it was like it happened kind of fast. Mm. And like she was so adamant about being with me, and I was like, I really, I'm really digging this. I'm really happy. So I'm not talking to the other girl. I stopped talking to those other girls and everything. I already deleted all the nudes that were in my phone and all that stuff. So I was like, look, I'm not talking to anyone else. I got it in the high, and I want you to know that. I don't want you to be worried about what I'm doing when you're not around. Cause I've done, I've been that guy before. I've been that guy who was talking to other girls, who was shady, who was a piece of shit, the typical bad fucking boyfriend. I was that guy, and I'm like, I, I'm. This is like. I'm going to prove that I'm not that guy anymore, and I'm going to prove it to you. Here it is. Here's the fucking passcode to my phone. Well. Co- I would constantly leave that phone. Like, here, no, use my phone. You want to take my phone? I'll leave my phone here while I go here. Oh, you're like, a rebel. <laughs> a rebel? Oh, <laughs> rebel, rebel. Um, d- yeah, He's well, a rebel. <laughs> okay, we're also at three hours, and by three hours, Chris is pretty toasted. But <laughs> you're Anyways. a rebel, man. Uh, I, I want to do that. I want to be at that point, and I am at that point right now with Rachel. I would I could easily You're prepared go to do it and do that, no problem. But I have to give you uh, commends and praise. Like you are at that stage with Des, and unfortunately, it fucking backfired on you, man. And that's a fucking bummer. What sucks is that you gave it like it's like this is the one. So for your past relationship, it's like you know, like like you said, it was like man, I I dealt with this before. I dealt with shitty situation, I was a different guy then, you had some great self-afflection, you had some great realization after your, your the last large relationship that you had, and I think that's beautiful that you were like, listen, I'm going to be this different guy, I'm going to grow, I'm going to be a better PhD Dr. Daddy than, <laughs> than I was before, I'm going to be something better, I'm going to give somebody something that I kind of lacked in my, at least the, the comfortability that ended my last relationship. I'm going to be this guy that's different. I'm going to, I'm going to give someone something they fucking deserve, a better me, a better, you know, for them. And yet it did backfire because of the fact that she, I'll just say that she didn't deserve you, man. Does not fucking deserve you. No, not dude, she was unworthy. <laughs> she was definitely she was... mediocre at the best. <laughs> she was definitely mediocre at the best. That's why I said it like yeah, that. Because it was it's, at it's a real, best. Yeah. She doesn't even deserve yeah. the Morton the show. Exactly. And it, she what? wasn't even at that level of mediocre. Yeah. No, she doesn't get She didn't that. earn the Mad Max but reference. No. And, and it is. it does suck that you're like, man, I, I've totally grown as an Adney. Um, within, as a year, the doctor. within a year, I've grown which is why doctor. we give I've him the doctor. This, yeah, I've grown into this doctor, and and <laughs> you know, it's like finally I'm this guy. Like like yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself. I'm gonna give this new me to this person. And but it's it's honestly it's the first place because it is it is better to be in just like jobs. It's better to have less jobs, better to have less relationships because if you're going through relationship, 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 you're not a good person. I mean, it's just, you you can't hey, be with at people. some point you're the problem. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Taylor Swift. So nah. <laughs> I know right writing songs about it, but um, honey, you need to maybe start writing songs. I'll play the guitar. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you write all no, the music. It is, it but is you shitty. write the lyrics too. It is shitty that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely gotta write the lyrics. It is it is shitty that this is the first relationship to where you're like. Fuck yeah, this is my past. I learned from my past. I'm gonna give it my all on this one. And she didn't deliver in return. It was not a give and take. It was not a it was not a give and give. It was a give and take. You were giving, she was taking. You had one problem, she had a bunch more fucking issues. So moral of the story is the doctor is now single and available. And no, the doctor is the one. That is just how it goes. He's Sorry. also the one. I mean, we've all heard of stories. Yeah. He can get a little aggressive. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna tie you up, but 
He's also he's gonna tie you up. He's also he's gonna get aggressive. He's gonna get aggressive. He's gonna tie you up. He's gonna cut you. Like it's super inevitable. But like, that's the thing. Like Des was never into any of that stuff. She never liked any of the kinky stuff. So uh, I yeah, I might have also been a problem. Might huh? also been a problem. May, probably. I mean, given fives. That's no, we know problem. that's that's why Adney given was aggressive. Fives. See, in Adney's past relationship, I never really saw him get aggressive because it was probably the bedroom was where he got aggressive. But then when it, it doesn't. So like it doesn't carry out. So if he can't be aggressive in the bedroom, if he can't, if he can't tie people up, if he can't fucking you know give a left and a right to somebody, in um, the bedroom, just saying she's giving me fives every night. She's getting a left and a right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She deserves a left and a right after that. But, really? Yeah. When when it's a pity party and you're sucking my dick, I got. That's hey, a I gotta say though, real quick. I got back in the game and I got a sixteen pointer. Hey, nice. come in. Coming in hot with that 16-pointer. But there you go. Adney wasn't getting what he wanted in the bedroom aggression-wise. And, of course, if you're giving fives, you, wait, why am I cussing? Why am I being aggressive? Bitch, you're giving fives. Fives. You expect me to be this sweet? You want flowers every day? I'm giving you white hooks listen, every day. Listen. <laughs> me getting head, those are my flowers, okay? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, you're giving head. Man. You give head. No, no. You, yeah, me getting head. I'm saying if I get head... Bitch, those are flowers. You're bringing me flowers on the daily. Okay? Exactly. I think I that really get, is a perfect parallel. Yeah, yeah. I get a blowjob in the morning. Or at least like, those a, surprise, are like a surprise date or something I, it's like that. like when she blows me, I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have. You want some brownies? It's not even a holiday. It's not even a holiday. It's not even a holiday. I made you dinner. Chocolate oh. strawberries coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a holiday, and you're giving me flowers. Oh, that's so sweet. Like, like my girl just gives me these amazing 25 hours. I don't even have to listen, ask. Oh my god, really? <laughs> it's not even date night. Oh, babe, you seriously got me tulips? <laughs> 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 yeah, tulips, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you. I, 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 so all right, so stupid. that is uh, the doctor's that's dating corner. Yet this another week. update. We'll see whose dating corner it is next week because Stevie already has an update that he didn't want to share yet. I do. Next, next episode. It's the next episode. <laughs> so stay tuned. But <laughs> this needs to be Stevie's book. Uh, we're going to throw it over to, uh, you know, how it goes, everybody. everybody. <laughs> Can't wait till we have your... Come with me to my Bobby Ham. We're going to open doors and walk right into the library. Library. Come with me to my Bobby Ham. We're going to open the doors and walk right into the library. To the library. Christmas and Adney Bereno. PhD, PhD, so what I was saying is eventually we're going to have... We're going to PhD it and we're going to do the suggestions and Adney because you're PhD, Adney. I love you. I fucking inspire his things. And Adney. Okay, whatever. Um, so eventually we're going to have uh, his guitar mic as well as his voice. So you once won't we get be our getting, mics, we're gonna get be getting different levels, which is going to be amazing. There'll Sorry, be better quality. Ahead. No, there'll be better quality eventually. Um, So this week on Stevie's Book Suggestions, guys, I'm going to suggest... I'm going to suggest the book... Um. <laughs> This, I'm honest, I'm going to tell you right now, this book fucking changed my life. It changed my mentality on everything in this world. Whatever, I'm already mad at this book. (laughs) (laughs) You want to know why? Why? Because we did adaptations, and the book you should have done should have been an adaptation, and it's not. What's not? Wait, what do you mean? The book you're doing right now. But this, oh, this isn't. Oh, you're right. It would have been smart to do now, this as an now, adaptation. No, I'm just calling you. Well, I'm sure this is still a good book. I think it's like fucking Silence of Lambs. I think it's Silence of Lambs. I was like, what? That's an adaptation. <laughs> um, but yes, this book is not an adaptation. No, it would have been. Yes, it would have been a part of the podcast. Bah, you're so mad now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this, anyways, I'm sorry. I fucking no, no, rifted you. No, I apologize. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, 
This book is called Lies My Teacher Told Me, Everything Your American History Textbook Got Wrong. And it's by James W. Lowen. This book fucking changed my whole perspective on American history and just history in general because history is written by the conquerors. We know that. Those who win will write the history books. They will tell you like, oh, we did this. Make themselves, play themselves up, make it way more badass, make them like more aggressive, but we still won. They play the underdog. It's History is such bullshit to get like real history, what we get in school. So this, the reason for this book, the, the, the opening to this book, I'm paraphrasing, but it basically says like this book is dedicated to those who teach outside the textbooks. So more respect to those teachers. Yeah, uh, I can't say that though because I've had teachers that are amazing. I'm sorry, go. No, but yeah. So basically, this book is like for those who don't follow the fucking rules of the curriculum that teach outside the textbooks. Because history Rob class, Williams and Ted Poe yeah, decided <laughs> history class is can be can be very boring. But I love history. If I if I, just, I didn't I just have chef, to say that I have had teachers that did strict strictly teach the. The book, textbook, the textbook. It's called a textbook. And it Chris. was like it was a fun class for me. So now I might have been getting the wrong information, but yeah. the teacher made it fun. Well, that's cool, but it's mostly spoon fed. Like they they don't want you excited in class. He's not they, saying that like they can't be a fun, interesting teacher. But with the guy, just making the sure guy, that yeah, yeah, the guy was just trying to okay. say is that like I want to especially give credit to the ones who are like. No one else is going to teach you this. This is something you have to really find out about. It's super intense and crazy. Here it is. Yeah, because most teachers don't want you to be excited. They don't. They want you to be they're, – they're going through so many hours a day. They're teaching so many different classes, so many different periods. They want you to be comfortable and calm. They don't want you to be aggressive. It's a, it's a classroom of 30 fucking kids. Like you want them to be on the verge of falling asleep. It's yeah. easier. It's, easy, it's easier to teach. So you no talk about George Washington you. with his wooden teeth and his fucking cherry tree. Even like, <laughs> well, you don't talk about the time how George Washington loved the sound of bullets whizzing by his ears and then fucking – the fucking – King James was all like, oh, yeah, let's see what you like. But a few more was by your head. And then George Washington was all like, all right, asshole, fucking bring it on. And then he won. <laughs> but they should have been because that would have made it interesting. Yeah. yeah. And everyone got excited. Like, yeah, fucking Georgie Washington. George Washington yeah. was a fucking badass. And also, he didn't have wooden teeth. That's a fucking lie. It, it, there's, fucking, yeah, dude. There, there's so many. Oh, well, okay. Well, you guys are dispelling this to I'm, Chris right now. I am 20. Five years old, and to this day, I thought 35. that that motherfucker had wooden, wooden teeth. teeth. Everybody now, knows. I hadn't looked into That's it. That's the problem. That's the problem. That well, it's like, man, when I go to high school, and you know, there's this whole entire thing around public education, and it's like, oh, no, another it's podcast. all great, and it's all great. <laughs> oh, we could talk public. That's another podcast God for damn. sure. But I will say that another book. I will suggest another book later by Daniel O'Brien. It's called How to Fight Presidents. If you want to learn about presidents, that's the book you got to go to. But this one here. Daniel this, O'Brien's an author as well? Yes, he Dude, is. Dude, he's the best author. Dude, book <laughs> is, How to Fight Presidents is one of the most amazing. You guys the interesting. Love Daniel O'Brien, though. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like I have I'm a about really, I have a really biased perspective. Adam, <laughs> Adam, <laughs> Adam, Adam, he, asked him, he asked him, he's all like, so, so you wrote a book, it's called How to Fight Presidents, about how to like fight presidents. All, yeah, on the surface, I guess it is. <laughs> At the end, you find out that the real president was inside you the whole time. <laughs> That's and he also said, he's all, he's all, listen, the, the hidden reason that I that I wrote this book is just so I can make a couple tracks about Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt but we'll talk about, Teddy Roosevelt's another, whole other podcast, an entire podcast. About Daniel O'Brien's another about podcast. Adney, so is Daniel O'Brien. Adney wow. is the Daniel O'Brien okay. of okay, the I'm alcohol sorry. I'm sorry. But, okay, lies my teacher. I'm going to give he's you guys. not that type. 
I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give you. Okay, he's the he's the autistic version of Daniel O'Brien. Agree. Daniel O'Brien does know a lot of shit. We're all, all we're okay. We're all. You're Jack O'Brien. I am Michael Swain, but we're all autistic kids, so we're not as great and not <laughs> as smart. Or they're autistic. No one's clones. gonna get these references. Continue. Okay, so th- I'm gonna give you the overview. I'm gonna read you the overview of Lies My Teacher Told Me. So, in Lies My Teacher Told Me by James W. Lowen. It criticizes modern American history textbooks for containing incorrect information about people and events, such as Christopher Columbus, uh, the lies and inaccuracies in the history books regarding the dealings between the Europeans and the Native Americans, and, and they are often uh, deceptive and inaccurate. Uh, these, they are, these teachings are also um, that they're inaccurate. Like almost everything that you learn in school, yes, it is true to a sense and somewhat but it's so it's like like chris said in a prior podcast it's ran through a funnel it's funneled to make it easier for you to learn um, um like oh well this happened the trail of tears ah, let's funneled just, for an let's, agenda let's let's brush past the trail of tears that's fine and what's funny is most <laughs> history books listen most history books that you get with the statue of liberty on them with the american eagle ah american eagle on them <laughs> They're all written by like it's I think Texas I think it's it I, th- I believe it's Texas or a lot of southern states that come up with these fucking textbooks man and they touch on this in the fucking book. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and so it's these these people and they have to be ran through a whole audience like they're ran through the people that are on the board the CEOs of these textbooks of the public education they're ran through them first so anything that incriminates them like oh we can't make America look bad we can't look bad in our textbooks. We have to make America the underdog story. We have to make America look good. We can't be the bad guy. You don't want to raise America a bunch of kids who are like every goddamn you, day, especially you, right now with the political race. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, you don't like Andy you're said. Bringing up America looking you, you bad. You don't want to raise the kids. America looking bad is Donald Trump and Hillary fucking Clinton. Okay, yeah. That's America looking bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fine. I can agree. Go with ahead. That. You need to see that Irish girl's video we posted today. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so good, huh? Gosh, she's so you hot. don't you don't want to raise a bunch of kids who are anti your country. Like, like we are, we are the leaders. You don't want your fucking kids thinking my leaders are fucking corrupt. Like, there's something going on. They're gonna want to change things, yeah. and if that changes, that fucks up the fucking dynamic. That fucks up the system. That fucks up the follow in line. That fucks up the George, uh, uh, George Well, uh, what is it, Orwellian fucking lifestyle. The idea of following in line, obey your fucking orders. I have done George Orwell's 1984 on a prior book. Why suggesting- do you think psychedelics are illegal? Because it opens your minds. It makes you question authority. It makes you question exactly what you. Were talking about oh yeah we learned that in the documentary pineapple express <laughs> when they show in the beginning how bill Hader spoke sweet he's like you want to know what i think about okay, your fucking we're going on crazy, dog and pony okay, show okay, the okay. army we're going on crazy tangents right now no, but i'll say come back right come back so annie's right on that and, and what's funny is is uh aldous huxley he wrote I just said to come brave, back and no, now you're gonna go off listen, on another crazy tangent aldous huxley which is really <laughs> funny because these are books they make you read in school in in high school they make you read George Orwell's 1984 and A Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Both are books are that are about uh, fighting against the system, about fighting the corrupt government, which is fucking where these. It's. I will say this: people don't appreciate the literature as much as they do when they're younger. Like I didn't read one book, never finished a book until I was 19 years old. That first book. I finished my first one when I was 14, okay. so I feel better than well, you. Well, of course, it's Dr. Seuss, <laughs> Dr. Seuss and all that shit, whatever. But, but, but I didn't finish a book at all. I flunked no, school. I, I got cu- straight bad in school. I didn't start appreciating knowledge and, and appreciating like literature and just 
Um, I didn't you know all that it, yeah. until I became an adult. Adney told me, "Listen, I know you don't really like to read because Adney's always been reading." He's like, "Maybe you should check out." Adney's like, "I tried every other book." Adney's like, "Maybe you should check out some Greek mythology." He's like, this is the oldest. But he also get me Bay Beowulf. He said Beowulf's amazing. Yeah, that's what. Weather. That's like. That's actually Beowulf is the one that like I first got into actually reading in uh, when I was in seventh grade because I had a super hot teacher named Miss Adorno. Oh my god! <laughs> and she hella got me into it. It felt like Dangerous Minds. Like I got Michelle Pfeiffer teaching me. Okay, I'll pay attention. Yeah. yeah. So me, it was it was <laughs> it was the first books I got from the library, the Iliad and the Odyssey, which is some of the oldest literature in Western civilization. I read it. And that is what changed my life. So I kind of owe that to Adney and Adam, actually. Adam read a lot. He fucking read a lot. But I always think of uh, Daniel Tosh. He said a different joke that was similar, but I'll paraphrase here. I feel like reading is like butt sex, okay? <laughs> if you're forced to do it as a child, you won't appreciate it as an adult. <laughs> okay, that's so fucking true. That's so true, because like, as an adult, that's fucking read, great. anybody that I know that used to read as a kid, they're like, oh, school forced me to read, so I don't like to read anymore. Me, I, I fucking said, fuck the system. Fuck you. I'm not going to read at all. And then when I was 19, Adney Addy fucking, dude, read the, uh, read the Elliot. You like the movie Troy? Read the Elliot. It's great. It's different. Yeah, but you should check it out. And I did. Dude, my fucking sleeve on my arm is dedicated to Greek mythology because of Adney. Because that's the first book I read. And that book is like 600 pages, dude. It's and crazy. it's also a beautiful tattoo. It's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, this book, like I said, Lies My Teacher Told Me by James W. Lowen. This book opened my fucking eyes to everything. It actually even pushed me towards getting a lot of history books, learning a lot about history, real history, and... Uh, uh, wanting to read, I, I bought um, another book, uh, whatever, I'm not going to say it, I'll suggest it on another book episode, but uh, again, the book is Lies My Teacher Told Me by James W. Lowen, it talks shit on everybody that you know in history that is somebody great, Christopher Columbus, he was an evil person, it gives you um, Helen Keller, she was a radical socialist who wanted Russia to overthrow America, she was anti-America. Nobody knows that because she overcame her, you know, disabilities. But she fucking did not like America. She was a big person in, in politics. Another person who gave women the right to vote in fucking 1912 through 1920, which was uh, President Woodrow Wilson, he was actually anti-fucking women at 100%. I said that prior. His wife convinced him to do that because it would be better for his campaign if women got the right to vote. So it gives you all these perspectives on the shit that we are taught and the shit that is real. So you definitely have to check that out. Um, so And again, uh, my name is, like I say every episode, my name is Stevie August Bergesi, and you could find me on Instagram at the last bibliophile. You could find us on Instagram at the Alcoholicast, me on Facebook at Stevie August Bergesi, and rate us on iTunes, guys. Why don't, why don't you uh, rate <laughs> us, rate us, and review us? Go to the podcast app on your iPhone, click the search engine, uh, type in our name, and then you can rate and review us through there. False! What do you mean false? You said the podcast app. Podcast app. Yeah, that's where I do it. Yes, podcast app. It's false, man. No, it's not. Chris. You got to go through the iTunes page. No, you don't. No, you don't. Look, I showed everybody. Got to go through the iTunes page. No, you don't. If you're already subscribed. No, yep, I'm already subscribed. Check it out. I'm going to... Okay, so he's doing this live on air. What he needs to be doing is doing the outro song right now. Okay. But he's not, and he has to show me that you can do it through the podcast app. I haven't been able to do it through the podcast app, so my experience no, is... That's why, Chris, you haven't done it because of this. Check it out. You go to the my podcast, okay? You're not supposed to go to my podcast. As soon as you get on there, you go to search. You type in our name. I've done that. 
You type in her name? I've done that. Okay, then watch. I'm showing you. You have the same phone as me. Alcohol. I don't have okay? the same phone as you. We have iPhones, don't we? Uh, but you go it's to the search. The you type same, in alcohol gas. It pops I'm in saying. like this. You I'm click saying. on it. It's not the same. This is it right there. Reviews, ratings. That's that's any. That's all now now do a rate rate it. Rate it. Write a review. Okay, now let's do it on my phone because you wanted to do this on air. I was I was pushing you to not do this on air. So let's do it on air. So now I am in my podcast app. I am pushing in Alcoholicast. This is absolutely ridiculous. Alcoholicast right there. Click on this. Right there. More views. It does not allow me. Oh, what the fuck is up with your phone? I told you. I have been telling you this. It does not allow me to review it. It will show me the reviews. I can go to the details. I can go to the related. I can see everything. It does not allow me to make a review like I was trying to say. Well, why the fuck? Well, that's, yeah, that is kind of weird that it doesn't let you... And yours doesn't even have all the reviews up, actually. Well, maybe so, you need to update. So, maybe you need to update your podcast. Okay, app. no, that's not true because my phone is updated yeah. to the newest software, so I think it's within the phones. This is completely ridiculous, and if you're still listening, thank you so much. So, if you're still fucking listening, then that means you want a fucking review. And if it didn't work how Stevie said it, you have to do it my way, and you have to stu- You have to go through iTunes for some reason. You can't go through the podcast app. You have to go through the iTunes app, not the App Store app, not the podcast app, but it has to be the stupid iTunes app, and then you can go through it. It's fucking retarded, and I hate... I fucking hate ending our fucking podcast on this stupid rating bullshit. But the only way we're going to be able to really make something out of this podcast, even though we have a great listener core so far, is we need ratings. That's it. We need ratings. Please, you get guys, ratings, please. you get on the, the top forum or whatever, and you get on like the noticed and reviewed and all that good stuff. So What I did was I, uh, I went to the podcast app, unsubscribed, then uh, went to the search thing, searched out the podcast, clicked on reviews. Then it was able to allow me to like rate it or review it if I wanted to, and then resubscribed. Yeah, but if you guys so. have an updated phone like a normal person, and you want to, you know, then then you can do it. That's fine. You guys, need, you guys need, or you guys are behind. I got an iPhone time. six. Okay. I just don't want to update it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever. Whatever. Just fucking finish it. Okay, dude. No, you guys, hey, plug your shit. What's up with the plugs? What's up with the plugs? Plug it I don't out. I don't have any plugs. Plug it up, dude. We already know. I don't it's do any stand up comedy. I don't have a plug. Reno.com. Plug your shit. <laughs> Listen. Reno. You I don't even know. Add any bar Reno. Add any bar on Instagram. It's really Add like, any bar Reno on Instagram. And it's not at. It's ad. Ad. Because yeah. at first, I thought that it was at. At first, I thought it was at. So I was like, add like as an addition. Reno. In addition what? to add. Didn't it come out? A D A N Y B A R R E N O. A D add. A N E. This is completely ridiculous. All right, we're done. Unplug the mic. The entire thing is. Chris, cut it. Cut the mic. And also, cut the mic. Listen. Cut the mic, Chris. If you want to write us in a story, we're still taking crazy stories from emailers, okay? Write us in at thealcoholicast at gmail.com. No hyphen. We would love to hear your stories. Crazy blowjob stories. <laughs> Do it like a no hyphen. Fun. 
So uh, <laughs> all the any crazy story that you have to tell, we would love to read it on air. We already did that for one listener, Sean. Shout out to you. But yes, please write us in. Tell us your crazy stories. We want to read it on air. You can find Chris on Instagram at Tofer, T-O-P-H-3, R. Yeah, that, that. words and is, numbers. Is it at Instagram? Like, I didn't no, know, yeah, I didn't know the, I didn't like know said, the next yeah. thing to say. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, Topher, yeah look up Topher Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, you I, are our our Alkies. You are our Alkies. You are our It's hard, it's hard <laughs> to say it. You, you are our Alkies. You are our Alkies. Our, our love you. Alkies. <laughs> Can I see you next week? third word. That's what he gives me, dude. Our outro sucks this week. This song sucks every week. God <laughs> damn it. I heard for next week. Next week is going to be really good. It's going to be really good. Batman next week, guys. Oh. It's Batman vs. Superman next week. That's what I've been waiting for all year. <laughs> so we started this podcast like, I can't wait. I want to start this podcast so I can talk about that movie when it comes <laughs> out. <laughs> Leave it alone. No, shut the fuck up. It doesn't end when you say it ends. It ends when we say it. It ends with whoever edits the podcast. Oh, you could. Oh, you could. Who edits the fucking podcast? I'll end this shit right now. Whatever. <laughs> you can end it when I